Tomahawk, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to I Like to Movie Movie. My name is Dan Scully. My name is Garrett Smith. And today we are going to be doing Oscar predictions, Oscar hopes, and Oscar... I don't have a third thing, but <laughs> we are going to be doing all of that. And with us, we have, from Cynadelphia, we have uh, Ryan Silverstein. Hello, hello. And Jill Malcolm. Hi. And we are going to be going through all of the Oscar stuff. Should we start like we normally do, arguing about whether these are the 2016 or the 2017 Oscars? It's the 2017, <laughs> according to the website that's still not loading. <laughs> it's 2017 yes, for movies the, that were in 2016. Yes. Oh, yes. I hate that. That's so confusing yeah, to me. It's, it's super annoying. It's impossible to go like, what was the best picture in? Because yes. it's like, well, that was the best picture in 1974, but it was the... Technically, that means it was the best movie of 19... Whatever. It's, uh, but uh, if you want to find our show, you can uh, check it out on Facebook.com slash I Like 2 Movie. That's the number two. Or on Twitter at the same handle. Uh, and uh, subscribe and rate us on iTunes. And uh, I don't know. Let's start this thing off. What do you think? Where, where should we start? What should we begin with? Well, what I was thinking is what we can do is start... Uh, I guess we'll go with like deep cuts sure. of, of low... Low important, low interest, <laughs> the, the just low like the show ones, which by proxy are actually the most important. Yes, those are the people that are going to get more work out of this. Yes, yes. Right. but the um, winners that you can't name off the top of your head, yes, even yes. two minutes after they've been on stage. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this guy? He's not. Yeah. He has a weird accent. Yeah, like, these will be. But the... man, can he edit sound? <laughs> These are the nominees that, like, even when one person is nominated, the stage gets crowded with just, like, a whole team of people that worked on a thing. Yeah. Well, you know what we should talk about? Last year's Oscars had controversy. Yes. The big thing was hashtag Oscars so white. Yes. And so they addressed this. Yeah. And I thought in a pretty good way, instead of trying to come up with, like, oh, we need this many nominees of this color and this many nominees <laughs> of this color like they didn't do that yeah but they changed and i don't know in what ways but they changed the voting process uh -huh. and the membership qualifications uh -huh. and i'm curious as to what everyone thinks as about how how that played out well do you think it turned out positively i think it did yeah I, I think the nominations certainly look more diverse this year but i think that you can only just that we talked about this last year with this just like you can't totally go like and that's because they changed all those rules you know what i mean it's like that's also because more uh, filmmakers of color are making movies. Uh, and so like something like Moonlight, I don't think that gets a Best Picture nominee just because we changed some rules. Like that is certainly oh, no, a part of it, which is great. But we also like, it just shows there's a changing in the business, mm -hmm. which is really, we talked about this last year, that's where it needs to start, is like they just need to give more opportunities to filmmakers of color and, and women and you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah absolutely. Yeah. Well, it doesn't, there's no tokenism on display. Yeah, exactly. I don't see any yeah, of that. Yeah, And... And, and honestly, I don't see anybody coming at it with that criticism. No. Uh, which is good, because yes. <laughs> I think if there was even a slight air of that, yeah. it, some asshole would be like, no, they only got it because of this. Yeah. And yeah. there's really no opportunity for that, which I think is a good sign that the changes were done properly and the business is moving forward properly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think beyond the rule changes, there's that X factor of we all talked about it. And yes. Like the rule changes made big publicity. So the people voting this year, like that had to be on their minds, especially Absolutely. when they were nominating totally. people. So like there is that like, yeah, maybe the rule change, but maybe also just like having people being aware of that as they're filling out their ballots. Mm -hmm. Putting it out into like the, you know, the public conscience basically. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably the best change of all. 
Yeah. Is mm-hmm. when you internally do something, even if not necessarily on purpose, yep. you just consider it differently. Yeah, well, which is why like conversation is actually important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know? you mean words have meaning? <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> it's sometimes just talking about a thing, even if you can't, uh, you know, come to an agreement at the end, actually pushes progress. Yes. Yeah. Arrival. Y- yes. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, we're gonna talk. About oh, I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, but yeah, so I think that makes sense, right? We should start a little more towards. Jill, the, do you have anything to say towards that end? Um, you look like you're about to explode with something. No. To say. So I, I think it's great that we have more nominees of color but i would love to see these nominees win oh yes right and that's something that doesn't happen <laughs> and because i think i think it was 2015 we had nominees of color not too many won and then uh 2016 um we had right back to, or, or wait 20 2014 to 20 uh, we're I'm, yeah right exactly back. right back to the year well thing. 2014 three, was the 12 ago. years of slave three oscars year. ago we yeah. had <laughs> People of color being nominated, then right back to all white, and now yeah. back to and I would love just to see some winners. Just take it one step forward <laughs> yeah. and just give these people because they deserve it. Moonlight should win everything. <laughs> and it's not going to. Ali on on like everything. He should win Best Picture. Yeah, because for himself. They, they have a viable nominee. Yes. Just mm, yeah. award it what it deserves. Yeah. But yeah. they're not going to. They might. I I well we'll I get into it when yeah. we get. I really yeah. think that Moonlight is gonna end up being the for lack of better term the dark horse contender yeah yeah it's gonna it's which would be exciting actually because i think like uh because it's fucking good yeah uh, well i haven't seen that one yet actually so great but uh you know la la land is great but it has taken home plenty of awards at this point and i think it would be you know it would be nice to see something like our dark horse moonlight come uh you know yeah behind and and And, take that and only from like uh, watching the uh, watching the oscars perspective like I'm almost like dreading it because if the whole night is like La La Land walking yeah. away with a bunch of stuff yeah. and people just talking about Trump constantly, it's going to get old <laughs> real, get real quick. Uh, yeah. So like just from an excitement point of view, yeah. I Trump's hope hosting. A lot of <laughs> Trump's coming out. He's hosting the show. It's 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 going to be huge. He's, he's going to fire all of Hollywood. It's going to be the best Oscars that ever yeah. ever again for Florence Foster Jenkins. Me. <laughs> For, for sitting through that piece of shit. Okay. <laughs> Whoa, what is I would take him over Jimmy Kimmel with toast. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be really, it would be amazing and like completely unhinged. Every, I would every watch single every presenter minute. would just come up on stage like glaring like. <laughs> he would never get off stage either. He would yeah. just stand Nominee's there the high. whole time. <laughs> He'd also turn every win into something that is in support. Like he'll, it will become a conversation every time of just like, well, and here's how this actually highlights my victories. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to talk about short films. Not long enough to be a real movie. Doesn't count. <laughs> you fake movies. <laughs> you get a half an Oscar. It's a little Oscar. You put it on top of a, a cupcake. <laughs> and by the way, Trump Tower makes the best cupcakes. I've got a kitchen full of, uh, of Americans that <laughs> make the cupcakes for us. Oh, God. I drank a little at home, too. <laughs> I had some time. <laughs> I was trying to think of a category that he would award himself an Oscar for. Like, just come out on stage and invent a category that he could just award himself an Oscar for. Best thing ever. <laughs> me. <laughs> for achievement in everything, me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, for... Obviously, makeup and hair. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's All fantastic. the Oscars would have, like, the little hair. Yeah. They'd be sprayed orange. <laughs> be like, oh, they're, <laughs> they're, they're now Don- Donald's. Yeah. <laughs> and the Donald <laughs> goes to... They call <laughs> like the he would sign an executive Marshall order that morning. Lee, and he's in the crowd like, I'm good, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. Give it to, uh, I don't know, give it to someone else. Is Harry Potter or give it to him? Yeah. 
He signs an executive order the morning of that Oscars are now called Donalds. <laughs> oh, God. No. Oh. <laughs> no. I mean, if he wants to take, like, the BAFTAs, fine. <laughs> Whatever. It's it's cool, but no, I'd actually, I, don't, I don't know anything about the BAFTAs. If he wants to, if he wants to reroute Cable Ace Awards, yeah. then fine. Yeah. Well, let's get to the actual Oscars. They're going to be much <laughs> less exciting normalizing than normalizing Donald yeah, Trump yeah. on our podcast. <laughs> I can't. You can't even. I can't handle it anymore. It has already broken me down. I'm. I'm just like, yeah. All right. Let's just make fart jokes about him and be done with it. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he'll destroy himself. Yeah. I. I guarantee it. I like the idea that you can hear the exhaustion in our voices, <laughs> even as we try and make jokes about him. I know, it's, yeah, it's just his jokes go from from potent to yeah. immediately hack. Yeah. Because he's like ten scandals beyond the current <laughs> joke with every passing yeah. second. It's fucking crazy. Right? Yep. By the time this comes out, like sixteen other things will have happened yeah. that we could have yeah. made jokes about, but they haven't happened. Yeah. Yet. They're <laughs> happening right, right. now. Oh, yeah, we yeah. gotta shut it down and yeah. put on CNN. He's <laughs> and just get get to it. He's on his way to the Winter White House again. Be- bound to happen. There's gonna be something oh. by the time this comes out. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I hate him. <laughs> it's like well it's like like dude you won like that's yeah, clearly as far as you even thought into it that's <laughs> as far as you wanted was just to be able to say you did it yep. you won yep. and now the end of your book is i became president and then i and then i stepped down humbly yeah but if you keep going yeah. your your that extra chapter gets worse like yeah. just you got it yeah. you did it great work buddy <laughs> Step down! Step down! <laughs> Just step the fuck down! It's so easy from here to save your legacy, to actually have a complete character arc into a humble man who 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 played with fire, flew too close to the sun, and decided to land before he got burned, before he burned down the world in the process, and he, and he won't. Do- <laughs> I hate him. It's so. Oh. <laughs> okay, you know Sorry, what? Guys, this is crazy. Dan's kind of having a breakdown right now, so we're gonna have to take a break. I'm gonna put that out as our first YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> is this filming? Wait, wait. There's, there's someone. It's just this? gonna be that audio. Okay. Oh god. <laughs> and just pictures of Trump. Is yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah just pictures of him looking yeah, like a fucking <laughs> dick. Shit. <laughs> All right. Okay. Pick a category, Dan. Someone else do it. <laughs> yeah. I'm over uh, it. Uh, I gotta go. Yeah. There's a there's a protest at Temple, right? Like literally like, yeah. I'm gonna go. Yeah. I'll see you guys. So. I think uh, there are protests all week in Philadelphia if people are ah, this will come out after if that. Be, if they changed it to the Donalds, yeah. then the hashtag this year would be Donald so white. <laughs> <laughs> That's worth it. Yeah. That would be worth the change. Okay. Uh, all right. Donald's uh, so orange. Yeah. Uh, we can take it into uh, Best Visual Effects. Oh, I like that, yeah. Uh, Who's so, nominated, Ryan? So nominees are Deepwater Horizon, Doctor Strange, The Jungle Book, uh, Kubo and the Two Strings, and Rogue One, A Star Wars Story. Fascinating. Those what do you think will win? Interesting picks. Yeah, who would win that? My will win for that is Jungle Book. That's what I think, too. Because I, I think that's... I agree. When you think about, like, the, you know, most visual effects. Yeah. Everything in that movie, other than that kid. Yeah. Was totally made up in a computer. And, and it's it looked Im- amazing. It's impressive. It's yeah. really, really impressive. I actually enjoyed that movie more than I thought I would. And it was partially because the visual spectacle was just pretty incredible. I was just like, how did they train all of these animals in English? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And yeah. then later I read about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, but I will say the uh, Rogue One Star Wars yeah. story stuff lo- is crazy. The uh, when they did like the X Wing battle, yes, they built giant LED screens and they put people in actual cockpits and filmed them 
so that the lighting and their reactions to what was happening around them would be genuine. Yeah. Which is also really, really cool. I watched the video. I did not know that. Today. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, I watched that video today. It's yeah. incredible. Um, so just as a note, but like, will they're doing like, win. And they're doing like a lot of new stuff with those Star Wars movies where they're literally like, whenever you see somebody like at a window in a starship and there's a battle going on, instead of that being blue screen this time around, they're literally playing video of like the visual effects that you, the audience, will see in the movie. Yeah. So that the wild. actors can just react to like what is going to be happening in the movie. It's it's really impressive some of the weird stuff that they're doing to yeah. and it, achieve more realism like in the in those like settings and stuff. Yeah. It's cool. and, it, and it's all about driving the performance. Like yeah. it's it's pushing the technology in really kind of innovative experimental yeah. ways, but all about getting that performance to be not the prequels where yeah. everyone yeah, so was they, just they running around on green boxes from the, the whole time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're like exactly. dangling, you know, green things over <laughs> like it's a, it's a pterodactyl. <laughs> 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 yeah. That's, You're scared. Yeah, Ooh, I, I am a little bit. Well, and the other thing, like to me, uh, so my buddy after uh, we saw it said, uh, you know, I didn't think the the space battles looked that great, and I was like, really, I was really impressed by him. He was like, it just looked like models to me, and I was like, yeah, that's why it's so impressive. <laughs> yeah. They figured out how to, with modern effects, achieve the look of practical effects from the seventies. The ship that yes. did like the wedge thing, yeah, like the pushing ship that because I. That was a that was a bad day for me because I I did not sleep the night before yeah and so I don't remember much of that movie but I remember that clear as day yeah but yeah. I I got to disagree with everybody I think both will and want to win and you guys will love hearing this is Kubo yeah I uh, really yeah. that's what I, I would want that. to win actually. I thought yeah. that, that I was really that. the visuals stunning to are look at. incredible yeah. and and like I and used I'm just still impressed by stop motion yeah especially yep. when you find out after the fact that like. You look at it and go, oh, it's CGI that's made to look like stop motion with a little bit of... No, like, they really did oh, yeah. real puppet work. That's impressive it's stuff. It's really impressive. I I grew up doing stop motion with my friends. We started with, like, Star Wars action figures and then got to doing, like, claymation. It's the fucking most exhausting, hardest thing in the world. Oh, yeah. And we did all of ours with popsicle sticks and Crayola clay. Yeah. Like, the, when you look at something like Kubo, having even done, like, a minuscule version of that, it's unfucking real to me that it ever even gets done at that like level. It's just so impressive. I, I thought that movie was incredible. I mean, I loved that movie in general, but the visuals were like, that was the most stunning thing I think I saw this year. I don't think animation gets its due in yeah. these categories. Like I'm yeah. trying to think of an animated movie that won for visual effects recently, and I can't think of any. Yeah, I mean, even, I mean, yeah, even it, nominated, I can't really. I can't think of another one that got nominated, but it's you know, what's was the, the difference Anomaly between? Nominated? Uh, I don't know. Ooh. I don't know. But I, I know it didn't win if it, even if yeah. it was. Yeah. But the difference between Kubo and Jungle Book, like diff- the, like it's not. They're both almost equally as much animated as yes. not animated. Yes. 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 So like you know where that line gets split is actually really interesting right now. But yeah, I would love for Kubo to win. That movie is incredible. Yeah, I think it will win. And I, that's probably I honestly the, think it will. And that's the category. I think it has the best chance of winning. Too. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it would be nice to see that movie take home an Oscar. Absolutely. Uh, I think it really deserves it. Which would be we'll crazy if Doctor Strange just like swept it. <laughs> I was impressed with the visuals in that. Oh yeah, like, yeah. I, w- I was very impressed with the way that movie looked, especially for like the budget that I know Marvel makes those movies on. It's it's pretty impressive. Yeah, it probably has the, some of the most obvious best special effects in Marvel movies. Yes. I know there's a lot of stuff that they do with just like backgrounds mm-hmm, and stuff that's mm-hmm. cool, but like this had that kind of wow factor that a lot of the Marvel movies don't, just from a pure like craziness, like mm-hmm. uh, you know Inception, but dialed up to eleven. Yeah. It looked new. Yeah. The last couple Marvel movies, they've all been wonderful, but they all s- started to look real samey mm-hmm. and gray and colorless to me, and this definitely popped. Shame about 
you know the rest of it. I I, I was not I was not too impressed <laughs> yeah. with like the story or anything. Me, I thought Cumby sucked. He was terrible. But uh, you know, yeah. so be it. Uh, chakras. Anything you guys? What was that? Chakras. <laughs> That's a great impression of him in that movie because that is how he like does American. Is yep, he yeah. just he grumbles it? He, well, he over yeah. like he's wrapping his mouth around the and accent he he's just grumbling mm-hmm. like that's how he gets rid of his british accent that's something that when grumble. i watch him doing not his accent and yeah. i'm watching him with jenna who's an yeah. actress who yeah. does accents she like has to leave <laughs> she's <laughs> like i can't i can't do it and the fact that he just looks like his name is spot of tea mick save the queen <laughs> yeah. he's yeah. like so british yeah <laughs> i'm pretty sure he was invented by charles dickens <laughs> <laughs> If he, like, if he pulls his mask off to just reveal like an old decrepit Charles Dickens yeah. who's been you know <laughs> fucking like injecting himself with yeah. chocolates. <laughs> Anything else you guys can think of that uh, didn't get nominated that you would have liked to have seen nominated? I I actually can't this year. Those are the ones that kind of come to mind to me. Best visual effects. Yeah. So now I'm already starting to lose what was last year. I know. Honestly. Of course, everyone's going to hate me for this, but I, I thought that the effects in Batman versus Superman were fucking cool as shit. Oh, it is a really good-looking yeah. movie. Yeah. It is a really good-looking movie. Yeah. And, you know, whatever you think about it, that's fine by me. But uh, Even if you don't like, like, the drab colors that they do in it, the the actual, like, how they the create is the, that is really impressive. It, there's so many good colors that pop in yeah. comparison to, say, a Civil War yeah. that looks like watercolors. It, totally. It, there's, there's a lot of stuff that pops, even if the color palette they choose from right. isn't as, as uh, broad. Yeah. But when I picture that movie and I picture Superman flying Doomsday into space, yeah. I get real excited. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's good stuff. Yeah, I'd also put uh, Warcraft out there. Yes, oh, I, you, oh, I didn't yes. see that yet. Actually, oh, it's so I much really fun. want to. I like Duncan Jones a lot. Yeah, I, I love Duncan Jones. I've played maybe like less than twelve hours worth of World of Warcraft, so like I have no real affinity for the series. But the fact that it looks and moves like a video game, but also like a movie, um, like it's a very particular style of CGI. Like it's not trying to look photo real, right? And I think that's really cool mm-hmm. uh, and something that I want to hope to see more of. Yeah, like, yeah. Computers can do crazy stuff. Let them do crazy stuff. <laughs> and I don't think there's really a world I can imagine where an orc could be as expressive as they turned out to be. Yeah, like, I could never have fathomed that, and I ended up registering them as actual characters as opposed to you know avatars over people's faces. <laughs> yeah, and it, they really. I mean, and I mean that in the term avatar, not the movie I, avatar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually mean in the literal term. <laughs> Um, and even the like the uncanny valley of the eyes, they yeah. like their mm-hmm. eyes look like human. Like they more look more human than the CGI Star Wars characters in the new Star Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Which I was legit fooled by the one. Yeah. I just forgot he was a dead actor. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, man, he's he is holding on. But, yeah. <laughs> he almost looks like he's not real. <laughs> 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 That is a legitimately impressive effect. Regard, like I, oh, I feel very weird about it, but yes. it's a legitimately impressive effect yes. for sure. I wonder if that will help them because it was it was very very well done. Uh, I I think just... it will. I think because you know I think that's one of the categories where it's like it actually does win for a true achievement in its category usually, and I think that that is like a pretty big achievement in that yeah. category. 
Or maybe for the specialty Oscars, probably more than oh, these. yeah, like mm, the Geek yeah. Awards. I think, I think that technology probably fares better in those. That's awards. what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah that yeah. makes sense. The ones where they have some like really pretty actress some come gorgeous. out <laughs> and like to so be like, oh, I went to this dinner with a bunch of nerds and we gave oh, them yeah, all yeah, awards yeah. and it was really fun. But we're not gonna put it on TV because they're not pretty enough. <laughs> a true, a true nerds award show would be like now to present the award for best visual effects is Young Jeff Bridges from Tron. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Voiced by old Jeff Bridges <laughs> from Hell or High Water. Yeah. <laughs> Just making vaguely racist comments <laughs> yeah. the whole time. That's a, well, we'll talk about that yeah, movie. There's a line in that movie that is stuck with me because I thought it was so funny. He's about to go across the street and he says to his partner, who's Native American, he's like, well, I'm going to go pick up some. Uh, What's that you guys like? Pemmican? You guys <laughs> like, you know that I'm part Mexican too. He's like, well, when I get done with the engine jokes, then I'll move on to the Mexican jokes, but it'll be a while. <laughs> like, that's so good. That's so great. And they just reluctantly hate and love each other yeah. and care about each other but and hate each other. That scene so is good. the perfect oh, like summary of so their much. relationship. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Everything yeah. about those you need to know about those two characters is in that piece of dialogue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so yeah. great. That guy's a great writer. I'm really excited to see. Like, he has a bunch of stuff kind of like in the works right now. I'm really excited to see like what comes of some of his uh, his future movies. So, what's the next category? Yeah, is it film editing? That's uh, what I have next on the Wikipedia. But we do film. Yeah, film? let's do, do best best film editing. The and the nominees <laughs> are <laughs> Donald Trump. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> uh, we got Arrival, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water. La La Land and Moonlight. Ugh. Yeah, so these are like the proxy. If we still only had five Best Picture nominees, right. these would probably be the five Best Picture nominees. But in recent years, not so much. Right. Well, they I mean, haven't been connected as mu- as much. Right. Not the I winners, but I mean, the, right. like the nominees in this category, and then the nominees in Best Picture. Like these are right. like the right. top five of the nine. Yeah. Yeah. I always think it's odd what gets nominated for editing, actually. It seems to always just, it does always seem to kind of be the stuff that's already being nominated for like cinematography or. Well, or in best the, picture. the world of Whiplash, when that won, yeah. that was like the first time that I was like, that, yes, that won. Right. Yeah. Like, that is a key, yeah. that is masterwork of editing. I, yeah, totally. And I just, I feel like most of the time this category, I'm like, I, I don't, like, I, yes, I, uh, the editing must have been good because I like that movie, but I, I, there are movies where I definitely I'm like, oh, that is like really impressive editing. And I feel like it's very rare that that actually ends up nominated for the you know what I mean? It, yeah, because I feel like there's a lot of nominees in this category that, where the editing isn't flashy. Like they're not like there's not a lot of like quick cuts yeah, or yeah. like a lot of stuff going on. But like if you if you watch them again and pay attention, you'd probably start to pick up. Yeah, on it. maybe so the people yeah. who nominate in this category. Like that's all they do. So they yeah. know it when they see it. I think the best editing are are ones that you either really notice because it's trying to give you a movie like that or don't notice at all because it's just lulling you through it. Yeah. And and that's, I think Moonlight's a great example of that too. Mm -hmm. Because that is a movie that kind of comes and goes in waves. Mm -hmm. And and it eventually washes over you, but you really do feel it. And for a movie that is is mostly, I don't want to call it bland, but I can't come up with a better word. For a movie that's, that's mostly just a... It doesn't really have any pop to it. It's mm-hmm. subdued. I can, it's subdued. That's the perfect word. I can close my eyes and picture just about every moment of that movie, mm-hmm. and I've seen it one time. Yeah. And yeah. I think that has a lot to do with the editing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would also say, uh, like, Arrival probably has the most obvious editing. Yeah. With all the flashbacks and mm-hmm. the narration mm-hmm. and moving around to different locations. And I do think that it does a good job of 
you always know where you are and you always know when you are, even though they don't like pop it up on the screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so I Which think it's difficult considering the way that that movie is ultimately structured. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's also really impressive. Yeah. And, and, and that is also the editing. The editing is also obvious there because of that weird structure thing that it's doing. Right. That is really impressive. You, you know, from an editing standpoint, the fact that that is digestible and makes sense and you can kind of like, recount the movie in your head in a way that you can reinterpret it it's that's pretty impressive that they yeah. were able to pull that off um what do we think is gonna win that's what i would want to win but that's also only having seen like a, a handful of those yeah i mean i think la la land's probably gonna take this one because again with the musical numbers yeah. and like that montage at the end is like that is actually yeah. amazingly edited like so just that sequence alone where they're kind of like his vision of what their future could have been and mm. they're it's this long like dance number where they're just going through scene by scene by scene. Like it feels like one take and there's no way it could have been one take. Mm-hmm. And it's just very seamlessly edited together. And you know, even the big opening number on the highway yeah. has some great editing stuff going on in it. And there's um, a lot of, there are a lot of wonders in it that are pretty impressive too. Like yeah. throughout some of the dance numbers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's going to win and I actually think it should win. Yeah. I, I'm a, <coughs> I'm a very big fan of La La Land. Yeah. But I, I think mostly, <laughs> mostly on a, Jill's rolling her eyes. Uh, mostly on a, uh, on a uh, technical level, though, is really where I'd like to see it succeed. Yeah. Because I think techni- when it comes like the, the craft of filmmaking, there's a lot of really, really good stuff going on there. Totally. Yeah. And you're right. That, that finale is like super impressive uh, on a story level, but that is like achieved through the way that they tell that story visually with the editing and stuff. It's, yeah. it's really impressive. That whole last like 10 minutes of the movie is by far my favorite part of the movie. Yes, 100%. And I, I think that's actually like where the movie kind of like pulls itself out of like, oh, this is like really fantastic. You know what I mean? It goes from like, that was enjoyable to like, that was pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I like that it's in the framing device of Walk Hard. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's got to think about his whole life <laughs> yeah. before he plays the song. I love that. <laughs> I am pulling from Moonlight for this one. Yeah. And my gut feeling, I, I have it in the pit of my stomach. I'm like, I think it's going to win for whatever reason. I just, I'd love to see I, it. I would love to see it. I yeah. really would. So I'm my vote is for Moonlight. Yeah. I just love the way that the story was told. And for a subdued story to just keep you engaged. The way that you know we move from his life as a child, like I just love everything about it, and I love the way that it was put together, and I think that it should win. So. And I think without strong editing, the three actors would actually end up feeling more like separate characters. Yeah. And I don't think that ever for a second feels like three different people. The three of I feel like they just got together and like discovered together how they were going to make this character because it just the way that they act with it, the way that the film is put together, it's like one person, one single actor playing mm. the character. And I think that that's really hard to accomplish. And it feels like they yeah. boyhooded it. And yeah, it's just like, yeah. it's just one guy. Yeah. 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 And, and to that, like, again, the editing is really showing you like where you are and what time period, like there's no words that pop up that say five years later, five years later, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you know, based on just seeing that, person in the camera even though it's a totally it's a person you haven't seen before in this movie it is still that same character but even within like each segment like especially when he's um a high school student and the whole i think the whole sequence from when he's he's in the bathroom and he dips his head in the sink and like the water's rushing down and the next you just see him walking through and it's one take i think of him walking through the school into his classroom where he's just about ready to beat that guy. Oh, yeah. It's my yeah. favorite sequence. 
because you know that something's going to happen and it's not going to be good. And you just see like the anger and like the resolution in his face mm. all at the same time. And it's my favorite shot of the entire Have you seen it more than once? I we saw I, I saw, saw it twice. twice. I, so saw I wonder it twice. if that the second time around, how does that play when you know where it's going? I so what's what's funny is that whenever I see a movie that I love for the second time, I'm actually like waiting for like the audience's response. So yeah, I know yeah, what's yeah. happening. I love w- like watching and waiting for other people, and I'm like, yep. oh my god, here it comes, my favorite scene. I'm like, I'm just waiting, and everybody like that. That scene just grabs everybody. Oh yeah, and the response is just so visceral, and like we're on his side, even though he's beating a man like Mm. beating somebody you know but like but that's what that's what stuck with me the first time i saw and i actually liked the movie more the second time i saw it um i liked it but when i saw it a second time like that's when everything really coalesced with me like for the editing like all of that stuff just it really sat better with me a second time and i think yeah i just I don't know. Like that's the one thing that really sticks out to me, and it's the one scene that I absolutely love in it. So I'm really a strong pulling. case. I'm pulling. Yeah. I'm really Moonlight pulling is so for tremendous. It. It's so, I'm good. so tremendous. It is the best made film of last year. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is the best made movie. You know, and and it's one while while we're on it that it like I keep trying to sell it to people, and yeah. I'm like, it's not a sad movie. It's like there's not. sad stuff it's that happens, hopeful. but it's not maudlin. Right. It's not boring. Right. Like it's just enough of all of those things. Like there's a ton of a ton of range of emotions running throughout that whole movie. It's entertaining. Yeah. And it's it's not the movie where you're like, oh, I'm gonna be really depressed when I go out. So like I want to make sure it's like sunny and I can get a smoothie after. Like <laughs> it's you know, like it is an uplifting movie by the end of we it. We talked about it in our top ten episode that like in a different time or a different movie would have been immediately the same way Brokeback Mountain was like, oh, it's the gay cowboy movie. Right. This <laughs> have been, oh, it's the gay black guy movie. Right. But it's not. Right. And it doesn't take that yeah. form and there's no desire to make it take that form. Yeah. And it ends up just being a good movie that, oh, whoops, it's relevant. Yeah. Right. You know, like <laughs> well, it's, it's it's not hidden figures yeah. that beats you with a message and forgets to make a movie. And that and that's, <laughs> and that's exactly how I'm I've so been. Oh, thank God. I felt like I was like this this racist that everyone no. hates. Okay. You like I said, you have a viable nominee in Moonlight, yeah. and everybody's talking about Hidden Hid- Figures. Thank you. I'm not saying oh, that Hidden Figures. Yes. I haven't seen Hidden Figures. I mean, just yeah, yeah. preface oh, okay. this by saying <laughs> that I have to pump the brakes a little bit. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but I can't imagine it's better than Moonlight. I just can't. It's not. Thank- okay. <laughs> it's Remember the Titans goes to space. Thank you. Yeah, I didn't even it's... have to see the really movie, movie to know that. <laughs> uh, I'm so Remember happy the that you're with me. I'm so yeah. 100% <laughs> with you. Because, uh, he's, because Ryan's telling me, oh, you know, everybody's talking about hidden figures going to sneak in there. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Right. Like, it might, though. And, it and really it's might. More, it's more because I feel like it's the sa- it's it's a very safe movie. Right. Mm. And it's very popular. It only I think only it's this like last week did La La Land outgrow. Gross. There is nothing mm. wrong with Hidden Figures being a right. movie that's popular. I'm right. happy that, you know, little girls are going to see this movie. Trust me. Oh, I'm on board right. with it. Trust no, me. <laughs> but I don't want it. I'm what? just saying there's, <laughs> there's people in the Academy that want something that people have watched to win Best Picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're voting for it because it's populist <laughs> more right. so than whether they or not they think it's the best movie. Yeah. Kevin Costner desegregates the wrong bathroom because it's a better visual <laughs> that kills me the, the whole thing is she walks 45 minutes every day to yeah. use the colored bathroom 
And he says, why are you gone for 45 minutes? And she goes through a big, powerful speech about how there's no bathroom here for me, and I'm just as smart as anyone, anyone, <laughs> one of these mm-hmm. crackers. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's not what she says. <laughs> she says. I'm just, I'm smarter than any of these guys, and yeah. that's why I have to go, and yeah. I have to take my work with me, and it's not fair. And then Kevin Costner's like, well, that's not efficient, and it's, it's wrong, so everybody, let's take a 45-minute walk to the colored bathroom so I can get this strong visual of me knocking down the colored sign. Yeah. Presumably to allow white people to use that bath. It's the wrong bathroom. <laughs> you did the wrong thing. You 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 got rid of the you know you you delayed the workforce, yeah. which is what you were trying not to do. <laughs> and if if we're following signs, which in the fifties and sixties you gotta, um, the white bathroom still says whites only. Yeah. <laughs> but Dan, maybe it's all a metaphor about how white people try to help and they still screw up. You know what? I'll take it. Uh, that, that's a good enough explanation, but it does not forgive the movie. It does not forgive the movie for me. Too many scenes of her just like writing on a blackboard and people being like, she's doing it. She's really doing it. And, like, I have no understanding of what she's doing. Uh, it's well performed. Yeah. It's directed by a hack. But <laughs> Who made that? Theodore Melfi. Who's that? The hack. Oh, okay. He's like, he's art house Brett Ratner. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. What, wait, what else did he do? I'm very curious. <laughs> I'm just saying. Shit I, that I love, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> Art Ratner. He did. He did St. Vincent, which, which I didn't see. Uh, it's it's exactly. Bill Murray? That's the one with Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy. Yeah. And it's a totally fine, completely forgettable. Yeah. Like, yeah. just, you know, it's it's a like comedy for old people that go to our house movies uh-huh. more than it's a movie. Uh, yeah. That sounds a lot like his later work. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, anyway. Fair enough. Like, Anything we'd like to have in film editing? Yeah, I'm not, I was trying to think about that, actually. Ready? Furious 7. Oh, yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Was yeah. that last year? That was last year. Jeez. I believe it was, wasn't it? Or was it two I years ago? I think it was two years ago now. Oh, no, so like I think so. I'm just never out. so far from family. <laughs> yeah. Well, then then I take it back. Uh, I don't know what I do. Bad movies. Yeah, what would be best editing last year? Uh, well, once again, uh, one of my my uh, sleeper faves, Operation Avalanche, is yeah. oh. a really cool movie, oh. and there's very strong editing in it. Uh, Krisha. Oh, Krisha has really strong yeah. editing, I think. Mm. Um, definitely on the flashier side of editing, but it really works for the story and what they're sort it of trying to illustrate. It doesn't into student film no. when it had every right to. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was really, really uh, impressive. Yeah, I really think uh, Green Room has amazing oh, editing yeah. because yeah. it's so tense yes. and that's all to me that's all from editing oh yeah um whether how long you stay in the scene mm-hmm. when you cut it's mm-hmm. all about just dialing that tension up and up and up and up there's that's a lot of uh movie. yeah and there's a lot of shots of like characters just kind of like literally just making like menacing faces and stuff like mm-hmm. that and that's yeah. the kind of thing where it's like you have to craft how long you hold on that face when that face comes up for that tension to really rise yep. with it or how long he's behind the counter with yes. the knife and yeah. the guy's putting his hand yeah. down it's yeah. like ah mm-hmm. like yeah well, when and that's one where the the locale, like the setting, keeps shrinking and shrinking. Yeah. So you have to build the geography of that setting, uh-huh. but also tell the story of everything that's going on with the healthiest dose of dramatic irony, where you know what this guy's got a gun, this guy doesn't. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Where do we want to go next? Yeah. Who's? What do you got? Give me a category. Is it on me? Well, I mean, do we do we want to do costume design? Sure. sure. Okay. The nominees for best costume design are Allied. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Florence Foster Jenkins, or as I like to call it, Flo Fojo. <laughs> um, Jackie and La La Land. 
Oh, well, La Land's the only one of those I've seen. <laughs> well, you really should see Jackie. That's Jackie. a tremendous Jackie's, flick. Yeah. I think good. that canon will win. It's, I think it will. I think it will, too. And it's breaking my heart that this will probably be the only Oscar that Jackie wins. Because yeah. the more... It's a movie that, like, when even when I wrote my review, I was like, oh, yeah, like, it was good. Like, I'm not sure how I felt about it, because I don't know if it's, like, vilifying the Kennedys yeah. or celebrating the Kennedys. And the more I keep thinking of, like, I can't stop thinking about Jackie. Mm. And the more I think about, the more I feel like it's actually wrestling with that very thing. Mm -hmm. And that makes it kind of like, I was like, oh, it's kind of muddled because it's not outright saying like, you know, this whole Camelot idea was a good yeah. thing for the country or a bad thing for the country. But it doesn't have to because it's just questioning it. Mm -hmm. And even that having it questioned and like change my view on history is like. It, it, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. The more I think about, it, the more I'm impressed with it. I, I think it was like asking like, what is the recipe for legacy? You know, like what what does it take to leave a leg? And like, if if there's anything that you could say about the Kennedys, even if you don't know the ins and outs of their history, we're all, even in an ancillary sense, conditioned to what their legacy was. Right. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of pieces to that. You know, there's <laughs> there's the curse, yep. but there's also, as in the movie, the fashion that, yep. that came out of it. Just you know, the the renovation of the White House, just everything. The Mayor Quimby is a kid. The, yeah, the accents. <laughs> the accents, yes. Uh, it's all part of that legacy. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I think that will win, and I, I think it should win. How did yeah. La La Land get nominated for Who the hell Well, I think it comes down to, I'm, I'm thinking of like the opening, not the opening, well, yeah, the opening yeah. musical yeah. number. There's a lot of color coordination yeah. there. But I'm thinking of the opening musical number of her going to the party with her friends, uh -huh. and they're all color oh, coordinated, yeah. mm -hmm. and then they go to a party where it starts to turn mm -hmm. into... You know, single color suits, yeah. and then you know yeah. the pool's bright blue, and the costumes I, have to go. I guess I, I, I think, think there's. I guess in my mind, like when I think about that, I'm like, it sounds to me like you're describing like the color, like the color design of the movie more than the costuming. It's. I mean, it's definitely. I'm. I'm probably describing what's more of a success of cinematography, yeah, as opposed to yeah. costuming. But you know, to eliminate one would be to hurt the other. You're right. You yeah, know, yeah. It is. That's that's how I think it got nominated. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm certainly clear that I don't think it should win. Yeah, that's such yep. a bizarre nomination, I think. Especially when, like, honestly, that's something that I would support, like, a Batman versus Superman to be nominated for. It's yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like, that's something where it's like, no, those are actually, like, some of the best superhero costumes that have ever been put on screen where they look, you know, like, they look like they actually have utility, mm -hmm. but also, like, feel like they well, would they really the exist. The they would, books, yeah, yeah, it's, you know. Uh, that's a good point. Like, I don't I, think about comic book movies as having, like, costumes. But. yeah. That to me, that was like very impressive. Anyway, just like in a world where La La Land's getting nominated, it's like, well, okay, can we like let's look at like some of the actual costume? You know, like I would nominate Rogue One for costuming. Those are some mm, of the goddamn yeah. like the like how iconic those characters immediately yeah. are. Oh yeah, that's co that is costuming. How yeah. I just I can think of Kre when I think of Krennic, I know exactly what that guy looks like, and it's because of that space cape and that fucking the the <laughs> off white of his suit, and right. you know, and even the details of like you know in uh, the first Star Wars movie, Vader's helmet is like a matte finish, and mm -hmm. then in Empire Strikes Back: Return of the Jedi, it's glossy as hell. Yeah, so they're like, oh, it's a matte finish. It's got red light. Like yep. just even the attention to detail to make mm -hmm. it look like this movie was made in 1976. Yeah, yeah, is just amazing. Yeah. Well, this is one where I actually a movie that I felt middling about. Uh, I. I don't think it should win, but Allied has really great costume design. I, I heard that that is an impressive period piece for sure. The period details also. Yeah. There's a segment in the middle that's just a a party where it's 
Because the whole thing is Brad Pitt's trying to figure out if his wife is a spy or not. Right. And there's a party where it looks like she might be up to something. So he's like trying to host a party and trying to keep an eye on her and figure out what's going on. And then an air raid happens. Mm. And it's it's a brilliant sequence. The movie never quite reaches that level before or after it. But the one thing when I close my eyes that stands out is that it it does feel like I am in that period. Yeah. Despite just so much green screen, the costumes <laughs> do make it you know seem more genuine. Yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm gonna say Jackie across the board. Yeah. That movie yeah. is tremendous. I'm just still mad that La La Land got nominated for this category. <laughs> I didn't even see any of the other movies, and I'm mad yeah. that La La Land is nominated for this. But I got I got two uh, that weren't nominated that I would have liked to see. Hit me. Um, so everybody wants some. Oh um, yes, uh, dude, totally. You don't think of the '80s as being a period movie, but yeah. like those, the nylon in those socks <laughs> oh, yeah. are just spot on, <laughs> incredible. Well, and the way those guys different look. genre bars and stuff. Like yeah, they go to the punk club. Yes. They go to the country club. Yeah, yep. all yeah. Um, and then also Swiss Army Man. That was going to be my pick. Oh, yeah. nice. Because that suit, like having that suit look that way on yeah. Daniel Radcliffe the whole movie, and yeah. like as they go through each like trial, they go through. Like there's more grime and yeah, grit yeah. and just disgusting. Well, and they build costumes too. He well, yeah, the dress, yes. so he's the girl in the bus. Yeah. You know, he, yeah, that's. I mean, that's that's my pick. That is for a good choice. Blanket across the board for all Snubs. of these categories. Yeah. I'm going with Cesar yeah. Man because that that is a tremendous. Yeah, so much imagination. I'm going Gods of Egypt across the board. I'd like oh, to see that yeah. be nominated for costumes. Did you guys oh, so see Jeffrey Rush? You you, you want to throw a hind uh, barely a so blinded? You want to retcon that nomination back into best visual effects? <laughs> <laughs> I do actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. The, the way he makes uh, six foot tall men look like they're ten foot tall men it's next to other six foot tall men, fighting Woo! giant oh, yeah. snake monsters. Yeah, oh, it's great. I what a, what a so wonderful much. movie! I think Triple X: Return of Xander Cage takes the uh, Gods of Egypt award for 2017 oh. already. That's that's pure Bollywood, but yeah. it somehow got into our American. <laughs> uh, film. It's incredible, it's awesome. dude. They rip tubes on dirt bikes. It's my favorite <laughs> thing that's ever <laughs> happened. Ripping tubes. <laughs> tubes on dirt bike, dude. <laughs> You want to rip a tube? Yeah, you got a surfboard? No. <laughs> I got a dirt bike and a monster energy drink. You ready? <laughs> I got a Sobe tea. Some triple X. <laughs> My favorite oh, thing God. about that scene is, that's Donnie Yen dirt biking across <laughs> the ocean. And that's some big chunky guy's chunky head <laughs> right behind him. What I love about that scene is that Donnie Yen knows that the bikes have yes. surf capabilities. So he rides off a cliff into yep. the sick tubes. And he, he gets, and Triple X is already in the air yeah. when he finds out that, that the they, bikes the have bikes that have capability. Yeah. And he's like, oh, oh, good. Well, mine must be able to do that too. <laughs> my yeah. plan was just to drive with my wheels right across the, the ocean, which would have worked yeah. in this world. But yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Next year, next year's episode. <laughs> I hope to bring that up again. Yep. Return of Xander <laughs> X. Um, the next category. Next category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, makeup and hair. That's, that's oh, yeah. next of mine here. Okay. We got uh, a man called Ova. What is that? Uh, uh, it is a foreign film from Sweden. Mm. Um, Star Trek Beyond. Oh, and Academy Award nominee Suicide Squad. All right. <laughs> oh, oh, BT Dubs. Y'all hear the news? Speaking of villains oh. becoming good guys, yeah. Mel Gibson that, might be doing Suicide Squad. I was going to say, is that official or is that like to or call is it, it Suicide Squad? <laughs> <laughs> Still suiciding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Career Suicide Squad. <laughs> Although, watch that, just like give it fucking cred. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, well, yeah, that'll be interesting yeah. <laughs> if that happens. Uh, those are the only three movies nominated yeah. for this category. Yeah. Yep. How does La La Land get a best costuming nomination? 
But then this category only has three movies nominated. There's they, there's got to be five movies worth nominating in this they category. They want you to believe that Emma Stone just looks like that normally. <laughs> yeah. So like, it's, it's all a cover-up. I'm just saying, there's got to be five movies that can nominate for this category if they're just throwing costuming nominations out. Right. Like, if Suicide Squad is in there, like, yeah. I mean, easily, like... Um, Star Wars could be in there. Yeah. Like, any number of movies. I mean, that yeah. being said, I actually think Star Trek Beyond can that's and will gr- win. That's a great nomination, actually. Uh, what is that new character's name? Um, I just picture her face. <laughs> Not I just Elba, the well, female but, character. I mean, I but he actually, too, yeah, you're yeah, right. Because yes. he has all of that makeup. I actually on didn't face. know it was him throughout most of the movie. I didn't know he was in it. And then yeah. when he morphed into Idris Elba, I'm like, who fucking shit? <laughs> yeah, it's when they're playing that video, and I was like, why is Idris Elba in this video? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, anything he can't do? Uh, yeah. No, that... Uh, Jayla. Jayla, Jayla that's, yeah. That's she was so impressive looking, I thought. Like, yeah. She looks actually very much like a Star Wars universe character, but the type of character... She looks like a Twilight, kind of, mm-hmm. but they never looked that good in those movies, and she looks fantastic in Star Trek Beyond, yeah, It I looks think. totally... Like, it looks like she just looks that way. Yeah, like, yeah. it doesn't look like makeup where, like, oh, right. it's, you know, here's some ridges on her forehead mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, though, even some of the creatures that were, like, the weird ridgy lizards yeah they looked in the same way that you were describing the rogue one effects where it's like they purposefully made it look like they purposefully made that look the star trek i'm air quoting star trek brand cheesy right which i think is a a choice and a good one Mm -hmm. i i've not seen a man called ova is that something either of you have seen i have and i can tell you it the movie was great um the makeup did not stand out and i'm trying to I think the lead actor had old person makeup on oh, okay. that was done very well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't. Sure. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I got you. I don't think I've ever seen an old person makeup be completely convincing. That that right. that's uncanny valley. For yeah, me. yeah. It doesn't yeah. quite get there. I mean, it was believable enough, but that's the only thing I can recall as being. Maybe The Exorcist actually isn't. Uh, uh, what's his name? An old man makeup uh, the whole time. Uh oh, what's that actor's name now? Um why can't I think of it? I don't know who you're referring to. The old priest? Yeah, what is that Max Fonsito? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, isn't he an old man makeup in that movie? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's only he was like pretty young when they made that movie and he plays like an older Let's priest. Let's get one thing here. Max von Sydow has always been 82. <laughs> <laughs> that is a that is a law. I <laughs> I think we have that perception because he played an old man in yeah. an older movie yeah. that we that we all really like. You, you know could what be I mean? right. I I've I've never heard anything but I'd certainly I, believe I it. I think he's in old man makeup in well, that. If anyone's that anyone's going to pull off old man makeup yeah, it's, it's Friedkin in his team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, honestly the the one that was nominated for an Oscar did not win. But could have won with old man makeup was Jackass, uh, bad. Oh, grandpa. bad grandpa! Yeah. Right, that was actually convincing. Yeah, you know, convincing enough. Of course, you know when he's skateboarding and ripping <laughs> tubes, it's different. <laughs> I just love that phrase, ripping, ripping tubes. That is new to best. me. I love it. It's the best. Yeah, I don't have any. I don't. I don't have. I, I can't. Any, any weight in this one? No, I don't. Either. Just because of who I am. I mean, I'd love to see Star Trek. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, yeah it's yeah. cool. Okay. You know? Yep. Um, I mean, the only alternative nominee I can really think of is the Handmaiden. Oh, I, didn't uh, see that. I really want to the hair like you know just ba- i don't know a ton about like korea or japan or whatever in that era yeah um, but it looks completely convincing and there's a ton of it like mm-hmm. there's just a lot of different looks and styles and people in disguise mm-hmm. and people in the movie wearing costumes Even the mm-hmm. costuming yeah right yeah. so well, that's actually that. a good nominee for yeah. the costuming one. About that one i would even say for editing too yeah yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It, like down to the smallest piece of texture in the wallpaper is all calculated mm-hmm. oh absolutely. and like as as the movie progresses you you 
there's a lot of calculations going on by certain mm-hmm. characters, mm-hmm. and it it's not just uh, a paying attention to craft, but it's also telling the story with the craft in right. a really minute way. Like I feel like that movie took ten years to make. Yeah, because yeah. Because they had to set every little thing. Ooh, up. cool! I can't wait to see that. It's so it's good. Great. Like yeah. it's one where I only got to see it the one time, but immediately after I finished, I was like, I need to watch it again because how the movie turns out is going to change how I watch it a second time. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. So that was makeup and hair. Makeup and hair. What do we got next? Okay, actually, this is an interesting one because I kind of like a lot of these choices um, for best production design. Oh, yeah. So we have Arrival, Mm -hmm. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, Mm -hmm. Hail Caesar, Ah. La La Land, and Passengers, which I think are all actually really good nominees. I haven't seen Passengers yet, and I I really want to despite Um, the the reviews it's gotten. I still really want to see that. It's a terrible movie. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But it... It is really well designed. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish a better movie was made out of it. Yeah, that's... I don't see that. I think this one is probably going to go to La La Land. Yeah. But my mm-hmm. money is is in. I want Hail Caesar. That is yeah. a tremendous... That's flick. a really yeah. good nomination for this, actually. Yeah. And it shows, like, because, again, you notice it, but yeah. you're supposed to notice it yeah. because it's supposed to be very much evoking a particular time and place. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The same place, but not the same time as La La Land. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, interesting, enough. actually, yeah. That's interesting. Um, uh, I, and I actually, the, uh, like, Arrival for this pick, too. Arrival oh, yeah. is, like, for what that movie is, the design work is just, like, really impressive, I think. It's, uh, you know, the movie is such a quiet version of a big blockbuster, and the designs even kind of reflect that, if that oh, makes yeah. sense. And it takes place sort of out of time. Yeah. I mean, which, <laughs> you know, but yes, yeah. it takes place out of time in terms of, I don't know what year that, yeah. it might even say it, but, I, you know, I don't think it's relevant to the story. Right, yeah. Right. Other than, like, the fact that they use cell phones, that movie could have been set in 1994, yeah. you know? Right. Well, and the, the, I mean, the Red Scare is kind of a big... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, but hey, Russian subs. So <laughs> yeah, right? maybe, maybe yeah. it could uh, it could yeah. take place. Speaking of Russian subs, <laughs> hail Caesar, baby! <laughs> I, I will say this about uh, about it. I, as as somebody who really loved La La Land, I would say that both musical numbers in Hail Caesar can uh, they they put La La Land to bed. That yeah. is like the, the uh, those are my favorite musical numbers of the year. For oh sure. yeah, the uh, Scarlett absolutely. Johansson uh, synchronized swimming thing. Awesome, it captures. Like a singing in the rain style thing, way better than anything in La La Land. Yeah. And No Dames is just that is this year's uh, Oscar Isaac dancing with the the robot. Yeah, yes. That is, like that is the the instantly <laughs> gifable. Yes, <laughs> no, and it's just uh-huh. perfect. Yeah. So good. Channing Tatum is awesome, and it's yeah. right in that. In, they both hit that sweet spot with both Channing Tatum and, and Oscar Isaac, where you're like, it's not just a hunk. Yeah. This guy gets it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and I can't, I don't know. Can you guys think of any other production design ones that uh, stick out to you as. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Swiss Army Man once again. Oh, that's a yeah. great That yeah. takes place in a very malleable uh, forest yeah. that goes from being a dingy forest to being a trash filled backyard mm-hmm. to being a glorious beach to being. You know, a giant river crossing where yep. they're fart rocketing out of the water. <laughs> um, there's there's a bear attack. Yep. And it all happens in an environment that, as far as we're concerned, may or may not even be real. Right. And, you know, it, it ends in a child's backyard with, yeah. with just, you know, toys. Yeah. That's but, but it never feels like there's a jarring jump of, of uh, location. And I think that has everything to do with the design. Yeah. It's yeah. good. And when he's rocketing on a, a farting jet ski of Daniel Radcliffe, <laughs> That is a, a visual that can really only be done one way. And they, they did. They found that way. Yeah. It. It's, it's good stuff. 
Uh, you know, I'm going to put God's Vigil for this category. Oh, for of sure. course, yeah. Uh, I'd like to ask again: Did you see Jeffrey Rush? <laughs> that whole sequence. <laughs> oh, it's the best thing that happened in 2016. Um, yeah, I, I would actually put up Maggie's Plan. Um, I didn't see that. Which, uh, see that one. Oh, it's it's one of my favorite films from last year, um, and it's this really cool, like almost love triangle with um, who's in it? Greta Gerwig. Um, uh, no. Well, yeah, but he's but in he, it. But he's not. He's the, not in the love triangle. The love. But he's in it. He's um, the name that I remember. <laughs> Ju- <laughs> Julianne Moore and um, uh, Sunrise. What's what's um, um, Ethan Hawke? Ethan Hawke. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I was paying Sunrise. Like, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> sunset, sunrise. You know, who but do you why? think of every sunrise? <laughs> uh, oh, Ethan Hawke. Yeah. Obviously, um, but. The, the reason I'm bringing it up for production design is there's a lot of spaces where people live in this movie. So, like, Greta Gerwig's apartment and, like, their house. And then it jumps ahead in time a little bit. And you see, like, Bill Hader and um, Maya Rudolph, like, there. Is that Maya Rudolph? Yes. Um, like, there. And each space clearly evokes who these people are without necessarily, like, being over the top. Like, they all live in New York apartments, but they're all mm. set up differently. The lighting looks different. And it tells you about who they are and what stage of life they're in. And it doesn't, it's not flashy about it, but like you instantly feel their presence in their space. Mm. I'd like to see it. I heard it's, good things about it. It's wonderful. Does Greta Gerwig like dance to pop tunes in a way that's like kind of twee and silly? Uh, <laughs> that's her thing. Maybe. Yeah. I don't think she, so. She might. Yeah. But the best, I mean, the most amazing thing She's about She's at her best when doing that. Uh, <laughs> Julianne Moore plays a character who I think is Austrian yeah. or German, and she yeah. does like a. It's like an over-the-top yeah. German accent, yeah. but also emotes the hell out of the role. Like, she yeah. plays a true, full, well-rounded character that happens to have a ridiculous German accent. <laughs> and just it just shows you how incredible of an actress she is because she can do subtle, but this is, like, very in-your-face. Yeah. But, like, again, like, you can... You don't even have to look past it. Like, it's all there. And yeah. she's just doing this ridiculous voice for reasons that I don't really understand. Does she sound like her big Lebowski character? I was just thinking yeah. about yeah. that. I think that that's the closest Yeah, that yeah. would be the comparison. closest. Yeah. 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 They're like, so what is Maggie's plan? She's like, well, it's to crush the enemies. Feel <laughs> <laughs> the lamentation of the women. <laughs> <laughs> little Conan. Conan for you. Conan. <laughs> Isn't that crazy how that happened? Uh-huh. Like... When Conan O'Brien first came out, I had to we had to learn to not say Conan, mm-hmm. and now it's the other way. Yeah. Like he's the one. It's mm-hmm. now he is. It's like the Highlander. There can only be one. Yeah, and he yeah. is the one. <laughs> he is the one. Con- Conan <laughs> became Conan the Barbarian. Yeah. Yeah. Conan the Obarian. Uh, so next, we want to jump into uh, original score. Yeah, Ooh, I like that. Uh, Jackie, uh, La La Land, Lion, Moonlight, and Passengers. Hmm. I mean, my my money's on Jackie. That score is incredible. It's the same uh, person who did uh, uh, Under the Skin. Oh, awesome. Mika Levy. That's it. There you go. I I fucking love the score to Under the Skin. Yeah, this is a weird year for this category because there aren't any big names. Like, there's no Alexander the Spot score. There's no John Williams. There's no Hans Zimmer. Like, all the big names that I tend to think of as people being contenders, there's none of them, which is yeah. actually really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, my l- money is on La La Land, obviously, because yes. it has the most yes. music. Yes. Um, yeah. and, and the songs are really good. Because technically those original songs, I guess, are what get counted as score in that. Well, and there's a lot of score in there. That is, I mean, yeah. it, it's one where the, the music that's sung to and the score are 
pretty much like 100% overlap. Right. But I like them better as instrumentals than I do as vocals. Uh, yeah. So I love the music of La La Land, even yeah. though I don't like all of the singing in La La Land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I think La La Land will probably win that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I really like the Jackie score because it's like, I mean, that's the one thing. Whenever I hear a music cue that's similar to Under the Skin, yeah. I get scared again. Yeah. yeah. I, that, who thought that, that? Whoever would have predicted yeah. that would be like the movie that has endured? Oh yeah. Yeah. That that is that lives. I think in my about brain. that all the time. And even down to just the the creepy music, but Jackie hits those notes. It's yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. Cool. Um. So did Arrival not get nominated for this? Apparently, Arrival wasn't eligible because they said not enough of it was original score oh. to which. I don't. I mean, if it's droning notes, I don't know how you. And like the composer has done similar stuff before. I don't know how you slice and dice that. But, yeah, you know. I, I know they have super weird rules about this category. Yeah, because um, I really like the arrival. I score loved a lot. the arrival yeah. score. It, it was my favorite. Yeah, there was something like really primal about it. Mm-hmm. Like very primal, but we're talking about space. It's, yeah, yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. I really liked it. It kind of bridged that gap between biological and like tech yes. sounding. Yes. And uh, and I think that's the tone of the movie. Yeah. Uh, I'd put Kubo up for this too, actually. I really Ooh. enjoyed the Kubo music oh, very yeah. much. Yeah, the Kubo music is wonderful. Yeah. It's very, you know, it's very genre, mm-hmm. but it's also very playful with it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I really thought it like evoked something kind of like interesting. Mm-hmm. It, just in the way that that movie is like kind of co-opting like Japanese culture and history and, and uh, folklore and stuff. Uh, it is like, I, I kind of liked the way the music sort of carried that was like, okay, so that is what this is. So we won't like ignore that, mm-hmm. but we'll be like a little bit playful with it because we, we you know, it, it needs to not have a feeling that it is just like a totally co-opted, ripped off, mm-hmm. like, you know, uh, Japanese fairy tale. Yeah. Yep, it has yeah. To, well, I, who did it? I don't know, actually. I'm not sure. Um, that was a good score. It's, it, it's Scandinavian. His, his first name is Johan, and his last name also. It's like it's like Johan Johansson, oh, like okay, more okay. or less. Like it's mm-hmm. something very similar to that. Yeah. Um, but I would also put up. I'm going to steal Swiss Army Man again. I was just going to say Manchester oh, Orchestra. Yeah. yeah. I listen to that most days. Yeah. It's that's very always happy. my most recent listening on um on Spotify. I love that score. It's it's a delightful score. It's it just it's a it really makes good me one. happy. Yeah. And they bring in Cotton Eye Joe. Yep. And the Jurassic Park. <laughs> the theme. Jurassic Park. Yeah. If you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't yeah. know shit. I would imagine that's why this probably couldn't be nominated, right? Because it technically part of the score is other yeah. score. Maybe. I mean, I don't I honestly have no idea, yeah. but I mean, cuz I don't know how much they count like a 34 second. Because right, even right. like you know, Star Wars: The Force Awakens got nominated, but obviously, like the opening theme was right. the music he wrote in 1970, whatever. It's true. So, it's true. Well, yeah, really... and Hateful Eight won, and that borrowed from other mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. what's his name scores. Why can't I need more yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but then there was uh, when it came to well, I guess its original song is different with please, please, Mr. Kennedy. From yeah, yeah, yeah. Inside yeah. Lewin Davis, goddamn masterpiece. Uh-huh. That couldn't be nominated because apparently that is based loosely on a real old novelty song. It yeah. kills yeah. me that that that, yeah. that wasn't performed at the Oscars. Yeah. By those people. Oh, totally. Uh, I mean, that oh. outer <laughs> space. space. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Oh, it's. Uh, I may uh, think Adam Driver's a weird looking man, but he has my heart for that. That I mean, he's a tremendous actor, but that scene there, yeah. I was like, "You good in my book, Driver?" Yeah, I love him. <laughs> I, I I love Adam Driver. Uh, he's uh, phenomenal. I still got to see Patterson. Patterson is amazing. Yeah. 
I really um, want to see that. And I also, this is completely just side story, but it also made me sound like a total asshole to somebody because I was like, oh, it's about this poet, like William Carlos Williams, like, because I had never heard of him before yeah. seeing the movie, but he's like legit really famous and is taught in like high school English classes, uh, you know, somewhere. Well, I've never heard of him. You're good <laughs> in my books, sir. <laughs> but th- and I was like, oh, it's about this poet. Like, uh, and like, I was like talking about him. And they're like, yeah, I know who that is. Like, <laughs> <laughs> His name's Dr. Seuss. He's pretty rare. And, uh, <laughs> So I was pulling my usual like hipster like oh yeah. I know about this obscure thing yeah, yeah. like that's not actually obscure. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think that's up. the right vibe to put out when you're talking about Jim Jarmusch yes. generally. Yeah. You right. Know, you got you got to be a little bit right. I in mean, that he's world. a bus driver in New Jersey. Like there yeah. is, is like there's a hipster element too. <laughs> is this, yeah. Wait, is it in Patterson? And is, is yeah. his name Patterson? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hi, my name's East Orange. Nice to meet you. <laughs> Oh wow! I know. I really want to see that. It's so. it's, and it's actually hilarious. It is a oh, very nice. funny movie, um, and the people behind me left because I guess they felt it was like it's it's like a week in the life of kind of thing, mm. and um, the people behind me like left on like Wednesday because they were like, I don't understand why we're seeing basically like the same thing over and over again, and I was like, mm. you're clearly missing the point. <laughs> <laughs> But please, Mr. Please. Oh, he's like, listen, I'm happy for the paycheck, but who writes this? I wrote it. Okay. Some of the guys in this place, they want to fuck Jim. That movie's so good. I got to rewatch that. Oh, it's a great time of year for it. Dark winter. It's perfect. Love that movie. Uh, you want to hit another category? Should sure. we move on to best original song from there? Let's oh, go that's for a good it. idea. So best original song, we have Audition, The Fools Who Dream from La La Land. Mm. We have Can't Stop the Feeling from Trolls. Guys, Music JT wrote Justin that Timberlake. song. That, that should win. I mean, I'm can we saying. get him closer to the EGOT? Hey, Is that <laughs> the thing? Uh, City of Stars from La La Land. The Empty Chair from Jim, the James Foley story, and How Far I'll Go from Moana, which would give Lin-Manuel oh. the, the P-Got, because he has a Pulitzer. Oh, my yep. God. Wow. Yeah. That would do it. Um, do you think it'll win just so that everybody can like have that moment of like, Lin-Manuel Moreno has a P-Got! <laughs> he, he's up there with Whoopi. Yeah. I... I Honestly, I hope so. One, because that, I mean, all the songs in Moana are great. Yeah. That one is especially great. Um, and I, there's a chance that La La Land having two songs in there could split the vote. Could split the yeah. vote. Um, you know, even though I think audition, the audition song is a blatant, blatant ripoff of um, the uh, Rainbow Connection. Oh, um, you're right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I actually really like the audition song. Yeah. I don't like how screamy she gets at the end of yeah. it. Yeah. But uh, I, I really like the format of that song. But yeah. I think it might be because I fucking love Rainbow Connection. Yeah. There's wow. a moment in that where if you, she starts singing it, and then you can actually just very easily transition. Like, in my head, every time I hear it, I like mentally transition into yeah. Yeah. Someday You'll Find It, The Rainbow Connection. And I'm like, you bastard. <laughs> Stop stealing Kermit. You just ruined that song Because <laughs> I, I really liked that song. And over. Yeah. You know what I'll We're say about breaking that? Up. Fan, fan <laughs> theory, La La Land is a stealth Muppet movie remake. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually uh, 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 that's really pretty... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, I don't know if that makes me like love it more yeah. or right. if I, I just uh, am like, over it now. I mean, if it had giant Ryan Gosling at the end... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
That could only make it better. Yeah. He steps away from the keyboard and Sam the Eagle sits down. Yeah. Like, oh, yes. Well, I'll be honest with you. I don't think that audition song is like Oscar. Where I think her performance in that part of the movie is what makes that song so strong. Right. I don't I just think like that sequence because I think, yeah. I think her singing there is a little weak. Yeah, and I don't even think that song is that strong. I just think her performance of that song is what is so strong mm -hmm. and really makes it work. So I don't know. To me, it's like I wouldn't nominate that song. I think she is like really amazing that scene and makes that song seem a lot more interesting and emotional and, and captivating as than it is. I Whereas I think song. City of Stars is just a fucking stellar song. Like if you are going to nominate a song from that movie, that's the song you nominate. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's the theme or like it runs right. throughout. Yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and it's just it's so memorable. It's, it's so catchy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's got a whistle. Yeah, not yep. not many songs have a whistle anymore. Yeah, I yeah. kind of like that. Yeah. Right, not yeah. enough songs have a yeah. whistle. It's yeah. Yeah. really. Yeah. And I'm not asking for too much. If no. there's like so much <laughs> whistling, then I'll be over it. Just yeah. every time Paul Simon does something, yeah. Yeah. he has to whistle. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, and again, like so I think auditions going to win. Yeah, yeah. but I, I'm rooting for Moana mostly because I mean I. I really enjoyed that movie. I liked that music, but I, I want Lin Manuel to get the the P God. Like this is the year for that man to just crush. Yep, absolutely. I, you know why not? Yeah, uh, and I want to see the Lin Manuel Oscar speech. Oh, to be yeah. Yeah. Honest. yeah, like I want to see him true. get up there and just you know yep. do his thing, just drop some truth bombs on us. And Come be on, like you guys. You don't want to see Justin Timberlake win that thing? Come on. I if, mean, you know, he's gonna win like, all right. the awards. So like, <laughs> let's get this guy out of the way. Yeah. He gets the thing. Uh -huh. He's legend forever. Uh -huh. And Justin Timberlake, like, let's make him tap dance a little longer. All right. right. I can watch right. that. I, can, I, I again, do want to see him tap dance. More. If Justin Timberlake had won for Please, Mr. Kennedy, we yes. would not be That's in right. this we situation. That's right. We wouldn't have to have this conversation. Very yeah. true. Now, does anyone think that Pop Star got snubbed for either of these yes. categories? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The, the one problem is that the best song in Pop Star is not actually in the movie. Fuck Off is Fuck the best. Fuck Off yes. is the best song. Yeah, yeah. 100%. So 100%. And if that had been in the movie, the it should have been nominated. Like today, yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah. It would have been the Blame Canada yeah. of the 2017 yes. Oscars. 100%. But none of the other songs in the movie are half as memorable. Like, I love watching that movie. Yeah. But like that's the only one that like I can think of in my head and immediately. Come on, you don't want to see them perform Mona Lisa. <laughs> You're just a big pile of shit. Like on the Oscars, oh. that's like I think on the Oscars they would have to perform Not Gay. Yeah, oh, I, man, that's I, so gay. Not, yeah. not yeah, Not Gay is probably the the, the clear runner up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. but that's like, my favorite song I, in the movie. I but, just love you yeah. know you know if your teacher's being a grumpasaurus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Fuck off, off. Yeah. It's, so, it's, it's so good. Everything is in that song. And the just the, I'm going to live forever. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> like, such a great encapsulation of that. punches that yeah. theme just like oh, in the so ball. Good. So oh, hard. It's, I really do feel I like that movie me. got snubbed I on that. I hate Yeah. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Once again, I'm pulling out uh, uh, Swiss Army Man for this one. Because they have the, I, I guess we could call it, um, I, I can actually probably pull it up on Spotify, what it's called. But the um, the one hook that they run throughout the whole thing, the crazy, I'm fucking crazy. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. That is based on... But, but I like how Swiss Army Man has been our like Swiss Army knife for each category. Yes, it's yeah, yeah. Come up in. It, yeah. I mean, it's a great movie. It's so good. It, it achieves its title, for sure. <laughs> and it also has the best last... Um, last moment of any movie oh, from last smile. year. I love that. Oh, and even before that, with just Mary Elizabeth Winstead just pretty much mouthing, like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the song that it's called A Better Way, but that's like the song that it's all based on. I don't know if that can apply for an original song, but mm. yeah. just I just want to keep talking about Swiss Army. <laughs> 
I love the dad's smile that yeah. gets me, and uh, I love the speech about. It. And then the shit will all mix with all the other. <laughs> and everybody's shit is. A little <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, any oh, other? Wait, and montage, montage from Swiss Army Band is probably the the oh, big step. Yeah, 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 yeah. It just describes everything yeah. that's happening. Yeah. It's so good. Um, and I, I also have to kind of plug uh, Sing Street. Yeah. Um, had some great songs that, that, that sounded like they would have not necessarily come from those people because they're actually extremely well written songs, yeah. but they're so much like. There's a recurring thing where they basically like see a music video and they're yeah. like, oh, we got to record a song that's just like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they do. And so there's like a Duran Duran mm-hmm. kind of rip off. And like it's just but they all work really well. The on best their thing own. about that movie is those songs. I think yeah. the songs are like legit. They're so good. I can see it still. Yeah, it's, I, it's good. I, I, I mean, I, I love once. Yeah. I think that's perfect. So, yeah, I'll watch it. So, and again, Green Room, just for the fact that there are original songs. Oh, yeah. That yeah, aren't just true. covers. Yeah. How great was it when they just opened with Nazi punks fuck yeah. off? Yeah. That is so fucking great. No, we could open the Oscars that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be so relevant. <laughs> it was so relevant because it's oh, tribute to Anton be Yelchin, awesome. right? Not yeah, because of anything yeah, real world right. that's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they could get away with it under that. Yeah. Uh, Trump will be like, it's clear the best punk rock band of all time is Green Day. <laughs> like, oh, if I couldn't hate you more, yeah. here we are. <laughs> Uh, so, do you want to kind of lump the sound editing and sound mixing categories together? Because the nominees almost overlap. But yeah. the, so we got Arrival, uh, Deepwater Horizon, Hacksaw Ridge, La La Land, Sully, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, and Thirteen Hours: The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. I'm a rival or Star Wars on that one. Yeah, I mean, for sound editing, I would either go with Arrival or, or believe it or not, Hacksaw Ridge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, I, I could I don't really know the difference between sound editing and sound mixing. I, I don't yeah, know. No, I'm just no. looking at the list of nominees. Mixing is the design of the sound, isn't it? And editing is how it's like the assembly. Like yeah, like in a war movie, it's like the staccato of the gun going off or mm. something like that. I believe is editing and mixing is how they get the I, sound, I, like I, their design of it. Yeah, I always try to look that up, and then I can never remember. What I think that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. that makes know, sense. Yeah, yeah. And then Foley <laughs> make the sound. Yeah. Right. The, I mean, Star Wars always feels like a great nomination for this category. That's just like the fact that that movie, and this is more credit to like the guys that made the original ones anyway, because they're mostly just like recreating ben and reproducing Burt. those sounds. Ben Burt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, uh, the fact that it has mem- like of sound effects that you remember. Oh, we and, all know and, what a lightsaber is. Yeah. Sounds like, just, what a TIE fighter sounds Yeah, exactly. Like. Yeah. There's just something about that is crazy. That's mm. like insane. That somebody... give a Lifetime Achievement Oscar too. Pew, pew! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just, they got it. Yeah, so I, that's always a good nomination for me, but... Yeah. Um, and I will, I will say, uh, just because it's in this category, 13 Hours is highly underrated. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm a huge that. Michael Bay yet, yeah. partisan, but... I remember when you wrote that big thing about like the the just the method of of Michael Bay. Yeah. Um I mean he's one of my favorite directors because only Michael Bay can make Michael Bay movies yeah. and Michael Bay movies are really entertaining and this one is just it's just really interesting and I mean it's I would say it's as apolitical you could make a Benghazi movie be because it's about from what I understand it's about what happened and it's not very politicized. Like yeah. it's not going to change your mind. Like you're going to go in thinking whatever you thought about it, and you're going to come out probably thinking the same thing. Yeah. But just as an illustration of what those guys on the ground kind of went through and just having this horrible 13 hours of, like, just shit going wrong, it's a, it's a really captivating movie. Yeah. I'd like to see it. I, I wanted to when it was out. It was kind of the... 
And it, and it was funny. It came out and that was right when I revisited Pain and Gain, and I was like, oh, oh man, I love Pain Michael and Bay. Gain. It's so good. <laughs> Pain and Gain is amazing. Yeah, that yeah. is a masterpiece. I still haven't seen that yet. Oh, it's it's so I want good. to. You will yeah. love it. It might be to. his best movie. Yeah. It, it is his best yeah. movie. I would agree. I would it's say his it's his best. Movie. It's so mean spirited and lighthearted. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's wild. And apparently, as far as these things go, it's like pretty true yeah yeah yeah. yeah. You know, of course it's it's yeah, hyped it's up and characters yeah. are combined it's a movie yeah yeah but uh yeah it's and there's nothing there's better co- than a coked up rock <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fucking great and uh i mean apparently there's stuff in the, what happened in real life that they toned down for this r-rated movie because oh. they thought it would just be too unbelievable whoa <laughs> that's, that's crazy wild. so and there's yeah. you know i mean they're ha- they have a hideout in a sex toy warehouse oh, so that's like cool. <laughs> i mean how much more like how much more can you push on that oh yeah <laughs> it's it's that great. has one of my favorite postscripts too when it's just going through what happened to those guys and it's just horrifying yeah because <laughs> at the end of it i was like oh that was kind of funny and yeah. then it's like oh oh <laughs> I don't want to say anything, but that's you're like, okay. oh, I forgot Florida. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. That's yeah. uh, that's like unlike our reactions at the end of War Dogs, where like you watch these two guys. Do, oh, yeah. or, is that what it's called? War, or War War Hogs? No, it was War Dogs. War Dogs, right? Old yeah. Dogs. No, no, no. no. Old the, Hogs? No, you know what I'm talking I about. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's, that is what happened. I was like, wait, I must be wrong. And then I just went to a movie about old white guys. Uh, if the, it, yeah, it's War Dogs, right? The, yeah, 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 yeah. The end of that movie. Remember, we were both like, like the whole movie, we're like, oh, that's pretty crazy. And then you get to the end, and it's like, and then they all almost went to jail for like three months, and yeah. but everything was mostly fine. And we were like, oh, so we should probably just run guns then, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that right. seems totally okay, actually. This is a great how to tutorial. <laughs> yeah. Glad they snuck a couple jokes in. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> really the consequences are non existent. Great. Let's go get started. Yeah. Just checking. Still yep. white. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> let's get it done. I um yeah painting. <laughs> I would say for sound editing and sound mixing for this year, let me go. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I, I don't, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna go with Gods of Egypt. Did you see the Jeffrey Rush scene? By the way, his spear sounds when it's made of sun. It's made of sun. <laughs> oh God, I love that movie. It's so good. That was one where I was at home and my dad put it on, and he has the uh, he has like a super nice TV, but you know. What's that thing called with the um, 4K LED? Where it's like too real. 1080p. And you have to turn it off like that tracking um, the thing. The motion smoothing. Motion yeah. smoothing, which I hate. Yeah. But every once in a while, you're like, oh, that really helps this movie. And the only times that ever happened was Tim Burton's Batman uh-huh. and Gods of Egypt. Because uh-huh. like, it just looked faker and more <laughs> Clash of the yeah. Titans-y. Yeah. I'm like, this is wonderful. Like, this looks uh, more like a Ray Harryhausen movie than yeah. I thought. Yeah. My dad's like, I'm going to bed. I'm like, you're fucking missing out, bro. <laughs> yeah. Let's do this. I you haven't seen Jeffrey Rush yet. I don't. Why do you see what this planet looks like? You're gonna flip the fuck out. I don't. I don't know if I talked about my Gods of Egypt viewing experience the last time, a previous time that I was on. I but, can't remember. Please um, tell me again. It was at a press screening, and yeah. it was like this time last year, and it's one of the most empty press screenings I've ever seen. <laughs> I've ever no. been at, and it was at the IMAX theater yeah. uh, in yeah. King of Prussia, and I sat dead center. Because it has the best leg room and it was in 3D. And when the movie was quiet, I could hear myself, hear my own laughter reflect back (laughs) at me. Because I was the only one, I was cackling. Oh yeah, I was laughing my ass yes. off, and like nobody else of the like twenty people in yeah. the theater yeah. were like really in on the joke. That's and so I was like, "This is me. the best movie. Yeah. How are you guys not yeah. seeing this?" Oh, That's like you're gonna take that to your grave. Oh yeah, like, with this all time. When I'm having oh, yeah. a bad day, I just like <laughs> sit down and I think about that moment mm-hmm. and uh, I smile. 
That's beautiful. Because I think about Jeffrey Rush. Yes. And Color his sun spear. All I can think about. And the earth is flat. Yep. The flatter. He's just the pulling earth, the sun on a chain over a flat Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing beats, and I say it every time we talk about it, yeah. right at the because I was watching it on my iPad, a yeah. very different experience. <laughs> oh, yeah, but in a studio apartment, could hear the echo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but right at the beginning, when they're like, I, I claim your throne, well, let's fight about it. <clears throat> and I'm like, This is cool. And then just out of nowhere, he's just, Yeah, <laughs> it morphs into a monster. Yes, man. and that was oh. the moment where I'm like, Oh, oh, Ian, yeah, yep. Ian, turn yep. the phone off, <laughs> yeah. plugging the headphones in because this is where my soul goes. And I also really think it uh, cemented the fact that I hated X Men Apocalypse. Because, yes. it, because it starts in Egypt, and yes. I'm like, "Ooh, yeah. gods of Egypt!" And yeah. I was like, "This isn't gods of Egypt. I know. This isn't nearly this as is actually stupid, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> this isn't stupid. That this isn't genius that yeah. people think yeah. is stupid. Yeah. This is just stupid. Yeah. It's as dumb as gods of Egypt was. There was never anything that reached the depths of stupidity." As uh, apocalypse absorbing knowledge from the TV, yeah, like, right? What are you doing? Learning. Look, I mean, that you can say you can say whatever you want about the casting in Gods of Egypt, but no one, no one in that movie was as insulting to the audience as Brian Singer putting Oscar Isaac in unrecognizable yeah, blue right? goop makeup. Yeah, yeah. That man is gorgeous, <laughs> and I want to look at his Total face hunk. whenever I can. Yeah. Do not hide it. <laughs> Change that awful character design yeah. to anything else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, I'm with you. He is a he is a hunk. Dan was just I fantasizing him. about him. That's that Paul's best. <laughs> I love him. Yeah. It, honestly, like he is president of my gay island. <laughs> He's, he is at the top. It's so good. I got Ryan Reynolds on security. He's working it. Oh, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I love that your gay island is full of so many hot men. Ryan Reynolds is on security detail. <laughs> well, because he's well, he's on security. I mean, you gotta have jobs for everybody. He's on security. I understand. He, you know, he he can yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. He's got the Green Lantern ring. He's got Deadpool stuff. Mm-hmm. He's good to go. Yeah. You need some dog cum filled donuts? I got Van Wilder working. Uh, he's not working the kitchen. Yeah. I can have that. No, no, no. But you know, yeah. <laughs> uh, um. Next category? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, the vice president is... Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, right now, Mahershala Ali, handsome man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. might have a yeah. spot. And I want to keep him like high ranking so he don't get accused of anything. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be real... <laughs> Well, unless anybody uh, has any snubs from Dan's Gay Island, I think we can move on to I, the. I do have a Dan's Gay Island <laughs> yeah. snub. Chris yeah. Pine, come on! Oh, 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 oh Chris Pine. That's yeah. yeah, that's great. He's like pool boy. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. That actually makes sense. To me. He's total yeah, pool yeah. boy. Yeah. Oh, he's in. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I I didn't mention him because I figured it went without saying. <laughs> yeah. It's. We might have to Y'all do don't have a gay island? Yeah. Come on. We're, we're modern men. We can be yeah, comfortable yeah. about this kind of stuff. How am I the only one fantasizing about this? Mine's more of I a... I love uh, my gay it, island. Mine is actually <laughs> the fortress from the skiing parts of Inception. Oh, <laughs> it's that snow nice. base. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's really snuggly. Oh, you know what? Speaking of, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Oh, yeah. Gay island. Yeah. He teaches dance. He does. It's good stuff. Tom, dance Tom Hardy. Teacher. He's a, he's a little rough around the edges. He's, I gotta say, he's, he's the personal trainer. He's just yeah. but he's always talking in funny voices, yeah. and I think he might be mean. And I'm I'm not into that. <laughs> I, nice he, guys on the Gay Island. He's We're he's nice. straight up your Chris Maloney chef from uh, uh, Chris Maloney <laughs> as yeah, the yeah, chef yeah, yeah, yeah. runs the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we should definitely do a Dan's Guy Island spinoff episode. Oh, it'd be great. It would be great. I think um, we should all open up a better Guy Island. <laughs> it's 2017, baby. This is you Trump's just America. accidentally called it your Guyland, which Guyland. is the greatest oh, name well, for I mean, your Gay Island. That's what we call it on the inside. Yeah, yeah. the Guyland. You know, no offense, you guys can't come. You know, on my Gay Island, you can you can hang out and you know in the monitoring room and watch what goes on, but. Um, you're never going to make it through the laser grid. Sorry. That is I, that was, for... I was like, Dan has a 20-minute bit that just evolved into a gay island bit. Yeah, that's true. It used to be a very hetero bit, uh-huh. but now it's now, yeah, it's now the, it's your... the lines are blurry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, in Trump's America. Gotta. Yeah. Gotta let yeah, your that, fly. That, that, jo- that joke has to become a gay island joke. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. For the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, best foreign language film. Idris Elba flies the helicopter <laughs> to get people to and from the gay island. It's good stuff. Yeah. What uh, was the what was the category? <laughs> best foreign language film. Oh, uh, so we have a man called Ova, mm-hmm. uh, Land of Mine from Denmark. A man called Ova is from Sweden. Mm-hmm. Land of Mine from Denmark. Hana from Australia. The Salesman from Iran. And Tony Erdman from Germany. Tony Erdman is the only one I have even heard of. It's the only one I've seen. Yeah. It was awesome. I really want to see it. I've not seen any of them, but I do want to see that uh, and The Salesman and uh, A Man Called Ova. I've seen Ova. I am not under any delusion that it's going to win anything, but um, <laughs> I've heard a lot about The Salesman. I've heard a lot about Tony Erdman. I think it's between the two of them, and I think The Salesman is going to win. Yeah, I, I think this is one where current events is actually pushing it because mm-hmm. I think most people heard about this movie and the yes. director when the Oh, right. Muslim this was happened. the guy that could not get into the country. Yeah, Right. And then he said, well, if they make an exception, I'm not coming because right. it's stupid. Yeah. Uh, and so I think, you know, in one of where people, a category where people might vote based on, oh, that's a movie I know yeah. and I recognize, yeah. it might actually push salesmen over the top. But I hear it's a great movie, so it's not really a complaint. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would like to see it. I know it's a uh, riff on Death of a Salesman. Mm, cool. Oh, and cool. Separation was excellent. Oh, it's the same director, right? Same yeah. Director, yeah. Mm-hmm. It was excellent. Mm-hmm. It was I don't know if you saw um The Night of. Mm-hmm. The um the father in that is played by the guy who's the lead in in uh, uh Separation. Uh, I don't know if he's in Salesman. I was really confused, but then I realized I was thinking of the Seth Rogen night before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Different one. Different. And I was one. like, that doesn't seem like it would be the same director. Yeah. <laughs> Seth Rogen, he can't be on the gal. And I want him there because he's fun, but not a hunk. Well, Just not a hunk. Can't do it. Well, would you take uh, 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 Big Brother Franco? Big Franco? He comes for weekends. Okay. Yeah. What about Lil Franco? Oh, Mike Pancake? Yeah, Mike Pancake. <laughs> He's there, but not because I want him on my gay island, but he's like my wingman. He's Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, we hang out. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got stuff. it. I got yeah. it. He plays Xbox. <laughs> but the rules are he has to go by the name Mike Payne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. And his brother can only come <laughs> on weekends. Like, hey, he's I'm Dave. Stop I'm trying like, to get in. oh, well, get an Idris Elba's <laughs> yeah. helicopter and get the fuck out of here because you've just been fired from gay island. <laughs> <So>. Gay island. <laughs> yeah, I am... Um, the only one I saw was Tony Erdman. Yeah. <coughs> but I'm rooting for the salesman just because I would love for them to have someone unrelated to it have to make the acceptance speech because mm-hmm. that guy won't show up and make just a baller acceptance speech in his honor. That would be cool. That, yeah. That would be awesome. Yeah. How was Tony Erdman, by the way? It was great. It, it's honestly, it felt less like a movie than like five episodes of a really funny TV show. Mm, that makes sense. It was yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Because when you say two and a half hour German, the word comedy is not what I come oh, yeah, to, yeah, expect yeah, to come yeah, after yeah, that phrase. <laughs> you spell comedy with a K. <laughs> yeah. 
The comedy. <laughs> no, it's it's good and it's it's uh the more and more I descend into the world of just like gotta keep working, gotta keep working, yeah. work, 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 is as is our culture, the the fun that it has with that idea is, is very much appreciated. Oh, that's cool. Good stuff. Very cool. I want to yeah. see that. And apparently Nicholson is on board to remake it. Oh, right. I Jack fucking Nicholson saw that the other day. Yeah, Jesus. I don't know how I feel about yeah, that. Yeah, that's another one where it's like, just suck it up, America. Yeah. Read a goddamn subtitle. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I'd love to see that performance. Right. I would love to see that performance. Yeah. Yep. All right. What's next? Another category. Because I don't think anybody has any foreign language films they think should have been yeah. nominated, right? Uh, um, Swiss Army Man. <laughs> had it been in another language, yeah. I would. I, I, w- I mean, I will say Handmaiden. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah. that's uh, absolutely should have been nominated. Oh, wait. And uh, L. Oh, yes, oh, actually. I always oh, yeah. forget yeah. that yes. that's not in English. That's right. Because I remember it so clearly yep. in English. Yep. Uh, you know, I'm going to actually put Gods of Egypt on the table here because based on my positive reaction being the only one, I assume no one else understands that movie. I assume it's in a, it must also, be in a different it's language. It's from, like it is in English, but it's a foreign language because it's from the Egypt planet. That's right. Yes. yes. The flat Egypt planet. And it, it, I believe it was an Australian production. Yeah. So we'll give it that. Which makes a lot of sense because yeah. everybody's using just weird accents the whole time yeah. that make no sense. Yeah. And also uh, put one out there for Shin Godzilla. Oh yeah, oh, good point. Yes. Yeah, good point. Which is delightful. Yep. Delightful. That really was enjoyed really that. an excellent yeah. movie. Yeah, I yeah. think about that quite. Yeah, frequently. I do too. Actually, that yeah. one really held up, like in my memory for sure. Uh, that's also one where, again, I don't know how original the score is, but mm. the score is awesome. That's oh yeah, like frequently yeah. like I need to get a lot of shit done at work. Music. <laughs> it's just like da 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 da, and I'm like just furiously typing. And I'm like, I feel so cool. And but my you're just like one of the like, characters in the movie too, yeah. right? Yeah, typing and pushing paper. Yeah, waiting for that monster to. Do what it does. Your spine turns purple. Yeah. <laughs> and then my coworkers are like, what the hell is going on? Why is he typing so much? Are you, our interface is clickbait. <laughs> He's just smashing his keyboard. Like, I just got to reroute the encryptions. Hack <laughs> <laughs> into the mainframe. That was a really, uh, that's one where I would, in a perfect world, that would get a best original screenplay. Right. Mode. That screenplay yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, has anyone besides Jill seen any of the shorts? This I year? was thinking of going this weekend. I, I have, and I was a little disappointed with last year's, so I did not prioritize. But then I hear I hear good things. Do you want to say anything about them? Being the person you've seen. So I only saw the animated. Um, I wasn't that into them like I was in previous years. But um, if I had to pick, I think Piper, which is the Pixar. Mm, mm-hmm. But it's about it's the that, bird. It's the, about right. the bird. It's extremely adorable, but it's also not the kind of animated short that wins the Oscar because yeah, there's yeah. no like mm-hmm. message. Yeah, really. I love the way you said "extremely it's adorable" because yeah. you said it like it's extremely, extremely adorable. adorable. <laughs> it's Pixar. Yeah. It is. It's it, it's adorable. Um, yeah, and that would be my pick because "Borrowed Time," which was actually done by Pixar animators as a like a side project. Oh, that, I've that heard they about that one. On. Yeah. It made the rounds on the internet, um, I think, in the summer because it is extremely depressing. Depressing. Right? depressing yeah, yeah. Extremely depressing. And I think because of that, even though the animation is gorgeous, I don't think right. it has a shot in hell. But, um, and then uh, Pear Cider and Cigar, or Pear, yeah, Pear Cider and Cigarettes is, was a Kickstarter, I believe. Mm. 
Um, and it's done in this really cool, like graphic novel style mm. animation. It's also one of the longer, it's the longer one. It's 30 minutes or so. And they oh. tend not to win yeah. for whatever yeah. reason. Um, but it, it, it's a Vimeo original. That's kind of interesting. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hmm. And it's, um, I liked it, but again, the subject matter is not something that is genuinely rewarded. Um, mm-hmm. But, and uh, I think Blind Vasha, I think, is a foreign-made animated short, and they tend not to win. And this one I wasn't too thrilled about, but the animation style is really interesting. It's like, it almost looks like wood woodcuts. Mm, very cool. Yeah. And... um. So I give it props for using a different style of animation. Cool. Which yeah. this is the, the reason why I like shorts so much is that you're able to experiment with things that you couldn't make a full length feature out right. of because of money, because of time or whatever. So I appreciate the shorts for being like experimental. Unfortunately, none of these movies ever win, but yeah. Um, so yeah, and uh Pearl Pearl was done by the animator that did um Feast about the dog. Oh, Feast uh, was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Similar animation style. I didn't like it as much in this short as I did in Feast, but it's still really cute um, about a father and his daughter. They travel in their car. And the whole, mo- the whole movie is mostly from the perspective of the front passenger seat. So the camera just stays there and you watch like their world and their, their life. So it's actually really, you know. That's but cool. I it's think- a VR film. According yeah. to the Whoa. Uh, that's, that's the really first VR film to be nominated for an Academy Award. I wonder if that'll give it any kind of extra like push in the right. uh, you know in in, in winning. Because I, I I wonder if enough people who are voting in the category can see it, can see it in VR yeah. uh, to make that difference. Yeah. yeah, I know the way that you watched it was just the same way you watched all the other. And ones. that's really I think I probably would have liked it better. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it's available online. They did give away. Fifty Shades Darker VR goggles at the screening of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're cardboard, but, yeah. you know. So I could make it happen. We could, we could make this happen. <laughs> saying, I guess um, so, yeah, I guess my money's on Piper. I think that's where everybody's money is, but not sure. I would necessarily pick it, but... Which one was your favorite? So, Parasiter and Cigarettes, like, when it first started, I thought... It's a little self-indulgent, but I actually enjoyed watching it. Like the story, the way it's told, I it 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 grabbed me, and it was really. And I think the style is different, mm-hmm. so that's probably where I would go. And it has like a message, like it has like. I want to see them. You yeah. should. Yeah. And I'd like to. Yeah. And I I wish for anybody listening, I think the Ritz in Philadelphia always does the shorts. Yeah. Oh, they're doing so them right do. now. They're doing mm-hmm. them all the way up until the day of the Oscars. Yeah. So. Yeah. Actually, I, I believe they might actually be stopping them by next Friday. So okay. Plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If anybody's interested, they always do those every year, yeah, which it's, is it, pretty cool. It's one of my favorite film going experiences because mm-hmm. when you pay attention to the world of movies and what's coming out, and, yeah. um, you know, it's one of the few times where I walk into the theater, like outside of a film festival. It's the one and time you know I walk nothing, in, right? I know nothing. Yeah. And I'm on board for the ride. And yep. I'm going to see a bunch of different stuff yep. and it's going to be crazy. And some of it I'm going to like and some of it I'm not going to like. But yeah. Uh, it's just so much fun. Mm-hmm. I cool. don't know why they don't do the documentary shorts. I really wish that they included those in the. Program. Oh, that's interesting. They don't do that. They, they do don't not. do that around it. One of my friends saw it in Delaware. Yeah, mm. I, I know that the one Extremists is on Netflix because it's yes. a Netflix original. I think but, actually yeah. two of them are Netflix movies, yeah, aren't they? I think yeah. so. And 
I think part of it is they tend to be on the longer side as far yeah. as shorts go. Right. So sometimes they have to break it up into two programs. Oh, that makes sense. So yeah. like from a commercial theater trying mm. to sell tickets, it's probably not like yeah. something that makes make makes enough money for them to like clog up that whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah, and I imagine if you're if you're playing all three, the live action and the animated are going to go first. Yeah. yeah, and people are going to sit on the documentary. Shame. Yeah, documentary shorts are awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so speaking of which documentary feature? Yeah, I, I've only seen one. I probably haven't seen any. I'm not a big doc guy. Uh, but so the nominees are Thirteenth, uh, which is a Netflix documentary mm-hmm. directed by, by David Duvernay, right? right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Fire at Sea. Uh, I am not your Negro. Like I've heard really good things about that I recently. How yeah. was it? It's very good. Yeah. It is my pick to win. I would love to see it win, but yeah, it's not and that's to. in theaters <laughs> now. I think at the Ritz and also mm-hmm. at the Bryn Mawr Film Institute. Okay. Um, Life Animated, uh, which is about a uh, autistic person relating to the oh, world through Disney movies. I heard about that. Um, and OJ Made in America. Oh yeah, right. Because that uh, got that like limited theatrical run, so they can get yeah. nominated, right? OJ yeah. Made in America is. Tremendous. I know that that's got to be your pick, right? I mean, it's the only one I've seen, so yeah. it has to be. But <laughs> I have everybody. never been more cracked out on a movie that that was that long mm-hmm. when they released it in like little pieces. Mm-hmm. I, I left work early one day just <laughs> so I could get to watch it because I was too excited. <laughs> yeah. To, like I hear this is the one where they show the bodies. <laughs> no, but it's it's really good in that as a little kid when when it happened, I knew really nothing about the culture of what surrounded OJ. I just knew uh, Naked Gun. Yeah. I knew yeah. he was a football player. Right. I knew that the chase was on TV and that was it. And you know, I, I had absolutely no idea about social influences on anything. Yeah. And this goes from before OJ all through racial unrest in Los Angeles, all through his trial, all through to the present day covering every possible thing every possible angle and it never stops being pure like purely entertaining it's, yeah it's, it's phenomenal yeah i yeah. loved it. it it sounds great i mean it, to me it still feels more like technically it's probably a miniseries it's mm-hmm. yeah not it, it a really movie. is yeah mm-hmm. um, therefore it should not be nominated well, there you go <laughs> uh, i feel that way when people are like check out my my grilled cheese it's got ham and tomato i'm like that's a that's a pressed sandwich that's yeah, a panini yeah, yeah. a grilled cheese yeah. has cheese <laughs> yes don't get your fucking sandwich pressed out of my grilled cheese. you can thing. slide tomato in there even, even then i'm still ha- i mean i'll take I, i'm gonna eat it no right matter what. <laughs> right oh yeah, yeah. but it, but it, grilled cheese to me there's so much you can do with cheese that after that it's a it's a sandwich that has been pressed the same so i'm with you <laughs> As much as I, I loved this movie, it, it is a miniseries, and I watched it as such. Yeah, and what is I'm Not Your Negro about? So it is about um, writer James Baldwin and his um, unfinished memoir about his time with uh, King and Malcolm X. And um, the movie uses, I think he only got done like 30 pages of his book, and the whole movie is using his words. Inter interspliced with um, footage from mm-hmm. that from that time, but the reason why I love it is because if you want to award a movie about race today, this is the one that you should be awarding, not OJ. <laughs> <laughs> well, then, how do you feel about Thirteenth? Because I, I, I don't know much it. about it. But I didn't see it. I want to see it, yeah. and I and I hear great great things yeah. about it. That's another great choice yeah. because it's talking about yeah today yeah yeah not something not something that we're still obsessed with <laughs> but here's the thing did you see the oj thing no 
they do relate. <laughs> they relate it to today. I know. And, still, and, and you know, yeah. I'm still with you in that the length and the presentation of it does disqualify it in I some sense. I don't think it's fair. But I it does touch upon how today's version of the celebrity machine has been molded very heavily by the events of OJ. And the injustices that are in our uh, justice system, you know, have been there for a long time, but it shows a way that that it can err the wrong way on both sides. Like, where it makes a very strong case for this dude is a murderer. Mm -hmm. But it also makes a very strong case of him in jail now was totally a vengeance sentence for getting away, mm -hmm. with, for getting away with murder. Neither is right. You know, mm -hmm. it, it, so it, it cuts into that. But that, that brings me into the 13th. I know you saw Where to Invade Next. Yes. The, I, and I, I very much enjoyed that movie. Mm -hmm. But one yeah. of the things that I thought was really funny in it, it, funny in the way it was presented, it's not a funny thing, when Michael Moore was asking people, he was like, well, w without you know like a prison system and, and all that free labor, how do you control your black people? And these <laughs> other countries are like, what do you mean? He's like, well, if, if you're not getting free labor out of them in, in prison camps, how do you keep all, all of your blacks under control? <laughs> and it was presented that way, and I thought that's really be funny. a full-length movie in and of itself. Yeah. Because that's something that, from my position, I've never considered, that mm -hmm. we, are, we are essentially just making slavery yeah. legal. Yes. Yeah. And so Ava DuVernay, a very qualified and talented filmmaker, does make that full-length movie. Mm -hmm. That's pretty cool. I'd like to watch it. I, yeah. I'm speaking yeah. from yeah. someone who hasn't seen it, but it, I think no, right. that's such a really... Yeah. And that is an interesting thing. That is an, a Netflix documentary. So yes. shame on all of us for having shame. access to not it. Having seen it actually because we could it. have seen it. Huge yeah. Shame. I told you about I had a dream once back in the day, and in Dream Logic, I was working with Ava DuVernay, but in my dream, she was played by the wife from Breaking Bad, <laughs> meaning I whitewashed yep. my fucking dream. Yep. <laughs> it's horrifying. Uh -huh. Uh, I couldn't believe it. That's so funny. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. But I woke up, I was like, she was really... Wait a minute. That was not <laughs> accurate at all. <sighs> and, and not having seen it, I'm pulling for 13th because I like her and uh, it would be awesome to see her win. Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah she Even, deserves you know, it. So, um, any other documentaries you wanna that we saw in the past year? That we well, Gods of Egypt. I don't know <laughs> if you guys... Have, okay. We all know that was based on the real things that happened in Yeah, the earth is flat and yeah. it's all Egypt. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Very factual. Uh, Egyptians are white. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, Guys, I, there were thousands of black people in that movie. They were all played <laughs> by the same guy. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Forgot about that. Um, the, the, not, uh, the documentary that I was disappointed to not see nominated uh, was Wiener. Oh, oh yes. yeah. Great things that, about that. It's an amazing documentary. Uh, recently, the Next Picture Show podcast, they do like um, where they pair up a current movie and a movie that's at least 20 years old mm -hmm. and they talked about that in conjunction with the war room as like the rise and fall of clintonism interesting yeah um it's a really cool pairing because the war room is also an amazing documentary mm -hmm. but just the the layers of a wiener in terms of uh, <laughs> are you talking about dan's gay island again <laughs> all the layers of wiener uh, and that's, that's really <laughs> what the movie is about <laughs> right wiener absolutely. jokes yeah, yeah. yeah what's in the name yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and on top of that, it's all about that, you know, how the celebrity culture works and how that fill, uh, flows into politics uh, and how the media shape politics and how the narrative is now 24 7 mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, all that kind of stuff. And then on top of it, you have this very emotional story where you see like this guy who legitimately was like good at his job, mm -hmm. trying to do the right thing, mm -hmm. has this one problem, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, how he just gets chewed up and spit out by the mm -hmm. system, and you kind of, like, you feel for him, but you're also like, why do you keep doing this? <laughs> yeah. just, like, his impulse control Right, like, is just get rid dead. of your phone. Yeah. What's crazy, though, like, is that his impulse control is is what 
made him such like a political firebrand. Yeah. Is that he was the guy when they were like, shut up, stop, it's not your turn. He'd be like, no, because I'm right and I'm going to keep speaking. Right. Yeah. And, the, and so anytime he'd be like, I'm done taking dick pictures, turn around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like he couldn't help himself. Yeah. But, yeah. You know, so, that was a good documentary. Yeah. I it's, really it's a fantastic, fantastic. I love that he's the only talking head in it. Yes. It, only yeah. talking head is him. And it's like, why are you doing this? Oh, you can't help it. Yeah. You have yeah. to do and it. And it's only at the beginning and only at the end. Mm. And at the end, they're like, why did you let us film you? And he was like, I mean, you already were. So, like, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, why not at this point? Yeah. Like, and it's it's just it's just really, really just interesting. And it, it humanizes him in a way that feels very familiar. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. And it was an accidental documentary. Yes. Right. They yeah. were just documenting his comeback right. and his running for yeah, they were gonna make a fucking like, DVD special and basically. Then it just right. yeah. crumbled again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will throw this in there. It's not the best documentary, but I really enjoyed it. Amanda Knox is a oh, I heard that on was very Netflix. Good. Yeah. And it's just she's the talking head in it. Mm. And it's just another study of media and how it relates to how we mm. treat criminals and just how easy it is to brand somebody and leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Regard and so, you know, I, I came out of it still unsure over her innocence or not, but it's it's just a very interesting movie. Mm. And it's another one that that story occurred when I was too young to really follow. Yeah. And then seeing that, it was like, oh, that's that's wild. But actually, you know what? I think I have one of my notes on my phone. I wrote down a line from that movie that I thought was really interesting. It said, when they asked her why this all happened, that line was, it still happened. Yes, I do. She says, I think people love monsters. And so when they get the chance, they want to see them. Mm. I thought that is, yeah. Yeah, it's a hundred percent. I I I want I want to see fire. Yeah, I yeah. want to see that monster. I mean, that's also what Gods of Egypt is about. <laughs> <laughs> I'm t- that is who is one of the most relevant resonant films I've yeah. seen. And no shaky cam in that movie uh-uh. because when there's no. monsters, I want to see them. That's em. right. <laughs> Did you read the uh, interview with the directors of, yes. of John, of John Wick? Wick. And they awesome. were like, "No, shaky cam is when you have to cut things up because yeah. it looks crappy." Yeah. And, like, when, you know, the actors are slow, and it was all about how they spent, like, three months, like, Keanu Reeves and everybody else, like, training, Training, choreography. Learning. Yeah. Um, That came right at the right time, too. I turned on my phone as the credits were rolling on John Wick, and that article came through. I'm like, perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Yeah, it's so true. It's... It's what I've always suspected about Shaky Cam is that it was hiding yeah, yeah. the action. And it's like, what's the point of making an action movie? The whole point is you're filming good action right. yep. and then putting a story around it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, cinematography. Oh, yes, uh, please. Next category. So we have uh, Bradford Young for Arrival, mm-hmm. uh, Linus Sandgren for La La Land, Greg Fraser for Lion, James Laxton for Moonlight, and Rodrigo uh, Pietro for Silence. And I probably butchered almost all of those names. <laughs> I think James Laxton, you're probably pretty safe on. Yeah. That one's, that one's pretty phonetic. Yeah. That's a really tough one. It's, um, I like Bradford Young for this, but. I do. I, I, I really like Bradford Young for this because, I mean, Arrival is gorgeously mm-hmm. shot. Um, personally, my pick would probably be Moonlight because that the look of that movie is that movie. Mm-hmm. And I mean, just the way that the shots are used and how things bleed together, it's it, it's incredible because it's all mundane stuff. Like mm-hmm. they're filming at the beach, they're filming in, you know, poor communities. Like mm-hmm. they're not really filming in places that necessarily look are, are interesting to look at because they're so ordinary. Right. But that movie has a certain look that has a style, but it still feels very real. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is that the, um, 
the way that the African-American actors look on screen looks more like they do to my eyes in real life than mm. any other movie I've ever seen. Oh, interesting. Um, like it's interesting you say that because I never could have labeled that, but I think you're right. Yeah, it's just the, just the color of their skin mm-hmm. looks like it has the right color balance to make it look like sunlight and fluorescent light and... The, um, to the, me, that's just—it's just a you know. I never, it's I never had that to think thought. That you don't often see that, right? And I never thought about it until I saw it, and I was like, something looks different, but it looks right. Mm. So, literally, the thing that made me want to see that movie, like the reason I will eventually see it, is there's just a brief shot in the trailer of, and I don't know which actor, you know, I don't—I haven't seen the answer, so I don't <laughs> know which one, but one of them, I think, on a beach, and it's his, you know, he's very black. It's mm-hmm. his very black skin on uh, like a setting sun yep. uh and so it's that like magic hour almost like kind of like purpley black right behind him and the way his skin looks on that color is like really incredible and interesting and feels like it's like somebody capturing black skin tone in a way like in the way that maybe only a black person could capture right that skin you know what i mean mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. the way they you know they see themselves and stuff i was fascinated by that that was like the thing that i was like oh i need to see this yeah uh, i've just never seen black skin on screen like yeah. that before and as a white person i didn't know like i didn't even think to recognize right. that until mm. i saw it done the right way i didn't even think about eyes. it until you mentioned it yeah but it's yeah that's spot on that is so, oh god it's so fucking good yeah. right i'm starting to like because i'm rooting for it in every way i can but i'm starting to like it's starting to sweep my picks internally that's like Good stuff. That's yeah. a good movie. It's, yeah, I really want to see it. I agree. I think I think this one's gonna go to Arrival, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which I'd be fine with. I feel I and I feel like choice. Bradford yeah. Young has like a lot of heat on him right now. Like yeah. he's sort of like been building this portfolio yeah, yeah, yeah. of like great work. He you know? shot Selma, I believe. Yes, mm-hmm. um, and Another he's def- great. Yeah, he's definitely an up and comer. Yeah. You know, I mean, any time, especially in this category where we can avoid someone getting nominated 37 times Holy and not fuck. winning, uh, that would be a, a good thing. And he's what are we doing? The Han Solo movie? Yeah. Yep. He did a most violent year, a movie that no one saw, and it was gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I like that movie. That movie actually. is gorgeous. Oscar Isaac. Yep. Oh, speaking <laughs> of gorgeous. But <laughs> Silence looking is also gorge. in this, in this uh, category. Yes. I think Silence was. It actually looked unlike a lot of Scorsese movies, especially now that he's gone full digital. Um, having recently watched uh, uh, Bringing Out the Dead, which very clearly was shot on film, mm-hmm. and you you know you forget about that that different style, but then you watch something like uh, Wolf of Wall Street, yeah, and that movie when I close my eyes I picture this this color yellow, yes, yeah, and yeah, it's yep. digital and it it pops and all that, and somehow Silence really bridges the gap, and I think that has a lot to do with cinematography. It goes from mm-hmm. what we would picture as typical you know ancient Japanese color palette mm-hmm. with sand and you know like bamboo browns but mm-hmm. also vibrant greens of of kind of jungle plants mm-hmm. but at the same time there's also these these pops of like this almost purpley of the uh like the the priest's robes mm-hmm. but as they go through different areas if they're hiding out in a cave if they're in a like a literal prison mm-hmm. i don't know there's just a quality to it that i think bridges the gap between uh, digital and film in a way that that i haven't seen in a while oh, interesting i don't yeah. think it should win i don't think it will win but i think it's worth noting mm-hmm. yeah. that was a tremendous movie in, in another year i would easily pick silence yes. but yeah. it's hard yeah. to choose that over both moonlight and arrival either mm-hmm. of which i would be more than happy to yeah, win but yeah. like mm-hmm. i love the look of silence it's an absolutely it's just a stunning movie and it yeah. just 
even you could watch that movie as a silent movie and mm-hmm. still pretty much understand everything that's happening because oh, yeah. it just has that look. Uh and it feels it feels very realistic in the sense that like it doesn't feel like people putting on a play that takes yeah. place in this time. Like it feels very natural to that time period, even though it was shot, I think, in like Thailand or Taiwan mm-hmm. and not Japan. But um it has that what we think Japan looks like mm-hmm. in a very realistic way. Mm-hmm. That's basically yeah. It's basically yeah. what I was trying to say. And yeah. I gotta say, I, I know I'm I'm the guy who keeps barking this. La La Land looked gorgeous. Oh yeah, the oh, cinematography yeah. really captured did. the sky mm-hmm. in in a way that I've never seen. Yep. And yeah, it was beautiful. That scene that that I'd, whole... I'd be I'd be fine if that one. Yeah, yeah. That whole like duet they do out on that fucking oh, tapity tap dance. Yeah, yeah, and it's out on that thing. I don't know what that's called, but that ridge that's in every goddamn movie about yep. L. A. And <laughs> so I've seen that shot a hundred different ways yes that's the most beautiful that's ever looked that's yeah. i really really the, the fact that they he goes to a location that's like oh that's in every movie that's ever been set here yeah. and he's able to distinguish it in his movie uh, is is pretty impressive i think yeah i mean even matching that shot from rebel without a cause yeah in a way that is that plays with it that it goes from the movie magic to the mundane very mm-hmm. smoothly like mm. having to capture that in with modern equipment just seems like a really interesting like getting the height and all like it's perfectly yeah. right um so like yeah the the cinematography in la la land is impressive it's just hard because to me it's not quite yeah it doesn't make or break the movie mm-hmm. in the, to my eyes in the same way that it does for either moonlight or arrival yeah that makes sense into it anybody think of anything that uh should have got nominated it's army man <laughs> no, but I, yeah. I completely yeah. seriously, I yeah. I think that that is a movie that really could have looked bland. Mm-hmm. And we had the Daniels, as they're called. Yep. They are uh, two music video filmmakers, mm-hmm. and I think cinematography is key in music videos because you only have two and a half minutes to really make something pop. Yeah, and so they took that and applied that to full length. Mm-hmm. I actually read a really great article uh, recently about how the future of cinema they're trying is choose your own adventure cinema. Right. Where it, 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 you know, it intuits what you want and goes there. And the company that developed this software uh, contacted the, the Daniels, as they call themselves, mm-hmm. to develop this. And a couple of the things that they were trying was, how about a horror movie? And you can follow which character's eyes you're looking at it through. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the, the final girl, the jock, the ver- you know, what, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. You can follow that. You know, someone who thinks something's going on, someone who's the skeptic. Mm-hmm. But they ultimately decided on, I forget what the, I think it was just a party, but the software would follow, if my eyes are watching a certain character, it will start to, the narrative will start to follow that character mm-hmm. just because I'm naturally drawn to them. And so the question is, what is the, you know, wh- where's the sacrifice of story? Wh- yeah. How does this yeah. redefine what story is? But uh, I just love the fact that these filmmakers are considering that. Mm-hmm. This is totally an aside, but yeah. in terms of c- cinematography, Swiss Army Man looked good because, <laughs> well, because these guys are clearly craftsmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the point 100%. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to make. One hundred percent. The the movie I wanted to bring up was uh, is actually Ten Cloverfield Lane. Oh, oh um, fuck yes. Because the, I mean, shooting in it's basically one set mm-hmm. except for the very end uh, and the very beginning. But it just it has it just has a certain look and it has a feel and it makes you it puts you in that spot with those characters mm-hmm. um, in a way that's just I mean the movie is absolutely captivating but I think the camera work has a large part to do with it in terms of 
what you can see in any given moment to feel like you're, you're in, in such space. a limited space and yeah. the idea that it never gets boring to be in that space i think is a pretty good indication that that it is an achievement in cinematography in some way yeah um i was actually going to bring up Cretia again here this is like because I, I really think it's the the filmmaking of Cretia that makes it work the way that it does it almost feels like a horror movie even though it's never a horror movie it has this sort of unrelenting and uh, stressful tone. And I think all of that comes from the way the camera shoots her uh, and the way it captures everyone around her as if it's like through her eyes. It feels like you're seeing all of them like kind of through her. Uh, You get why it's all very stressful for her because of the way they are captured by the camera. And so I feel like it's the cinematography and the editing, kind of like the combination of those things that makes that movie work as well as it does. Um, so I, I, would, I would actually put that movie up there for, for cinematography as well. Yeah, I, I really need to see Creature. It's really good. Yeah. And that and they actually that dude just announced that his next movie is going to be a horror movie, which has me really excited because he made a movie that's not a horror movie that very much feels like it's a horror movie. So I'm, cool. I'm sort of excited to see what he's able to achieve when that's actually the, the goal, mm-hmm. you know, and that's like the end goal. I'm, I'm really interested in that. Uh, but yeah, I think I would put that movie up for cinematography. It's, it's pretty interesting. I'll throw two at you here. Yeah. Um, one of them would be The Wailing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That. I really want to see that. It's That's on cool Netflix thing. right it's now, It's on right? Netflix. Yeah. It's very long. Yeah. But um, and it just has a good look about it. Yeah. It's one that I can close my eyes and get the, the color palette of it. It's very, it's very scary, too. I, I enjoyed that. And then the other one I had, and this is, uh, more people need to see, The Eyes of My Mother. It's oh, in yeah. black and white, but the cinematography is awesome. Mm-hmm. It looks, in my head, I can picture it in full color, and it's not in full color. It's a good flick. And that, that is, if you can stomach it, that's like, Oh, yeah, I heard that that is uh, rough. It's rough, but it's <laughs> good. But it's not, it's not gruesome. It's not human centipede or anything like that. It's just, it's a rough movie. It's good, though. Highly recommend. You guys look terrified of me. Uh, from I probably <laughs> wouldn't be able to get through it, but um, I was actually thinking about Christine, which I think captures the 70s in a way that isn't stylized. Because I feel mm-hmm. like the 60s and 70s in movies, like it's like... I think of like the nice guys from last year, right, super stylized. exactly. Yeah. But the costuming, the cinematography, like the color used in this film feels very real. Like mm. this is how my parents dressed, not how actors in a movie in the 70s dressed. And I appreciated that about it. It was very subdued. And there was one scene that um, it takes place at like a house party. And it was so not, like it just seemed like a normal like 70s get together, people drinking and like, but not at all ridiculous. And it's like the complete opposite of the Boogie Night 70s where that's like glamorizing. Where they literally break out into a dance number. Right, and it's like everyone looks ridiculous, but everyone looks like they're having so much fun it doesn't matter. Mm. Whereas like in Christine, I keep, every time I think of that movie, I think of the hideous yellow orange carpet. I'm telling you, the color (laughs) in this film, because it takes place too on like a news set, in Florida. The yellows, <laughs> yeah. the browns, it's putrid, but yeah. in like <laughs> the best way possible. And I think they did an, an awesome job. Yeah, and getting, because all when I think 70s, I think artificial, like mm-hmm. clothing yeah. and colors. Yes. And getting that look across, and then also like they show it on TV, mm-hmm. um, through TV cameras of that time period, and getting that look to translate both ways is really, really yeah, cool. Yeah, interesting. 
when we moved into like the the house that my parents live in, it was built in the late '60s, and when we moved in, it had like the color of that Cleveland Browns helmet, <laughs> that color shag carpet. And when we first moved in, Ooh. my mom was like, until we get a new carpet, you're wearing flip-flops anytime you walk across this because it's <laughs> disgusting. And that was like the rule in the house was until we got a new carpet, we had to wear flip-flops. That's so funny. Nice. That's and that's, awesome. Yeah, that's what I think of when I think 70s is shag <laughs> carpet. It looks like animals' hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Where are we at on cat? mom went to bed, I totally kicked the flip-flops off. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> I was like 13. No rules. So we're into original screenplay. Uh, so we have Mike Mills for 20th Century Women. <laughs> Dan, I know he loved that movie. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, I could barely get through it. <laughs> um, uh, we'll, go, we'll get through the nominees, oh, and then, I, and then I'm, I'm gonna fight you. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Tyler Sheridan for Hell or High Water. Mm. Uh, Damien Chazelle for La La Land. Um, the guys who wrote The Lobster, whose names I'm not going to even attempt. Oh, yeah. Yorgos Lanthimos and Ephthemus Philippou. There you go. That, I did the best I could. Thank you, Dan. I tried. Uh, Manchester by the Sea, uh, Kenneth Lonergan. So, mm-hmm. um, I like Tyler Sheridan for this. That I really, really thought Hell or High Water, like that movie, there's a lot that's effective about it. And there's a lot of reasons it's effective, yeah. but it all starts with that script. That's a really, really great the, script. It, it It'll is. never win. It, right. I know. That's what I, I want to win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when I think like, you know, the, how they take the, if you replace best with most, yeah. like, I mean, the lobster is the one that, that jumps ahead in my mind mm. because mm-hmm. like that is such a crazy concept of like, okay, so, you know, if you don't find a date, then you're going yeah, like, to yeah. become an animal and you get to pick one animal and then like building this whole world around monogamy. Yeah. It's just, it, it's a really interesting, it, the way it does world building is unlike anything I've ever seen because you don't even realize it's doing world building until it's like almost done. Mm-hmm. Because like once you leave the hotel and then you start to see what everything looks like. Because at first mm-hmm. you're like, oh, it's this weird hotel where like you hook up with people or you don't and then mm-hmm. you become mm-hmm. a dog or whatever. Um, and so by the time you get into world building, it's not front heavy with it. Right. I think it's a really interesting, mm-hmm. very unique choice on and top of a really interesting idea. There's a the, great, oh, go for it. Sorry. The, um, the comedy in the movie is also amazing. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's very well done. There's yeah. a great line where I, I forget the actress's name. She's in hot fuzz. She was on uh peep show. Oh yeah. She's the, what makes you think it was murder? <laughs> yeah. She has this one line where she's, and I'm going to get the animals wrong. Cause I don't remember where, She's explaining to Colin Farrell, you know, what type of animal that you have to pick. And she's like, you know, a lot of people, you know, just because you've become an animal does not mean that you can't find romance. You just have to be careful with what animal you pick. You know, for example, uh, a penguin couldn't mate with a camel. <laughs> that would be absurd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I love, love that, that somebody says that would be absurd, absurd. in it, one of the most absurd movies I've ever seen. The most absurdest yeah. script. It's, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I liked the humor of that movie, I think, more than I liked that movie, actually. Yeah. Um, I think Manchester's going to win. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I want Hell or High Water. This seems like the category Manchester probably could win. You know what I mean? It's like most likely to take something home for, and I think right. they want to send... It feels like this movie needs to go home with an Oscar. It's like one of the one of those movies. Well, and anytime it's you so have good. a writer director and yeah. you know they're not going to win best director, right. they're like, "Oh, well, they're in the act they're in the writing category, so we'll give them a statue yeah, for yeah. their movie that they made." Yeah. And it's really yeah. like an overall achievement for the final the product. The movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, 
tell, what what am I missing about twentieth century women? So, I wanted to like it. I really did. The problem is that you have the best argument against it because I can't refute it in twenty seventeen because I have to wait till twenty twenty seven to refute your statement that oh. in ten years, <laughs> yeah, uh, everyone saying that they love well, it will regret it. In ten it. years, whatever <laughs> statement yeah. it's failing to make will have been made better by another movie, and then we'll all be embarrassed by this one, just kind of like eh, dancing around, like the. And I I could be wrong, and I'm not the right lens for this, but the only message that I got from this movie was feminism exists. The the movie that I, I got, didn't I didn't, what does that do for me? So the what I what I took away from 20th Century Women and why I felt deeply affected by it was it's a love letter to the women in your life mm. and how the women in your life shape who you are as a man. Mm. And it's not that because this kid doesn't really have a male role model. Like he has Billy Crudup who is like complaining a complete weird like a weirdo. Like mm. he's a carpenter, but he's also very like tantric and like meditation, which is still not very like traditional. <laughs> I found him skeevy. <laughs> I actually found him kind of yeah. skeevy in it. But he's not traditional male. Like yeah. he's not the male yeah. role model. And so, you know, th- that's like the premise of the movie is how do a bunch of women raise a man? But so much of what it means to be a man today has to do with how we respond to feminism. Mm -hmm. And that really struck me in a way that was like, yes, that's what the movie is very about. And there's a lot of text in the movie directly addressing that. But the story of the movie shows you that without like, it doesn't feel like it's shoving it down your throat. And maybe to some people who don't consider themselves feminists, it might. So I could could totally buy that. So I go the other way. I didn't feel like it said anything of merit to me because I didn't find any of the characters to be anything more than standard tropes. Like Greta Gerwig's name in the movie might as well have been Greta Gerwig. We actually were joking when we watched it. <laughs> she's she's the first one to dance cutesy to a song, yeah. and by the end of the movie, all of the main characters do it. Yeah. <laughs> and it just felt so fucking twee to me that I... I, I <laughs> it felt to me, and I said this in my Letterboxd review, that it kept being like, like, I was two blocks away from it. It was like, hey, come here. I want to tell you something. And then I run towards it, and it's still two blocks away, and it's like, come on. Keep coming. And I'm like, I'm coming. And it just kept backing away for fear that it would have to actually say something to me. I, but, you know. Yeah. I mean, like I said, for me, it really experience. spoke to me. And, and also, what you're saying, yeah. I love that. Right. I didn't see it in this movie. Yeah. I, I mean, even the fact that uh, there's that dinner scene at the end where they're like talking about menstruation, which is just like. But they weren't. They were just saying the word menstruation. Right. Which is, over why, it was, and over. Which is why it was funny. I feel like that was like, <laughs> that was like seven years ago feminism for me. <laughs> right. But, but then again, for, like. Right. For you, know, I mean. You know, we can't all be so advanced to have. <laughs> Here's the thing, though: is like, if there's anyone, <laughs> if there's anyone on the planet that could desperately benefit from feminism, it's probably me. <laughs> but it, I, I just, I don't know. It didn't get me there. I, the whole time, I was just like, "Oh, aren't you just the fucking cutest?" And, <laughs> and there, and there's a couple of moments that like really spoke, like you know, when she tells Greta Gerwig, like they, the kid and Greta Gerwig, like go out and like hang out with like her and her older friends or whatever, and. um uh, Annette Benning is saying to her, to Greta Gerwig, like, what was he like? Because I can only ever see him when he's mm. being my son. I don't get yeah. to see what he is out in the world the way other people see him. And just like that kind of perspective and knowing the people that you're really close with as full human beings, mm. which is impossible uh, because you'll never see all sides of a person, mm-hmm. even though like she gave birth to this kid. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. she doesn't really know what he's like when oh, she's if not my around. Mom saw me. Yeah, when I was twenty five. <laughs> you know, and and then there's a pass the part where he reads the passage about it's written by a middle aged feminist writer talking about what you know the, that society like doesn't have any use for me anymore because I can't like make any more kids and like I don't get paid enough to mm-hmm. work and all that kind of stuff. And he reads it to her, 
And it just, if that reminds me of something I would do. And mm. because she immediately re- responds with like, is that how you see me? Like, yeah. is that what you think of me? Right. And he's like, oh, it's this thing that's about my mom. I want to share it with my mom because I'm trying to understand her better. Yeah, yeah, and she's just like, you're totally wrong. You're completely yeah, yeah, yeah. and absolutely wrong. And part of her I is in denial. I will say she was great in it. Annette yeah. Benning was I, really good I in it. I yeah. wanted her to be nominated so badly. Oh, yeah. I loved her in it. And I, I was I heard so, she was amazing in this. Yeah. I was really sad when that didn't happen. Yeah. And then there's one final thing I want to say about it, mm. which is that if I could go back and watch this movie like... 15 years ago it had the best piece of advice for me when Greta Gerwig's character tells the kid like don't let your your friend who's a girl that you're really into sleep in your bed if she's not going to have sex with you (laughs) 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 yeah they were speaking about about the concept of friend zoning right (laughs) but not in a way that was like disrespectful to either side just very much like you have to be assertive about what you want you can't expect her it's not that you deserve anything out of it but if that's what you want you have to own like you wanting it and you have to tell her that's what you want and you have to reject things that aren't what you want yeah but you have to do it you have to communicate that you can't just concept of agency right it's like you you have to yeah you have to be i just i think the reason why i say in 10 (laughs) years we'll be embarrassed is that when we all look back at little miss sunshine now a movie that everyone went gaga for we all just kind of go like well you know (sighs) about it and that's that's how i think this is going to appear in 10 years yeah because like i i I love little miss sunshine but when i watch it now i'm just like oh well, fuck you! <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just feel like, oh, oh, you guys are dysfunctional, but it's like whatever because you love each other. Fucking blow me! It's like, <laughs> it just it feels like that, and I, I, I feel like I'm seeing that already. All right, so in ten years, we could do the retrospective. I'm yeah. into what it thinks, what I think it thinks it's going for. I just don't think it ever gets there. Yeah, and it worked for me, and I, told, yeah. I could, I understand that it didn't work for you. I'm just I refuse sad. to fight you about this. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna discuss this on continued peace. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I would love I I will I'll enjoy going back in ten years hopefully yes, and reevaluating if I'm wrong I'm wrong should. but for now it spoke to me very ten deeply. years from this date there will be a duel on Cynadelphia <laughs> yeah. where we where we go back you know it's gonna happen I guarantee it's gonna happen is you're gonna look back and be like he was right this movie sucks and I'm like this is speaking to me and Maybe we'll do a oh we should do a movie movie live twentieth yeah. century yeah. women retrospective. We'll call, we'll call it like twentieth twenty first century men. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And look back at twentieth century women. Uh, so any other? Um, I will say that I am not at all familiar with any of Mike Mills' work. So I also was not ready for whatever his flavor was. I had no entry point. I've never yeah. seen Beginners. Yeah, neither have I. Actually, I was literally just like I wasn't even interested seeing it yeah but a24 yep is a, a mark of quality for mm-hmm. me and it was the last of like the big nominees that i had seen uh, i will say i also have been listening to the soundtrack to that movie a lot because it's it's 1979 yeah. so it's all it's a lot of talking heads mm-hmm. um it's uh a little bit of bowie mm-hmm. the first black flag ep oh, cool um so like there's a lot of good music basically anything that you would expect greta gerwig to dance <laughs> to as if nobody's watching. <laughs> I love Greta Gerwig. I do too. I, I'm actually a huge fan of Frances Ha. I think that movie Frances is Ha is incredible. Amazing. And one of the best parts is how cutesy she dances to I was modern say, love. Isn't that where she got that reputation? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it is what it is. Um, do we want to skip uh, screenplay? Other screenplays until we go through adapted because. I yeah. mean, you know where I'm going. Swiss Army right. Man is a true. <laughs> yeah. That's a great yeah. screenplay. Yeah. It's about fatherhood. It's about mm-hmm. about you know just. The obtaining of knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's about mental decline, mm-hmm. about mental illness. It is about wrongfully believing ownership over a person. It's 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 a, it's anything you need it to be. It's a Swiss mm-hmm. Army movie. <laughs> uh, 
No, go ahead. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, I think we can skip until we do other screenplays. Yeah. So best uh, adapted screenplay: uh, Eric Heisserer for Arrival, August Wilson for Fences, uh, Allison Schroeder and Theodore Melfi for Hidden Figures, Luke Davies for Lion, and Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Um, which apparently Moonlight is based on a play. It is, yeah. That, that may or may not have ever, I don't know if it was. Fences is too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. The play it's based on is called In Moonlight, Black Boys Look Blue, which is interesting. because Oh, uh, that's yeah. literally about. what I was just talking about. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Moonlight is far and away my pick, even though Arrival, again, also has a great screenplay. Uh, I haven't seen the other ones in this category as of yet. Arrival's the only one I've seen, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which I, I think Arrival bit. might win. Um, I'm actually rooting for Arrival in this. I I enjoyed that short story, but I think they took it to a level that uh, it's it's really it's a good adaptation. Yeah, I mean, I think um, I think Barry Jenkins will win because again, I think mm. this is similar to Manchester by the Sea, where you know it, he's in nominated as director and as writer. He's probably not going to win director, so mm-hmm. they're going to give it to mm-hmm. him as writer mm-hmm. as like a you know consolation. But we want to recognize mm. what you did with that mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Well. It's apparently adapted by the playwright. So it wouldn't go to Barry Jenkins, but it would go to Moonlight. Well, he's, they're both credited. Oh, yeah, oh they're both, right. Sorry, yeah. his name's just not clickable. I <laughs> uh, yeah. see it. Yeah. It was, so it's uh, Barry Jenkins' story by Terrell. Terrell Alvin McCraney. Yeah. What a name. Yeah. Well, I really enjoyed uh, Lion, but um, <laughs> the guy's name's Larry Butt Rose. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that's just me. Hidden figures, well, that can go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I would be happy with either Arrival or Moonlight. Yeah. I think you might be right, though. I probably will go to Moonlight. Yeah. That's cool. I, I see, Eric Heister has got such a buzz now. I'm seeing his name pop up everywhere, whereas this is the first time I'm reading Terrell Alvin McCraney. Yeah. I would have liked to have seen um, Hunt for the Wilder People on Best Adapted Screenplay, actually. I believe oh, yeah. that was based on a book. Um, oh, it was, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so and I just think that that is actually like a pretty great script. It's got like just the way it measures its comedy with its drama is pretty exceptional. I think it, it's I don't know very few movies for me successfully go like I am both a comedy and a drama where both of those things are served very well mm-hmm. and are very effective. Yeah, it's not um, uneven at all. Yeah, no, it just really really works. And uh, you know uh, when it gets to the point where he's reading haikus to the boy at the end, it just is fucking that like really makes me weepy. And I feel like that is that haikus are writing it's that whole thing comes from i think just a really really effective script Mm. Um, i think there is a chance that august wilson will win yeah because i believe this is the first time that a screenplay nomination is going to someone posthumously because he Mm. died in 2005 adapted his own play and i think the novelty of that might bump up some points and it is a good i mean i don't know the original text but i I, that's a good movie yeah um uh what's what's her name uh, is it Viola Davis? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, she's tremendous in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it's yeah, I think it could go to that. But uh, yeah, hmm. I'm pulling for a rival. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if it's adapted or original, but uh, Eye in the Sky actually has yes. an amazing screenplay because I didn't see that. Uh, so it's the, the movie is mostly about how bureaucratic decisions get made, yeah. similar to Shin Godzilla mm-hmm. actually, but much. In a, in a very, on a smaller scale, basically, mm-hmm. just like, oh, we got to call this person because we got to get approval. 
and like it's a drone strike, right? Yeah, that's what it's for. It's yep. just approval for a drone strike. Exactly. That's what the story is. And then, uh, yep, and it goes all the way from the you know quote, the pilot who is mm-hmm. sitting in a trailer in the United States pulling a trigger that's going to la- fire at something something in like Pakistan mm-hmm. or you know, um, and all the way up through the British chain of command mm-hmm. and like you know their relations with the u.s and like how joint operations work and it's super dry stuff like it would be like kind of an interesting magazine article or at least like a really cool like like infographic but Mm -hmm. to turn that into a really entertaining movie uh i just think it's super impressive yeah i love that movie that was a really cool flick it's it's like the perfect vehicle for alan rickman style of dialogue yes Mm -hmm. yeah super dry and but it even goes down to like the guy who's in the area of where the drone strike will be mm. just working to talk people out of the area. Oh, yeah. 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 And so it's, it's a, uh, I, I jokingly called it. You ever see Mr. Shows change for a dollar? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's one that of in a movie. Oh just yeah. Up and uh-huh. down, up and down, up, All and down, down. up and down. That was a cool flick. Yeah. Yeah. I would say for adapted, um, I don't know if it qualifies because this is one that was stuck between years, but Embrace of the Serpent. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. It's a cool flick, and it's based on two separate travel logs. Mm, right. Of yeah. Two separate adventures, I think, 40 years apart. That's very That's cool. impressive. Mm-hmm. That, and that was, did you see that movie? No, I heard no, that movie. That's cool. a cool, cool really flick. That's looks, really, yeah. really good. I actually saw that on quite a few end of year lists. People yeah. seem to really like that. It was on like my, that. my first half of last mm-hmm. year list, mm-hmm. and it got edged out. But yep. it's it's one that, that you know, with, with the the lens of time between me and it it could very well have made it on my end of your list yeah. just because it's it's like eye in the sky where it just yeah. sat with me i know that ended up on your list yes, it and I loved it. it just sits with you yeah yeah i'm surprised you didn't bring up uh nocturnal animals i love <laughs> nocturnal animals and having now read the book and seen the movie it's a really wild adaptation they keep all of the pieces about it that make the make it so engaging but add the tom ford brand of bringing the bougie art world into it um I, I, there's not much i can say about it it's just it's a cool flick <laughs> mm-hmm. i i really wish that that got more love across the i really world. want to see that actually it's yeah, so good it's 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 just it's just shitty trash mm-hmm. but done with this air of of you know of that like bougie art world yeah. to it but it's such it's such garbage <laughs> but not garbage like and then it's bad no it's i know just, what you mean it's, it's, it's trashy mean-spirited trashy shit and you never see it yeah it's a quote-unquote adult thriller yeah yeah i loved it like yeah. gone girl comes that's to mind the, yes, that's yeah. to mind for me it's too. very much like that but instead of um gone girl comes out a little bit classier because i think it's ultimately <laughs> a cleaner and more well-made movie. i mean it's fincher yeah right. versus this is this guy's second film oh. but it, it, there's just something about it's another one of those movies that it's like You'd turn it on at three in the morning on HBO in 1993 and be like, I've heard of this before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's cool. Nocturnal Animals is legit. I want to see it. Mike, yeah, and Michael Shad is the one that got the nomination. Yeah. I almost, it, he's not who I'm rooting for in that category, but I'm almost rooting for him just as like vengeance for not <laughs> winning everything for Take Shelter. Yeah. I love, I love Michael Shannon. He's so good. He is our doomsday. Yeah. <laughs> he has a, a great line in Nocturnal Animals where he's got kind of bad guy locked up and he's trying to convince another character like let's torture him and he says you know he's just like a chain smoking uh you know texas ranger type he's like well you know we can go over there and uh uh, maybe rough him up a little bit see what he says (laughs) (laughs) he says it is so good and the person he's talking to is like a square he's like what what do you mean he's like rough him up see what he says (laughs) (laughs) he's He's also the villain in one of your uh go-to movies um the uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt. The Joseph Gordon Levitt uh, bike. 
Courier. Oh, that's a great. I really want to see that. Premium Rush. Yeah, it's it's great. I really want to see that. I love that movie. I love that movie because it has such low stakes, but it's so intense. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Him playing that Chinese gambling game. Oh yeah, that's that whole sequence was just ridiculous because it's just michael shannon michael shannoning yeah we should do an episode on that that's like a worthy yeah, episode really movie. That, that would be fun yeah I really if we do to. that we'll have you come yeah. back for it that's God. like Love that movie. oh it's so good that was one where as soon as i left the theater i was riding my bike home yeah. and i'm like this is gonna get fucking dangerous <laughs> because i i just want to rip up the streets <laughs> he rides a fixie i was riding like a mountain bike yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any other screenplays you guys want to bring up before we move on? I I really didn't see a lot this year. It pains me to say that, but nothing that really stands out. I think this is time to throw in, well, I guess this isn't adapted, but in the screenplays, I think Green Room's another one worth it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, That is such a smart... When you look at something like uh, uh, Assault on Precinct 13, Mm -hmm. one of my favorite things about it is something that they ended up subverting in Green Room. In Assault on Precinct 13, it's like, oh, all these guys, they've taken a blood oath. Yeah. They're expendable bad guys. Yeah. And it's great, because it works for just mass carnage, yeah. you know, all that stuff. But in Green Room, we have completely motivated villains that even though they're completely villainous and you are so happy to watch any one of them die, they're motivated. Mm-hmm. And so it adds a, a level that you don't often see in a quote-unquote tower defense movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we talked about it a bit earlier, but I'd also throw in Kubo um, yeah. as oh, just having an that. amazing mm-hmm. screenplay because it's it's such a simple story and it yeah. has a very simple structure, but yeah. it says a lot with not a whole lot. I think so. Yeah, I re- that movie like really ended up like meaning a lot to me, and I think that is just I love stories about storytelling, mm-hmm. and it really did that. You should in be a- an Academy Awards judge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it just did something for me. I really liked that. Um, I was thinking, uh, uh, actually, that Everybody Wants Some would be something I'd put on this list, too. I, oh, I think yeah. that that is a really, really great script. The way that he... Because he almost, like, reckons with his own career in this, like, movie that is not about that at all. Uh, in, like, a really fun, kind of interesting... I really liked... I actually just loved that movie. Yeah, um, I, I actually like Everybody Wants Some more than I like Days and Confused. Yeah. Yeah, because I think it... It just means more to me, I yes. guess. And I don't know that I one is feels more focused better. too. Yeah. yeah. Because it's it's more on a core group as opposed to a smattering mm-hmm. of people mm-hmm. across multiple groups. But I, yeah, everybody wants them. I really yeah. liked it. And that script is really good. It, yeah, is, it is really good. Really funny and interesting. All right, so so uh, animated feature. Yes. Animated uh, feature. What did we do? Nominate? Nominees are Kubo, yep. Two String, uh, Moana, mm-hmm. uh, My Life is a Zucchini. Never heard uh, of that. The Red Turtle. Mm-hmm. and Zootopia. Yeah. Uh, that's actually, like, a lot of strong... Like, I've heard great things about the Red Turtle. I, yes. you know, uh, I haven't seen Zootopia, and I hear that's fantastic. I heard Moana's very good. Mm-hmm. I love Kubo. Yeah, I mean, I've seen... I haven't seen Zucchini or Red Turtle, but yeah. I hear great things about both of them. Uh, but the three I have seen are all excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, and in, in my heart, there's, like... If I would, I would give it to Kubo. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I do think Zootopia will win and yeah. also deserves to win because in especially, you know, coming off of Oscar So White and just all the stuff that has happened in the past 12 months. Yes. Um, Zootopia <laughs> is by far the most accessible film about race that I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and it explains race from even like from an academic perspective, but in a way that's very empathetic and original mm-hmm. and it's sneaky about it in mm-hmm. the sense that, you don't realize that that movie is about it until you're actually watching it. And the, the 
further it goes in, the deeper the metaphor gets. Mm-hmm. So it, it feels very like I'm going to describe it, and it'll feel very surface level of like, you know, it's a city where there's predators and prey, mm-hmm. and predators are the minority, and you know the prey animals are like very concerned about keeping their power and keeping things the way they are, and then there's this undercurrent of, um, there's like a Chinatown esque story where mm-hmm. these predatory animals like start to snap and like just you know go wild basically, mm-hmm. um, and. It, it's all about that kind of media threat and mm-hmm. that like, you know, how you perceive danger in other people that you share a society with. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's just, it's so deep and it's so rewarding. And every time I watch it, I'm just like stunned at how, you know, it's a movie aimed, I mean, arbitrarily at like five to six year olds. Yeah. But it nails that feeling and that idea stronger than like college courses I took. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I gotta watch that. Interesting. This I really. Yeah. I know it's yeah. on Netflix, and I keep meaning to. Yeah, same but here. It's that can't press play on animated. I know. It's yeah. so yeah. hard for me. <laughs> me too. Uh, but I keep seeing a GIF file online of a sloth oh. slowly oh. waking up and smiling. Yes. And from what I understand, they are DMV employees. Yes. The That's entire DMV brilliant. is all sloths. That's incredible. Um, did you not see the trailer for this movie? I, I mean, it was one of those where I checked yeah. out because I was like, oh, oh you know, I'm it's, sure it's fine. Because the, the, the only thing I know about it, and it was the reason <laughs> I wanted to see it, is the trailer is just a scene of them at the DMV yeah. as they interact with the lowest <laughs> person. No. Oh, it's hurting me already. Uh, <laughs> who could <laughs> possibly help you? <laughs> And that's our show, <laughs> dude. It, yeah. And it's really funny. It's like yeah. and it's such a perfect on the nose joke that they just ex. It's like so flawless. And this is just the trailer. It's like yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it was such a flawlessly yeah. executed joke that fi- that I, you know the way the movie keeps being described. It's like oh that's what it, if it's doing what that scene does where it's like hey, oh right so here's a real situation that you're very familiar with in your life and a super on the nose joke about it. Yeah. If that's what it does for race and the way we should be trying to talk more about race and understand more about, um, you know, just the way just opportunity social gets crushed for them. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Social structures that crush their opportunity. Uh, that is like such a fantastic that that's a brilliant idea. Yeah. And, and again, it's also really funny. Like that's I mean, that's still probably my favorite joke scene in the movie. Yeah, but yeah, there's yeah. a ton of great jokes mm-hmm. in the movie. And the voice cast is also really good. But it's. You know, it's not casting celebrities to sound like themselves. Like Idris Elba is in it, but right. like, you know, he's a minor oh, role. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, uh, what's his name? Plays the fox. Um, oh, isn't it Jason um, Bateman? Jason Bateman. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's like, well, so what does the fox he... say? <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, well, internet humor for you. <laughs> Uh, but it's it, it's absolutely super entertaining, but yeah. also has that deeper layer, and it, and it nails it. both of those things yeah. very very well. So I highly recommend. And it also it ends with a big uh, spoiler. It ends with a big dance party, a song sung by Shakira, written by Sia. Way to ruin it! Hell yeah! <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's just yeah, it's it's really just a really interesting, really funny movie. Into so. it. I love. Sneaky messages. Yeah, yeah. See, that's the opposite of hidden figures. <laughs> it looks to me because Utopia is like, oh, here's a movie, and look at that, you learn something. Whereas hidden figures is just like, learn, learn, shame, shame. And you're like, did you go to space yet? And like, no matter, learn. <laughs> <laughs> like that movie's called Hidden Figures, so you would yeah. think it would mm-hmm. be less on the nose, Mm-mm. but. <laughs> 
John Glenn was played by one of the dudes from Everybody Wants Some. I heard yeah. the, the super hot one that it would yeah. definitely be on my gay island. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. No. Welcome to the 20th Dude. century, baby. Holy shit. Never been more attracted to a man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, we are just breaking <laughs> barriers. <laughs> I was like, what other animated movies came out this year? I, I I rarely see. I mean, I saw fucking Sausage Party, but that I don't think deserves to be nominated. For, I liked it, but it, I don't think it needs a nomination. As another for movie that speaks about social structure. Oh, sure, yeah. Sneaky, not as sneaky, I can't imagine. It's not <laughs> no. as tactful because it's trying to be in your face. I, I very much enjoyed it. I enjoyed Party. it too, yeah. I, although I, I got to say, I can't quite advocate it because reading stories about how poorly they treated their animators is yeah pretty upsetting. Yeah, I think Finding Dory is the only other one that would yeah. have been nominated that wasn't. Yeah, that was pretty good. It was fine. Yeah, I I saw parts of it with my yeah. friend's two year old. It was all right. It was fine. I mean, in terms of animated movies, though, I'd say a large portion of Gods of Egypt certainly. Hell yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. Uh, all right. So, best director, uh, we have Damien Chazelle for La La Land, mm-hmm. uh, Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge, mm-hmm. uh, Barry Jenkins for Moonlight. Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea, and uh, Denis Villeneuve for Denis Villeneuve, <laughs> as we've dubbed him, Penis Villanova. Yeah, Penis Villanova, <laughs> which should be his poor name. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I know for a fact Damien Chazelle's gonna win. I feel like he yeah. is, and he should have won for Whiplash if he was gonna yeah, win yeah, for yeah. a movie. But I mean, I, the Academy loves movies about movies. Yes. yes. Yep. I cannot deny how well directed La La. I mean, I I, no, I, I am an unabashed right. fan. I actually yeah. really was. Moved I don't disagree by that with movie. any of that. Yeah, I I think I'm rooting for him, but I, literally every choice on here I think is really good. I think the weakest one in the list would be Mel Gibson, and that's Hacksaw Ridge is, is very well done. He's he's an incredible filmmaker. Yeah. That's, oh yeah. You know. But um, as this night progresses, like it would be really cool to see Barry Jenkins, considering also how rarely he works. Yeah. Damon Chazelle yeah. will be pumping out movies oh, yeah. yearly for the rest yeah. of time. But yeah. Barry, um, Jenkins Barry Jenkins makes, is very selective. Yeah, he makes uh, Terrence Malick look uh, yes. productive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. um, although Malick has been very productive recently. Yeah, but to what end? Right. <laughs> 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 that was not... Isn't Val Kilmer in his next movie? I, I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so like... Also, I think I love Terrence Malick and yeah. after Night of Cups, like I am not excited at all. I like I, I'll just if it if I see it I see it like I, I hated that. <laughs> I think all of Hollywood's in his next movie, aren't they? Isn't that the one yeah, that has the crazy so. cast? Yeah. yeah. Well, Night of Cups had a lot of people in it. Uh, yeah. You know, they they didn't leave enough room for anything else. It's just <laughs> yeah. oh look all these people, you know them great. Um, Can I go? Oh, I can't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's better be one of your short ones, Malik. It wasn't. <laughs> Trying to think if like anybody got like snubbed Badlands, on that you list. Badlands, the movie is awesome. <laughs> I think I think this is going to end up going to Damien Chazelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to see Denis get it too, but I I also feel like this is one of those ones where it's like, well, Denis Villeneuve is going to make a better movie. Like he's that. I feel like that dude is seems. It seems like his talent like literally grows every time he makes a movie. Yeah. So I feel like he's only going to make better movies. So if we're going to give him a best, you know, a best director, we could probably sit on that for a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, you yeah. know what but I mean? My one concern with that is the next two movies he's had are the Blade Runner sequel right. and the Dune reboot. Right. And like, 
it would be insane for him to win an Oscar. Like, not, obviously, this movies don't even exist yet, but right. like for him to win an Oscar on a franchise movie, yeah, 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 yeah. would actually be amazing. Because, yeah, 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 like that could uh, like break that barrier, yes. so to speak. Uh, Dune ends up just dominating oh, like, the movie amazing. that no, not even like a the Grandmaster David Lynch could right. crack. Yep, Dune. I mean, yeah. Um, this is a really good category because even yeah. like Lonergan, in terms of directing a film, it's it's competently made. There's mm-hmm. nothing flashy about it, but there's nothing dumb about it. It's not empty. But in terms of getting performances out of actors, we often forget about that when we speak about what a director does. And th- that is top to bottom, next level performances. I, I can't... I, I loved Manchester <laughs> a lot, a lot. I even... Uh, and it sucks because it's like it's the exact same case that I, that I could be making for Moonlight as well is that getting performances out of these act- like I had never heard of uh, Mahershala 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 is that what it is? Yes. Okay, Mahershala yep. that's easier to say too it Mahershala is. Ali <laughs> and I had never seen him before in my life at least in a recognizable way and both Jenna and I were sitting and watching Moonlight we're like who is this guy? He's mm-hmm. so fucking good and that speaks wonders about him but also i think to to barry jenkins as well as the director yeah, yeah I really you know, he, yeah. He, that's like st- a star was born in front of my face yeah i mean it's it's one of those things where i saw moonlight i think like the same week or the week after i watched luke cage and he features heavily oh, in the, like the first half of luke cage and uh i was like oh my god this guy's everywhere and he's really like he's really so amazing. Like he's, he's in just, hidden figures. Yeah, he's great in it. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. His character isn't written for shit, but you know he makes <laughs> it work. He's literally in one scene, and then like much later, he's like, "I want to marry you," and I know if I marry you, I'm going to marry your kids too. And they're like, "Oh," and I'm like, "Has he met her fucking?" <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, in terms of snubs, I mean, I, I have to go uh, Char- um, Park Chan Wook for mm-hmm. Handmaiden mm-hmm. because I mean that the direction of that movie is astounding yeah um and it's just like the more that's another movie where like having just seen it the one time it has stuck with me like ever since and it's just there's so much going on that dude's so an amazing unpack, filmmaker it's just incredible so I, I i wish he had gotten nominated for sure i want to see him direct i, I want to go to a play that was directed by mm. him it, oh, yeah. i want to see him do stop motion yes oh yes fuck yeah. yes yeah. <laughs> oh yeah that's a that movie. It, it just astounds me that it didn't take twenty years to make. Yeah, because yeah. I feel like every little thing was like cut. Hang on, <laughs> and just you know, tweak a little <laughs> yeah. thing. They're here. like adjusting the leaves perfect. on the trees. Yeah. I feel yeah. like they had yeah. to have. Yeah. Oh, it's so much Elmer's glue was used. <laughs> just like, hang on, let's let's patch this up. <laughs> I had a good one for this one. Now I forget. The letterbox to the rescue. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Oh fuck, the witch! Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that is a yes. That is an anomaly in all yes. forms, and the direction of that is is unreal. In terms totally of totally on board with that the actors, in terms of of creating this this cold, horrifying environment um, without using classic horror tropes. That is, you know, if if totally horror is ever going to break into the Academy again, it would be a film like The Witch that would do it. Yeah. I feel like everybody was talking about that movie and then it just died mm-hmm. and then nobody brought it up again. And I thought that it actually had a chance at the beginning of the year to kind of squeak through, but then nobody talked about it anymore. Yeah. I, actually, I actually wonder how much of an Oscar campaign A24 mounts because I feel like if, you know, like if Harvey Weinstein was running that studio, yeah. all of the yeah. all of their movies mm-hmm. would got nominations. Yeah. But yeah. it's like Swiss Army, like the, I think the only one they have is for 
20th century, century women, women. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. So I I wonder if they just don't have. The, I think the it's pretty expensive. Yeah. To, and they're new, so I don't know how much yeah. they have to spend on that kind of stuff. I how interested they are in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like they're, they're, they're batting a almost tap. perfect. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I, forget, I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know baseball. Yeah. Right. Um, they're batting a million. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I, you know, I, I haven't seen an A24 movie that it didn't at least have value. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I Except agree. Except for... Oh. We got value out of it. I, you <laughs> know, there's, there's something to be discussed there. You yeah. know? No, I got entertainment out of it after the movie ended. Right? <laughs> no, but I mean, but yeah. that's, that's value. Yes. I, you yeah. know, that's, I think yeah. that that's, Agreed. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's not a movie that, that uh, you know, it's not of my taste, but like I said, I appreciate what they're going for, or at least what I think they think they're going mm-hmm. for. And a, tw- a, a studio that wasn't A24 might not have grabbed that and, right. and ran with it like that. Uh, anything else for director? Not that I can think of. Uh, so supporting actress, we have uh, Viola Davis for Fences, Naomi Harris for Moonlight, Nicole Kidman for Lion, Octavia Spencer for Hidden Figures, and Michelle Williams for Manchester by the Sea. I don't know if I saw any of those performances. I've only seen Moonlight. I've uh, only in this seen category. yeah. I've only seen Moonlight. Uh, I know the consensus seems to be around Viola Davis. That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. Uh, Which was she a supporting actress or was she a lead? She was she was the lead actress. But that's I mean, why I don't like it. Mm-hmm. She was the <laughs> sorry category. She was broad. a supporting character, but she was the only female character in the movie. Yeah. But I I I am a hundred percent on board. I want I want uh, Naomi Harris for Moonlight, but I I think it's going to go to Viola Davis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's deserved it a million times over. I, I just think it's shortchanging her to make her mm-hmm. a supporting actress. Yeah, that's all. I, th- I think it's because I think Dan's right. It's because the way they treat that is they they don't mean that the actress is that they're literally talking about the character they play as yeah. a supporting character. To, I know. Yeah, yeah. She should have won for doubt. Did she win for doubt? No. She had one scene I in thought, that movie, and I that was she the did, killer. Yeah. 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 But everybody has been talking about Michelle Williams, and mm. she's been nominated a million times. And I feel like I don't know her scene, and I mean she's in two scenes in Man. Did you see Manchester? No, I did not. But she's in two scenes, and her one scene is—it's I mean, brutal. It's heartbreaking. That's what I hear. But it's it it weighs upon two and a half hours of movie that occur mm-hmm. before it. And so, uh, not to shortchange her performance, but when you put that next to Naomi Harris's character in Moonlight, there's just, uh, it's a a different game. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting because um, for Moonlight, I would have loved to see um, Janelle Monae nominated because her character is just... Compared to the rest of the movie, she seems like a thing apart. I love my mom. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then for Michelle Williams, I really loved her performance in Certain Women. Yeah, uh, from last year, and she's again like that's where it's like three different storylines that are kind of like vignettes, but all related thematically and mm-hmm. geographically. And the character she plays in that is like the woman that got everything she wanted, but not exactly how she wanted it, and mm. that is driving her crazy. Um, and it would be easy for even the people in her life to write her off as kind of like you know like a stuck up bitch, but she, there's so much more going on behind that. And she does subtle so well. Yeah, she does a lot. In some with of a those little. scenes, you're like, "What am I watching right now?" Like nothing's happening, but if you just watch her, it's like, and it it kills me that she hasn't mm-hmm. won yet. It kills who, who me. Who made certain women? 
Because I remember hearing, because um, I, I think it was from the two of you yeah. recommending yes. it heavily, and I never got a chance to see it. Oh, dear Lord. I forget I forget the director's you wanna name. You want to IMDb it? Because we're going to. Yeah. <laughs> And I know it's somebody too. But and Michelle Williams also looks. Re- I mean, the, the whole movie takes place in Montana, and she does the oh, best. Kelly look- Reichert. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm. Yep. Oh, she did Old Joy. That's one of those movies that uh, I don't even know if I get it, but I love it. Uh, but yeah, Michelle Williams. It it takes place in Montana. She does the best at looking cold. Like she looks <laughs> like she's in Montana. <laughs> yeah. She, she looks <laughs> cold in Manchester <laughs> too. She's wearing like she's a North Face jacket. Yeah. And she's like. She's like a waif. Yeah. She's, she's nothing. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and they're like camping and like she just, she looks cold. And, it, you know, it's you want like, someone to run across the screen, you get yep. Tom Cruise. You yeah. need someone who looks cold. You have a show a cold waif. So, it, so <laughs> having. great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, she's the cold Cruise. Um, <laughs> he doesn't look cold ever. No. 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 And she can't, she can't run. It's, it's um, but uh, yeah. So if. if not having seen Manchester by the Sea, even though I, I she doesn't not it. deserve it. It's right. a tremendous performance. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna pretend it's also for certain women. If she fair enough, <laughs> fair enough. Um, any other supporting actress alternative pick? I can't. Not that I can think of. I'm bad at actors. Like uh, they're yeah. really. This sounds horrible, but they're like the part of the movie I don't care about as much. <laughs> like because I don't know what good acting is really, other you, than like you know. But no, I mean you like, know what bad I know what bad is. acting is. But like in terms of did I believe them at as that character yeah. in that moment mm-hmm. is is if it clears that bar, I don't know yeah. how high how like how much clearance they get. So yeah. it's like for me, it's like yeah. It, I mean you know I believed Amy Adams was Lois Lane for two and a half hours. <laughs> so like. You know that works. Yeah, but like I don't. The difference between that and like a really great performance, I feel like, is somewhat lost on me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it's like a two hundred dollar bottle of wine. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it tastes uh, like, it tastes amazing, but like yeah. I'm really happy drinking my like oh, you yeah. know yeah. ten dollar yeah. bottle hints of uh, wine. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> I maybe would some say grape flavor. <laughs> I want to throw a nod to, and I don't know if it quite qualifies as supporting, because she is sort of the lead. But it's not about her. But I, I was thoroughly moved by a monster calls, and uh, Felicity Jones yeah. was stellar. Yeah, absolutely stellar. I, I would, I would, I would throw her just some love for that. I think that that was nice. worth noting. I had another one on the. Uh, I would I would put in the uh, I, I don't know the actress's name, but the kid in the Nice Guys. Oh, because oh, that is a great, great kid performance. She was yeah. great. Totally agreed. I had another one in my head, and now it is going away. Yeah, sorry, right. I can't think of it. Right. What's the next Bad category? Uh, next category is best supporting actor. This is a tough one for uh, me. So we have Mahersha Ali for Moonlight, Jeff Bridges for Hell or High Water, Lucas Hedges for Manchester by the Sea, Dev Patel for Lion, and Michael Shannon for Nocturnal Animals. Dev Patel also on the island. Just saying. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, having seen Lion, is he really a supporting actor? Yes. He's the first half of the movie is him as a little boy. Okay. And this little boy chews up hearts and and <laughs> just poops out gold. <laughs> he is adorable. I saw the oh, picture so of um, Dev Patel with holding the with oh the boy. And now, as a man, I don't have ovaries. <laughs> but, like, if I had them, yeah. they would have, like, ached at that <laughs> adorable, site. adorable. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a really touching movie with really good performances. It is the best commercial for Google Earth you'll ever see. Um, I, I can't give it to him. 
I think this is gonna go to uh, Mahershala. Yeah. yeah. But I this is one where I, I can't give it to Moonlight. Lucas Hedges in Manchester by the Sea is next level. Yeah. yeah. It is grief is such a tough thing to depict. And every actor that has ever had to depict anything like grief cannot help but to go big. To go big with it. Scream no at the sky. You know, yeah. ah, to, there's a scene in Manchester where Okay, this isn't saying too much. The his father's dead. Mm-hmm. And one of the yeah, ah, uh, and um, his his father's a little too malin for you. His father's <laughs> dead, but in the cold Boston uh, region, you can't have a funeral where they bury them in winter because you can't break into the ground. Oh yeah. So oh. his his dad's got to be in a freezer for a couple months. Mm. And so this kid is real resilient. He's you know he's just kind of going with it. He's sixteen. He's sad that his dad's dead, but he can't really be bothered. It's just you know that kind of a thing. But he doesn't like the idea that his dad's in a freezer that gets to him. And there's a scene where he's just pulling some steaks out of a freezer and he drops them and he gets out of hand with it. And he's trying to put them back in and he just breaks down like the grief hits mm-hmm. him. And if you've ever grieved before, you never know when it's going to hit. Yeah. You. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things that sneaks up and it. it <laughs> fuck. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. bro, he, it, it's like the just it, it's he captures it perfectly. And with every opportunity to go big with it, he doesn't. And it's 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 heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's this kid's. 19 years old, awesome. It's a tremendous performance. He carries that movie alongside Casey Affleck. Hmm. I don't think he'll ever get it. No. I think it's going to... And, and I, I'm, I'm honestly happy with any one of these nominees winning. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to go to... Uh, I think it's going to go to Hirsch. Yeah. I don't think Jeff Bridges is going to get that. He's got one. Yeah. I'm that's a, the, the, yeah. Like, once you got one, one yeah. get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, make, yeah. make room for the fresh blood. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, Denzel. You got good. it. You're good. I will say, I, I would have liked to see actually John C. Riley get nominated for The Lobster because oh. his performance to me actually makes the whole front half of that movie work. Yeah. Because it, it it's so comedic and it's so like he's. He's just a man defeated by whatever this crazy yeah, world yeah. is, and he's like almost resigned to it. Yeah, and he's yeah, like, yeah. but in a very dry way. My actual, my favorite line in that movie is when he's um, Colin Farrell's like, "Well, you're you're my best friend." And he's like, "I'm not your best friend." Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying like I'm yeah. not friends with you, but he's like, "No, I know you don't like me that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No one likes me that much." Yeah. Oh, that's so um, sad. <laughs> and that's it's so Riley, sad. So you want to give him a hug? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> um, any other supporting actor? Uh, once Thoughts again, on I gotta throw it at Radcliffe. That performance oh, is that is worth awesome. it. literally yeah. supporting. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally agreed. Yeah, he's a uh, yeah. yeah. And of course, Jeffrey Rush. Oh yes, for and Jeffrey Rush. Uh, I I uh, I really liked um, um, <laughs> Sam Neill in uh, in um, One for the Wilder People. Which I think oh, he, yeah. he's playing supporting yeah. to that kid, yeah. and uh, he's great in that movie. That's a really, that's a yeah, that's yeah. a wonderful movie, and that's like a great performance from just a you know a fucking career journeyman that oh, yeah. uh, oh, has yeah. done a ton of different stuff, and I don't know, he really pulls off a really nice thing there. That I was, I was, it, he, he was you know, really, good and I really like yeah. him in general. But I was like, oh, I. I didn't know you could do. That. I didn't know you were this kind of actor. Yeah, you know? I mean, he suddenly became Kiwi old Jeff Bridges. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that that movie is so much fun. Yeah, I really, I really, really like that movie. I would also throw one towards uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Oh, of Nocturnal mm-hmm. Animals, he won. I want to say the Golden Globe, Globe, for, Globe it. for it. Yeah, and deservedly so. He's horrifying in that movie. Interesting. <laughs> and then, and I'm not going to remember his name, but the little boy in the witch. 
Oh, uh, that yeah. scene where he holy cow that like out, exorcism scene or whatever it is. Yeah, that kid's got to be what ten. Yep. <laughs> like the only way you can be that good at that scene is if that just happened to you before. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah. believe that he's. <laughs> yeah. A, it's, yeah, it's crazy. All right, so uh, lead actress. Yes, uh, we have Isabel Huppert for L. Huppert. Huppert. Isabel Huppert. Yeah. That was. We 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 we. Ruth Nega for Loving. Mm. Natalie Portman for Jackie, mm-hmm. Emma Stone for La La Land, mm-hmm. and Meryl Streep for, for uh, best achievement in being Meryl Streep. <laughs> Streep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, for continuing to be alive. <laughs> yeah. She was the worst part of that movie too. It's not an, an outright good or bad movie, so yeah. whatever. But Hugh Grant runs away with that movie and yeah. then runs circles around the movie. <laughs> He's awesome. It's not. It's not Big Bang Theory guys movie. No, no. Shamefully so. <laughs> I actually rewatched Old School the other day. He's one of the frat boys in that movie. Oh, that's funny. Uh, I like him. I think he's funny. It's just that Big Bang Theory is the television equivalent of your doctor saying, I have bad news for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I know she's not probably not going to win. And again, it's kind of that, like, well, she has won before, so whatever. But um, Natalie Portman for Jackie, like, mm, it's just, mm-hmm. it's an incredible performance. I know there are people that say it's an impression and that's different from performance, impression. but it's damn good. And that camera is like, on her it's face, on her, her face, yeah. uh, many times, and it's blended with her doing the voice for recorded of the actual like Jackie O, and like it's, it, it's just crazy. It took me out of the movie a few times. <laughs> that's all. I just don't. It didn't hit me the way that it hit you. I think she did a marvelous job. I, I don't think it's her fault. I think that the accent is tough, mm-hmm. and because it's tough, it. It, it just comes off as an impression that's mm-hmm. just less than because it's not it's really hard. It's really it's it's tough because even Jackie herself faked it up a little bit when mm-hmm. a camera was in her face. So it's like, I don't know. It just didn't. It was, uh, I get that. But I, I'm with you on this yeah, one, Ryan. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, but I, I understand. The other thing too, is I've never heard Jackie O speak until that movie. I really am an outsider on it. Mm. But I, I don't think she, I honestly think this is going to this is weird, but I think Ruth Nega is going to win. Oh, that would oh. be cool. I that would want be awesome. Isabel Huppert to win. <laughs> yeah, Isabel Huppert was a goddamn masterpiece. She was amazing She's the best. in that movie. I I loved her in that. She was so good in that movie. And like it's actually rare that while I'm watching a movie, I think about the acting. I usually think mm-hmm. about the acting after the movie's done, mm-hmm. but all throughout, I'm like, my God, I love her. Mm-hmm. I love Would her. Would she be on your gay island? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. <laughs> She's on my regular island. Yes. <laughs> Hell yes. And like, which yeah. is called regular island. Yes. yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, called, it's called heteronormia. <laughs> it's, like, it's the country that, uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, she would be my pick hands down. And there is a part of me, although I don't think like she could be what Meryl Streep was a couple of years ago, w- winning for um, mm. Iron, the Lady. Iron Lady, yeah. Iron Lady, yeah, which came out out of nowhere. At least for me, like I did not expect that at all. And I feel like yeah, that movie was pretty good though. I actually kind of enjoyed Iron Lady. It wasn't yeah anything you know special, but but uh, it's Meryl Streep. Like it's do we, Meryl do Streep, we need to yeah. give her another one? I don't no. think so. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. so yeah, and this I think Viola Davis was supposed to win. For that, it wasn't she nominated that year, yeah. Uh, and Meryl Streep, yeah, I will trust your memory. Bastard just <laughs> stole it out from, a, and I forget what what movie, but um, yeah, probably was it. Oh no, that was supporting was was doubt. Yeah, might be the help. Yeah. No, oh, it was. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was the help. No? Okay, I'll have to look it up. 
I honestly, I something just, I, I have a gut feeling, and she was tremendous in it. I keep using tremendous. I gotta stop with that because Trump's ruining it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ruth Negga was, it was really a, it was good. Was tremendous at performance. Like, it was tremendous. <laughs> it was huge. Mm-hmm. It's huge. But um, no, he wouldn't. You kidding me? Trump would have hated loving. <laughs> he would have hated all that yeah. acceptance bullshit. Yeah. It's, uh, no, that it's a good movie. It's weird that Nick Kroll's in it. He's good in it, but he's like fucking outclassed at yeah, yeah. every turn. But uh, Ruth is is Ruthie. Ruthie Baby. I love is her. Really, she's really great. good in it. Yeah, it's a great. Her and um, Gordo the Weirdo. Yeah. Is, uh, uh, why can't I think of his Warrior. name now? Yeah, uh, Edgerton. Edgerton. Joel. Joel Edgerton. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He um. I feel like they're really married. Yeah. Like just the way they sit down and he puts his arm around her, she snuggles up against him. It doesn't feel like there's a performance happening. Hmm. It's it's good, but I I I'd be happy if she won, but I I want Isabel Huppert. I I would love to see Isabel Huppert win that. She was so good in that movie. Yeah. And wow. I just love the like if she wins, a little bit of Verhoeven wins right, too. Yes, that makes yeah, me so happy. Yeah, right. he's, yeah. he's a hero yeah. who walks amongst us. <laughs> she's a heroine who walks amongst us. I, uh, she's in so many movies. Oh that yeah, are great. Oh yeah, and uh, she's always amazing. She's she's just you gotta watch the piano teacher. There. I I know I know. Uh, I I feel like my th- this is another one where I would bring Krisha up. I, I know you guys uh, have not seen it, so it's mm-hmm. hard to. But uh, so the woman who plays Krisha is named Krisha. And the movie is made by her nephew. Uh, and it's like a very frank depiction of alcoholism and the way mm-hmm. it can sort of tear somebody apart. Uh, and so it's very much, I guess, a fairly real story about this woman. Uh, so she had a movie written about her and her problem with alcoholism and agreed to play herself in that role that does not necessarily depict her favorably. And she's amazing in it. She's really, re- she like, I, I don't know, if somebody wrote a movie, uh, if somebody else was like, here's my perspective on you and your biggest problem in life, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with it, mm-hmm. let alone be able to drop my guard enough to make it like a really real believable thing. It's a really incredible performance, I think. Mm. It's a really, really like an honest, incredible thing that she pulls off in it. It's a good movie. Yeah. 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 I, I like knew, the dad, too. To yeah, it. totally. He's Dude, those so scenes funny. with the two of them talking on the porch. Oh, yeah. Some of the best parts of that movie. What's it's a really great movie. I eat, uh, oh, I eat. I eat. Oh, he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm tough. I I eat leather and shit saddles. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. He's, he goes, the way someone will be like, oh, God damn it. He goes, Geiger counter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. such a good explanation. That's awesome. It's, uh, I, I it's a wonderful movie. I would a nomination for Sasha Lane in American Honey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's her first time acting mm-hmm. in anything ever, and she carries three and a half hours. Which is crazy. While Chula Boo is just biting into the scenery <laughs> around her. And that is, yeah, that's some good stuff. I would. Li- I still need to see that. That's another one that's on my list. I'm, I'm actually just based on what I had heard about it. Surprised that movie does not really show up anywhere else uh, in the uh, A24 Oscar nominations. Yeah, ah, could go yeah. back to that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I I got to throw in for Annette Bening for 20th Century Women. She's wonderful. She's in it. amazing. Yeah. I mean, that is uh, it's just a great performance, and she's a great actress. Yes. But um, you know, she disappeared into the role as much as somebody who is so recognizable mm-hmm. can in mm-hmm. terms of playing a a character who is not her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but just completely believable every second that she's on the screen. So. 
Uh, all right, so best actor. Oh wait, I want to oh. throw this out there just because I know you're gonna love it. <laughs> I still don't know how to wrap my head around this movie, but I think about it multiple times a day. And Kristen Stewart's performance in Personal Shopper oh, is yeah. really, yeah. really good. I still yeah. haven't seen Sils Maria, but I know that was that was your number one that one year. Yeah, it was. And Personal Shopper is like, I, I don't get it. I really don't yeah. get it. But I, it's I almost brought it up in production design because oh, the production yeah. design that is incredible. But it's hard for me because it's even even better in Cops of Sils Maria. Like that movie. I gotta is, watch that. That's uh, I think it's on Netflix now. Is it? Okay, I think so. I'm gonna frontline that. It's mm-hmm. it's so good. I'm um, like a K. Stu convert. She's I, really good. Oh, I, I like her. Adore yeah. Yeah. I always Kristen like her. Stewart. Yeah. She is def- She is definitely on my hetero island. Oh, right on. Um, I think she might be on both my islands. I don't know how that works. <laughs> oh, but that's true. There's yeah. some kind of thing happening. She has come out like three times now because apparently <laughs> people just keep forgetting or something. Uh, but she she gives an amazing performance in that, and just she carries that whole movie. I mean, she's the only real character that we get to see a lot of yeah. and everybody else is kind of distant from her, which is kind of the point. Huh. Um, but yeah, I really, I really, I like personal shopper. I want to see it again. Cause I feel like I'm this close mm-hmm. to getting it. Yeah. Trying to figure out who was open that door. Yeah. The, the yep. motion. What is, what was going on? Yeah. yeah. That's good. I, I want to hear your take on it actually. Cause I think you would personal shopper. Yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it. I'll have you, to check I it out. You would end up watching it pretty actively. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. get to something. I, I th- it's a cool ghost story. Oh, cool! Uh, I they think, sold me already. I'm yeah, into that. I think the theatrical release is like this spring. Yeah, I'm pretty so, sure it's coming up. Yeah, because we saw it at the uh, Philadelphia Film Festival yes. in the fall. So mm-hmm. it'll be it'll be coming back out. I would like to see that. Move on to Best Actor. Yeah. Uh, so we have Casey Affleck for Manchester by the Sea. We have uh, Andrew Garfield for Hacksaw Ridge. Ryan Gosling for La La Land. Vigo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic and Denzel for Fences. Weird that Denzel's name is the one that's not clickable on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, I feel weird. like he's got to have the biggest page out of all these guys. He's probably mentioned like higher up on yeah, the page yeah, somewhere. Yeah, that could be it. Because that's usually how they, uh, how, how they roll with that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've actually only seen a lot of land so far yeah. of these nominees. I will say Ryan Gosling definitely on my gay island. Oh, oh totally. 100%. Um, yeah. But mostly as his character in The Nice Guys or like The Big Short or <laughs> Crazy Stupid Love. Uh-huh. Like okay. that that Gosling. Yeah, I like the char- <laughs> the like truly charismatic Gosling. Yeah. The one who's just like really riding high on his yeah. charisma. Like the yeah. openly manipulative Gosling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I would use La La Land Gosling but only 80s cover band guitar <laughs> La yeah. La Land Gosling. That's it. <laughs> I uh, think this one should and will go to Casey Affleck. That, I've heard nothing but good things about yeah. that performance. It's phenomenal. Yeah. He gets, yeah, he gets. It's he plays this guy who's so closed off because of tragedy in his life, and then when he suddenly has to become the bedrock against someone else's tragedy, mm-hmm. and it's a precocious young boy who's just like, "Come on, let me in, let me in," just aggressively, like playfully, let me in, and it's like, "Fucking, this is my duty to take care of you," but. I cannot open up. Yeah. And that is just, it's a tug of war for two and a half hours, but it's charming and funny and, and it's real. That's that's the key about that movie is there's no there's no theatrics. It's It just feels real. Slice of life, I believe they call it. <laughs> Who is the uh, better Affleck acting-wise? I think it's gotta be Casey. <laughs> I'm actually having a tough time. What's... what's? I think Casey. Yeah? Hands yeah. down. I think, see, I, I wonder, because I, I, I want to go that way, but I wonder if it's just because Ben Affleck is a face. 
that has been imposed upon my life for decades now. And but then I think of like Gone Girl, or not right. Gone Girl, uh, no, uh, Gone Baby Gone. Oh yeah, yeah. I, he is great in Gone Girl though, and he is. Is he in Gone Girl? Yeah, he plays the husband. Uh, right. I'm talking about Casey Affleck. Oh, oh yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, and then I totally forgot about Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah but no. Yeah, but yeah. But then yeah. also, you're right though. In Gone Girl, yeah. Ben Affleck crushes it. Yeah. I I think when Ben Affleck is good, he is actually like one of the best. Dude, the fucking accountant man. Yeah. <laughs> like, that yes. Not yeah. Good, <laughs> but he is incredible yeah. in that movie. I re- I really think he's great when he's good. He's just not. Oh, and it's not even that he's not always good. I feel like that he has like maybe bad taste or something. He tends to work with like weird material and and agree to do just bizarre projects. I think he is an addict. Yeah, and we'll take it to anything. Yeah, and if it's a workaholic, yeah, you know he's he's definitely had addiction problems mm-hmm. and other mm-hmm. things. But if it's you know doing work, it's it's doing you know, yeah, yeah, he'll do anything. He's, when he's good, he is really good. Yeah, uh, but I might say his brother is more consistent than he is, or maybe has better taste. I don't know yeah. what yeah. you know. And, and I think I do enjoy watching Casey yeah. Affleck. He cracks me up mm-hmm. or moves me. Mm-hmm. I've I've never seen a bad Casey Affleck. Right, exactly. Yeah. But I've yeah. seen roles where, at the very least, I thought that Ben Affleck was miscast. Yes. Yeah. 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 I one of my favorite characters in film history is Casey Affleck's character in the Oceans trilogy. Oh, yeah. So funny. One of the best subplots. And the third one's like, eh, it's whatever. But he's sent down to the factory to load the dice. And one of these side plots is that him and Scott Kahn are now leading a workers' revolution (laughs) in this factory and have completely gotten... They're not even into the heist. So now the heist has to go fix a workers' revolution so they can continue to manufacture loaded (laughs) dice. But at the front of, like, you know, they get down there, and at the front of it with his megaphone is Casey Affleck yeah. yelling at the... <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> he was just too... Like, he's a criminal, but yeah. you cannot abuse these workers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think Casey Affleck's going to get it. Yeah. yeah. I, and I think he should. It's Everybody watch Manchester. Tonight. Go home. <laughs> I do so want to see it. I'm seeing it on, so on Tuesday. Okay. Oh, on Tuesday. I can't wait to hear what you think yeah. of it. It is so good. Um... Any other uh, snubs? Yeah, I'm trying to think if there are any lead performances that I felt any kind of like strong way about. Um, I mean, I'm going to once again say Paul Dano in Swiss Army <laughs> Man, and I, I mean it. I don't mean that in a joking way. I absolutely yeah. mean it. You know, that is an interesting performance because it is. it is a truly unreliable narrator whose mental state declines in front of us as his emotional state solidifies. Mm-hmm. It's uh, uh, a... <laughs> When he was on WTF, he said that he took the role because the director said, we want to make a movie in which the first fart makes you laugh and the last fart makes you cry. <laughs> and yeah, yeah. mission Sold. accomplished. Yeah. And he was a very big part of that. Yeah. He's great. I have a question. Yes. Yeah. Was Andrew Garfield nominated for the right role? Should he have been nominated for Silence? And I would say that me. he, yeah, I would say that he, would be better nominated in silence because I haven't seen Hacksaw Ridge, but he has a very strong Southern accent mm-hmm. and similar to my reservations with Natalie Portman. I just feel like it's very easy to award somebody a nomination for an accent well done or a biopic where you're being another person. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I just, I don't know. I would say he was much better in silence. Okay. I will also say they do have footage of the guy that he plays in Hacksaw Ridge at the end. And he does a good job. He talks exactly like that. Okay, that's all I need. (laughs) But you got me thinking, though, if I could go back to Best Supporting Actress, Actor, I would say Adam Driver in silence Mm -hmm. is absolutely someone that would be nominated. Yeah, absolutely. His, His final scene in that movie, we'll call it, is that's like 
prime Scorsese, and he yes. really it's a physical, real performance that yeah. he puts on. It's yeah. good stuff. Uh, it, it's like I couldn't believe it was happening as I was yeah. watching it. Oh yeah. In the same in the same way that it looked so real, but also so just like, of course that's how it would happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Like, it, and then Andrew Garfield, in that same scene. Yes. Yeah. He he would be much better suited nominated for silence than Hector Ridge. That's, and it, yeah. it pains me because I know what the two of them went through on that shoot and it's like you know. Wait, did they go through hell. Did, for did, silence? Yes. Really? Did, I did not know about this. Did they eat a raw liver? Did they eat a raw liver? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's the standard, but like if you eat a raw yeah, liver yeah. you win best yeah. actor, right? Wait, that's what, what we that? learned last year from uh, Leonardo from DiCaprio. Leonardo oh. DiCaprio. <laughs> oh, okay. the, <laughs> the amount of weight that Oh, they both look emaciated in that movie, yeah. And just, I hear, just, and not that they were, like, treated poorly, but just, it was a grueling shoot, and they went through a lot, and I just wish, you know, Mm. and it it shows. They were amazing in it, so I just wish, I wish that movie got more. You did see it? I did. Okay, okay. I I I loved it, and I didn't think I would, because the religion, uh, it. Hey, I forgot we talked about this, because I was, I had reservations about the length, yeah. Yeah, and, um. I was like, oh, do I want to watch a three-hour movie about a man's like struggle with religion? Uh, not really, but <laughs> I loved it. I yeah. really did. Yeah, uh, Silence is a it, it's a masterpiece. What I mean, was it's... the the one the the guy who kept uh, oh please take me back? Oh, okay, I'll step on the picture. Oh yeah um, yeah yeah the uh, whatever his name was. Yeah, he's yes. another guy that that was a one of the year's great performances. Yes, yes. absolutely. Um, and that was like straight out of like a Seven Samurai thing, where it's like comically pathetic. It, yes. it yeah, it plays pathetic so well because yeah. you feel for him, but at the same I time done the you want to smack thing. him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you want to smack him, but you're like, oh my god, like I feel so sorry. I like, want to get tortured. Exactly. Yeah. That little head in the ground thing. Yeah. Nope. 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 Not no. happening. I don't blame him, but just <laughs> leave. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He was fine where he was at the beginning of the movie. He was gone. That's I mean, the he power was... of faith, though. He yeah. needed yeah. to come back and and make it right for yeah. whatever empty reason or fulfilling reason. Gotta watch, you you want to watch this? <laughs> I, oh, I know, I do. Yeah. yeah. Where are we? I've lost track. We're on uh, best actor. So if there if there are any others that you would, yeah, I think that Paul Dano's my man. The only person I can think of is I really liked the guy that and I think he was in another movie this year too, uh, but I'd never seen him in anything before. The lead in Everybody Wants Some I actually thought was really really great. Oh yeah, he was great. Yeah, I was like that was a good performance. Yeah, for for just like a, an actor that I had never seen before, having to kind of because that's like a weird character to be the lead character if you think about it. He actually has like the whole point of that character is everybody around him is kind of having influence on him, you know? So everybody wants some. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But so everybody else has a more distinctive, this is their character. Everybody else is a very distinct, like this is my character. This is my character's point of view. And they're all pushing it on this character. Who's just at an influential point in his life. He's like the surrogate, but he's not a blank slate. Right. Exactly. And I thought that was actually a really impressive kind of line to walk for like a new young actor that I had never seen before. I I really liked that performance. That was a good performance. I thought it was pretty strong. That was a good movie. Yeah. Really good. Really, really good. Paul Rubens, Pee Wee's, Big ooh, Holiday. Ooh, <laughs> yes, it out please. There. Not that you. it deserves an Oscar nomination, but uh, I give it my love. He, he burns <laughs> to clarify, the... not on the gay island. I'm sorry. <laughs> we watch Pee Wee movies together yeah. on the island, but yeah. he doesn't live there. He might have made the ultimate gay island fantasy movie in Pee Wee's Big Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about him trying to get Joe Mangan onto oh. his gay island. 
I mean, cast of Magic Mike across the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome. I yeah. mean, <laughs> cast of Magic Mike, that gets you a pass yeah, yeah. automatically, yeah. right? Like, Well, I mean, there's some people, if they're like, I'm the I'm the fat guy comic relief from Magic Mike XXXL, I'd be like, all right, you can you can hang out on the beach. Yeah. But you're watching. That's it. You're watching. That's it. Should we move on to Best Picture? Yeah. Sure. Best Picture. So the, the nominees are Arrival. Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. I mean, I for my personal pick I, is either Arrival or Hell or High Water for me, but that's also because those are the only two I've seen on that list. So uh, yeah. I think it's actually a really good list overall. It, yeah, yeah, I was actually so very impressed good, with that yeah. this year. Right. I mean, that's for me personally. I was like having seen. Uh, only four of the nine, but the four I have seen, I absolutely want to watch again. And they're all movies that I like. Like usually, there's one that gets nominated that like I don't even have an interest in seeing. Right? Uh, like extremely loud, uh, extremely loud, and incredibly close. Uh I still have not seen that movie. I hated that movie, (laughs) and you hate nothing. I hated that movie. (laughs) That list is what fist fight. Yeah, this fight is so fucking bad. I couldn't believe it watching it. I was like, if anyone was going to like this movie a little like, bit, it's me. Yeah. Like the, and I couldn't yeah. wait for it to just end and so leave. I like loved the, your review. Yeah. Oh, thank I you. It. I wrote that right when I got home because I was just like, you fucking piss <laughs> <laughs> um, Which you can read on Cinadelphia. Yes, um, but, uh, <laughs> but like the movies you hate, there's what, three? There's Fist Fight, there's Knight of Cups, and <laughs> Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close. Yep. <laughs> and if you, what sucks is like I've been hating on hidden figures. That's one of those it means so well that I can't possibly hate. And it's it's well performed, yeah. right? But I don't like it. Yeah, <laughs> there's very few movies I don't like. Yeah, yeah. Um. yeah so I, I mean, my my personal pick would definitely be Moonlight. But I I loved Hell or High Water. I mean, yeah, I, me too. I like westerns and anything yes. that plays in yes. that genre, and it it's so much fun because it nails the genre tropes, mm-hmm. but it also just doesn't use them when it doesn't need to. No, yeah. And yeah. it does it it tells its own story, but mm-hmm. it's evoking westerns more than trying to be a western. Yeah. I went sense. into it thinking it was going to be a western just based on the poster cuz it was kind of a surprise movie. It yeah. just I saw the poster at the Ritz. I'm like, "Oh, this has Oh, look at that. Chris Pine. He's like, yeah. cool boys in this." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, went in and ended up being floored. That that's my pick for best picture. I, it it'll never win. I don't think so. And I think that a couple of the movies, uh Moonlight, uh Arrival, uh, Manchester by the Sea, they're better movies, in yeah. my opinion. But yeah. I, I just, something about Hell or High Water stuck with me. But I, was, I, I think Moonlight's going to win. I was just thinking the same thing about Hell or High Water, actually, too. Like, I was like, you know what? If I was going to rewatch, I think that's the one. And yeah. for some reason, that's what calls out to my brain is like, yeah, you should watch that again. That's one that I would, like you were saying, I'd like to show that to people and watch them watch yeah. it. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's one of those. Yeah. Um, and I really want to see Arrival again because I know I had a different reaction from you guys because I know you guys saw it on a very fateful, <laughs> yes. we, we had a like fateful a, day. We had a guy cry night. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, and I saw <laughs> we were leaving, and Leonard Cohen died. Yeah. We're like, this is just this what's is going on. <laughs> uh, so I, I really want to see it, kind of fresh, um, you know, and kind of in yeah. the new world. I would yeah. like to as well. Yeah. <laughs> the new world, yeah. the new world, world order. order. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Um, so I, uh, I'm, I'm, cu- I'm most curious about revisiting that one and how mm-hmm. I, I feel mm-hmm. about it. But um, you guys think you think Moonlight? I think Moonlight yeah. because what I think is going to happen is Damien Chazelle is going to get Best Director, yeah, and then as a result, Moonlight is going to get we'll best, take picture, best Picture, and that's, that's I would love awesome. to see that happen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I would I would love that. I don't think 
I think La La Land is almost guaranteed to win, mm. uh, in part just because of the way the voting works yeah, for yeah, Best yeah. Picture. Um, so in all the other categories, they just say like, oh, yeah, Damien Chazelle, boom, check the box, move on. Don't they rank but in for Best Picture? Yeah. They rank them, and then then it's a uh, instant runoff. Philly, yeah. Philly's funniest. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you know they whatever the lowest total is, mm-hmm. then they that then those people second choices like that it gets added to their second choice movie. And then so on and so on. So I feel like La La Land may not be number one on a majority of lists, but it'll be in that two or three slot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, it'll yeah. sneak yeah. in yeah. and like you know, Moonlight because it's whatever gets past fifty percent plus mm-hmm. one or whatever mm-hmm. wins the whole thing. So mm-hmm. I think based on the how the voting works, I think yeah. La La Land's gonna yeah. have that key like You're probably right. second or third, mm-hmm. and then you know, just take it because it's the movie that has the broadest. Yeah, support yeah, yeah. versus mm-hmm. the most passionate support. Mm-hmm. There is that factor X, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it Absolutely. could it could play into it. I would love to see that. I would love to see that happen. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I, w- I mean, it's if, so if good. Moonlight wins. It's so good. I might cry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> I mean, like, it's just and it's a movie that like you know I was expecting. It was like I saw it going into it. I was like, well, I'm seeing this because I got to see it. And then when I left, I was like, I'm so glad that I saw it because it's just and it stuck with me. Like I can play back so much of that movie in my mm-hmm. mind just having seen it the one time mm-hmm. because it has a distinct look and distinct feel and you know it's it is that movies as empathy like mm-hmm. as a, I can't even think of a better example mm-hmm. so. I'll tell you what I think about that last dialogue exchange all the time that is that's just like how it's done yeah that's I, like I, you know I don't there's really nothing to spoil no yeah, yeah. yeah. there's no yeah. there's no plot so to right. say but there's yep. just a yeah. wealth of story but just there's just a last exchange where you're like, damn, I am, I'm just blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm lucky. And yeah. This is wild to watch. It's, yeah. 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 That's good stuff. I want to see Imagine it. if Hell or High Water just Dude. Won. <laughs> I'm just imagine that. Dude. Like, it, it could happen. Yeah. yeah. You never know. It yeah. could. Oh, I would Crazier love that. Crazier things have happened. Yeah. I would love you know, that. We've had Shakespeare in Love beat. Yeah. Yeah. Ryan, yeah. Right. And, you know, who knows? Yeah. It's, that would be so wild. It would be wild. You'd see, you'd see, literally every other nominee stand up like, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I was ready for it. We never would have expected it. The hell or high water guys are just yeah. drinking shots. Exactly. They're all the way in the back. Yeah. It takes them five. They have to yeah. cut off the broadcast before they get. <laughs> they wheel the Jeff Bridges in <laughs> yeah. on a wheelbarrow. He's just, oh, no. yeah. <laughs> he's in his Rooster Cogburn costume. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the show's like an hour long. Yeah. They're just climbing over people. Like, sorry, we didn't. I, I did not prepare anything for this. Oh. I literally don't even know what to say. Like, when we made this movie, it was like we were just happy to get Pine. Yeah. Yeah. He's a yeah. hunk. Yeah. Is he here? He's not. Oh, okay. Must be clean in my pool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I thought this was gonna go to literally anyone else but us. Yeah. It'll be the uh version of Adele's speech from the uh Grammy yes. Awards. I yeah. didn't see this. Uh, she she talked all about how Beyonce should have won yeah. the uh, album of the year in her in her speech more or less. And it was very like I mean, it was it was very from the heart. Mm. Um, you could see that she just did not yeah. expect to win and just kind of said exactly who she thought should win, which, nice. you know, so Adele always seemed like a pretty, uh, put together person. Mm-hmm. If there's anyone in the music industry, I could just like hang out with for a night. Adele might top that list because oh, yeah. I, w- I mean, we'd probably just I get shit faced. <laughs> we'd probably just get shit faced and like throw rocks at people or something, <laughs> yeah. but it would be so much fun. <laughs> she had an interview like way back in the day when she first broke onto the scene and they were like, so Adele, how are you different from like the other quote unquote divas? And she was just like, I'm fat. 
It's <laughs> like I'm, I'm your biggest fan because yeah. you just are the best. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was it was great. awesome. And I think at the time she was just pregnant. So it's yeah, like yeah. you're not even yeah. you know. Oh, she is the best. I love Adele. I want to break her heart so she can write songs about <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. You guys want to wrap this up by talking about our uh our our, our unknown or like what are we calling these categories? Uh, oh, categories that, are, that should be on. Yeah, yeah. 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 Categories Fresh categories. Be, yeah. yeah. I think first and foremost, stunt work. Yes. We're, it's it's happening again yep. with Mad Max, yep. with yep. John Wick. Yep. Stunts are becoming a thing that people value because mm-hmm. we're just tired of of uh you know, rubbery CG bodies yep. and just mm-hmm. staging is important. You can go back to even something like the Dark Knight when they flipped the truck. Like that is, yeah, that is so important that they flipped that truck yeah. to yep. the way that that scene works. I saw Inception I stunt coordination would yeah. be the would be the yes. title. Yeah, yep. I saw Inception in theaters three times because of the hallway sequence. Yes, they did oh, a thing. My God, they the thing is amazing. It. They they did it. Yeah. They made it, and, and they had to get stunt guys and actors to learn choreography to yep. do a thing. It's yeah. I had to build that. Yes. And that's why I will go see the new Mummy movie on opening day because Tom Cruise is in it and he will hang off something incredible. And I want to see that happen. Uh Oh, yeah. So 100% stunt people should definitely be recognized. I like Macquarie. Yeah. 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 Stunt. uh, The other one I was thinking of was uh, just because it exists outside of it, I think there should be a best horror movie. Oh, yeah. You know, it could be anything, and it could be such a broad category Mm -hmm. because you could include things like A Silence of the Lambs. Sure. But you could include things like The Witch. Mm -hmm. You could include things, I'm trying to think from this year. I wouldn't put, you know, Don't Breathe in there, but, you know, you could include something like Green Room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I think there'd there'd be a way to include horror. Yeah. Yeah, Because horror is. Um, uh, it's a type of movie that has completely different goals than yep. any other type of movie. Yes. And in that way, they can get a message through mm-hmm. or they can just scare the pants off you. And either way, there's value there. But in order to do it, you absolutely have to be a master craftsman of some aspect of filmmaking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to have a good script. You have to stage it well. You have to make it look right. Or a horror, One of those things doesn't work and a horror movie just crumbles. Mm-hmm. So if there's, you know, 10 horror movies every year... Four are good. Let's pick the best of the four. Yeah, yeah, I would love that. Uh, my my big one that I thought of was best performance. Uh, and I don't know what you would call it. I don't know if you'd call it like um, best vocal performance or but best performance in an animated film. Yeah, that's yeah. that. That oh, was that was my thought. Yeah, that was my big acting. one. I, yeah. yeah, and you know what brought it up for me was Matthew McConaughey in Kubo this year. Yeah. I like I know there are a lot of arguments to be made for like why are we casting already mm-hmm. big name actors in roles that voice actors could do, uh, and that's I totally get that argument and we could definitely have that argument, but kind of irrelevant in a world where it's happening anyway. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, 100% it, it is happening, and uh, I thought Matthew McConaughey was actually like a revelation as a voice actor. I was like, mm-hmm. he is incredible in this, and he is not the kind of actor I would think of as somebody that could put on a voice and disappear into a role through his voice. Yeah. And he really, for me, he really did in that movie. I thought he was great. I a hundred percent agree. That was my, that was my pick for, uh, the segment. So, yeah, I mean, and Matthew McConaughey is a great example because you think of him as being so physical, like that chest thumping and literal chest thumping (laughs) in Wolf of Wall Street. (laughs) Um, and like, he's so like physical in the way he, and even in interstellar, like there's so much of him, just the way he moves. And he's got a distinctive voice. Yeah. He's a guy that like, you know, all right, all 
right, oh, yeah. all right. There's is an impression thing? of yes. him branded. That exactly. Yes. And, he was and, channeling his, in Kubo, I, I thought he was doing like his best like Robin Williams in Aladdin right. thing. Yeah. But not that he was doing an impression of no. Robin Williams. He was capturing that. Like That's a magical performance yeah. in, in Aladdin. It's, it's an all-timer. Mm-hmm. I think he was, do, he was really tapping into that same skill set. Yeah, he yeah. was just, he did something where it was like, I recognize that it was McConaughey, but... It did not sound. It took me a bit to recognize. Yeah, it did yeah. not sound like the McConaughey that I think of, you know, and that's just impressive in and of itself. And then just that it was such an interesting, entertaining character that he pulled off with just his voice. So in general, I think that that is something that really should be recognized every year is yeah. vocal vocal performance. Absolutely, um, it's such a I don't know the it's like. The fact that animated movies have their own category to begin with is is a good thing because it would be mu- it, just like horror. It would be it would be much harder for them to make it to the best picture category yeah, anyway. Yeah. Yep. But that also means like, oh well, we kind of toss them into their own category, and so they get almost like looked over in a way. It's like because they're lumped together on their own, they're looked over in a way. But yep. it's because they're already looked over. Whatever. That's what's happening with with voice actors. Yep. You know what I mean? It's like they're just. They're automatically looked over because they're not an actor in the film, but it's like they are. They absolutely it's are. Like so, yeah. I mean, I've never recorded a voice for anything. Yeah. But <laughs> anytime someone's like puts you on the spot to do something like that, I mean, I've recorded a podcast. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like yeah. doing a character or anything, that's hard to do. It's really hard. And I, I would imagine that that without the, like, I always loved the way they did Fantastic Mr. Fox, where mm-hmm. he was running around with boom mics, yeah. having the people do it. I think that would be the only way I'd be able to do it. Right. Yeah. Otherwise, I would, you know, I'd be roboting the yeah, whole way. Cause, cause yeah, because that's the other thing. A lot of times they're doing it in a booth by themselves, with nothing. you know, with yeah. nothing. just talking to whoever's on the other side of the glass, yeah. and they're like, "Oh, make a couple of sounds, like ooh, ah, e," mm-hmm. you know, and it's and like they're doing different takes, but they're not. They have no reference. There's nothing point. to interact there's off not, of. There's yeah. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's absolutely my pick. I, for, yeah, I really think that's got to be a category. It's such a. I don't know. Those movies are. Uh, you know, Kubo is is a fantastic visual feast that would totally sink if it didn't have good performance. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. those performances make those characters come to life. It's not just the animation. Absolutely. Uh, and yeah. I feel like that needs to be recognized. Yeah. Yeah. That's my, that was the only one I could think of, actually. It was my big one. Yeah. Okay. Any others? Um, casting director. Oh, I love yeah. that. Oh, yeah, idea. that's fantastic. We recognize yeah. so many other facets of the, like that kind of background work that's done on movies. Mm-hmm. And I think it would, um, by proxy, uh, give um, due to like genre films that have like ensemble acting yeah. that you don't really get like separate awards for but you remember seeing the movie and you remember loving everybody in it but mm. because they kind of work together everybody wants someone would win that award yeah. this year yeah and green absolutely. room would be an, a great yes. example for yes. this year yeah, yeah. And absolutely every jj abrams movie would yeah. probably yeah. win star, star trek could have got nominated yeah. Yeah. you know what i mean like so that's... you would see like more like sci-fi fantasy movies yeah. getting yeah. you know that's a great uh, idea yeah. and, and really i think you would showcase idea. a lot of movies that have a lot of like unknown talent or uh-huh. young right. talent so like you would get faces out there of like oh let's show all the people in yeah. this movie that are really good, mm-hmm. um, yeah. So I think I think that's a really great one, um, and they do great work because there's people like you know J.J. Abrams. She, I forget her name, but he always works with the, the same, same casting, casting director. director. Yep, um, and she just does an incredible job because Force Awakens, Force Awakens Star Trek, is amazing. Yeah, uh, even the Star Clo- Trek reboots is is like that is some of the most perfect casting yep. yeah. ever. And that, that was kind of my intro to Star Trek, and then having gone back to look at stuff, I'm like, this is yeah. That, Anyone who could have foreseen Carl Urban. As both. Oh, right. it's God. Just, yeah. That movie might be my gay island. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Carl Urban. There. He lives yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, you're right. 10 Cloverfield Lane. It yeah. was a great ensemble this year. That uh, It was literally as we were talking about different nominations, I was like, 
Oh, maybe Mary Elizabeth Winstead oh, is a good. John Goodman would have been John Goodman is, oh, you know, yeah. But it's like none of them. They're ne- that movie is just you're not going to get nominated for yeah. that movie. It's yep. just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, is it Monica Mickelson, I think, or so. is it Joseph Middleton? I, I'm just looking at the. Oh, that's actually for Ten Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. So I'm just clicking around through. Look for. Uh, I know she. They, she did Force Awakens. If you want to pull that up. But by the same token, as kind of a related, but I would also like to see a best ensemble. Uh, Oscar, because yeah. there is one yeah. at the SAG Awards. Right, they do um, that, yeah. And so I think it would be cool to bring that in as a fifth acting category. So totally. That all the people in that get recognized. Because sometimes mm. you don't have, you know, a standout well, performance. Some, sometimes Spotlight you can't. been great for that last Hell, year. Hell yeah. Caesar this Spotlight year. Hell Caesar yeah. was amazing. Oh, that was the other best supporting actress I was thinking of was Tilda Swinton. Oh, totally. As the, as the oh, twins. Oh, the my twins. God. Yes, yeah. that was yeah, fantastic. She was great. She was great. Is Tilda, Nina Tilda Gold, you could nominate her every year, though. I think it's Alina Webster. I think. April Webster, Nina Gold, April uh, Webster. We're mixing them up. Yeah. It's Nina Prol Weiss Webster <laughs> Gold. It's that's one, a it's great idea for one, though. Casting yeah. director. That's, yeah. Yeah. And A Bigger Splash is another. I still um, to see that. I really want to see that. It's so good. Because Tilda Swinton is amazing. And she's, she has, yeah. she, her character has no voice in that movie. Really? Yeah. So she's playing a, uh, like a very, you know, Gaga, David Bowie esque. Mm-hmm. pop singer who's taking on vacation she's like on vacation because she's having vocal cord Whoa. surgery done so she can barely talk the whole movie and these crazy emotional things are happening and uh, Ray Fiennes is running around like a mad person and Dakota Johnson is looking amazing um, <laughs> she's, she's such a good actress uh, yeah she's a good actress <laughs> and she looks amazing oh, in this yeah. movie um, <laughs> Pretty lady. A, a bigger splash is his hetero island <laughs> yeah. well Ray Fiennes is probably on my gay island yeah. Honestly, yeah. a, little, a little bald for my taste. Now, <laughs> I can't un Voldemort him. If you can have a magical gay island, you can pull actors at any age that that's true in their prime. Let's that's say. true. So, you know, uh, he, he's Schindler's List takes him out of it just because he, <laughs> he scares the shit out of me. <laughs> Ooh. Um, Although, if I if I had him there to recite lines at me while me and the other guys are hanging <laughs> yeah. out, that'd be fine. Okay, he, he could be employed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah. you're a fucking anatomy. <laughs> <laughs> in Bruges, so good. Oh, uh, in Bruges is amazing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so casting director and uh, an ensemble cast also. Yeah, yeah acting yeah. award. I think love would be it. good additions. I love yes. it. I agree. I mean, there's already 55 categories. Or yeah, yeah, we just went yeah. Through. Jesus so, like, Christ! Why I know. not just we've, throw in a couple more? We've already <laughs> been here for three. This is as long as the Oscars is going to be this <laughs> year. Really? Oh Jeez. shit! <laughs> well, and just big props to the Academy for giving that lifetime achievement Oscar to uh, Jackie Chan. Oh yes, oh, nice. yes. that That's happened awesome. this year. Did you? Jackie Chan is now an Oscar winner and deservedly so. Did Absolutely. you watch that video of him getting an award? It must have been some like a Chinese Lifetime Achievement Award. Do, do you know what I'm talking about? The one where he was really drunk. No, no. Okay, this is like this uh, just happened this oh, year. Oh wait, with his stunt team behind yes. him. That that's. I mean, you it want to melt fucking yeah. crushed me. So like the it was they were giving Jackie Chan this Lifetime Achievement Award. And they, they're telling the history of him and his stunt team and how he's had all these generations of stuntmen that have sort of like worked with him through his career. And they're sort of this family that he's built. And they so then it cuts to video clips where they're interviewing all of these older stuntmen that he worked with in the early part of his career. And they're all talking about how much they owe to Jackie, how wonderful he was to them, how the principles he taught them as a part of the stunt team were principles they brought into the rest of their lives. It's this really amazing emotional thing. And Jackie Chan is like crying as he's watching these videos of these guys that he clearly hasn't seen in years. He has had younger guys come onto the stunt team as the years have gone on. 
And so he's getting weepy just thinking about he's it. He's crying. Oh my, I haven't even seen it. I'm he's like, a lovely video. He's watching the video. He's crying. And then the the presenter is is like, you know, the video ends and the presenter, I guess, is like handing him the award or something. And he's blah, blah, blah. He's talking to him. And then Jackie is trying to say thank you for this. And he's like, and you know, all of these men from my new stunt teams. And he's going to point behind him. And in the interim, while he's been accepting the award, all of the old stuntmen from that video come on stage oh, and stand behind wow. him. So as he goes to gesture behind to the new stunt team, it's actually the stunt team he worked with like 30 years ago. And he literally like he goes to turn and he stops and they smile. And what do they call each other? Do they call each other brother? He's like, Anko. No, you know what I'm talking about shoe. though, right? He they they all have a name for each yeah, other. Yeah, I don't I, know. Uh, I think it's is it uh, I think it's brother. I think they refer to each other's brother a lot. And he turns and he pauses and he sees and the guy goes, "Brother!" He like calls it out to him and they all just start weeping together. It's the oh, most amazing thing I have oh, ever seen. Fight. <laughs> Dude, it is so incredible. You're crying right now. It's so <laughs> incredible. <laughs> It's so fucking much. incredible. It it's was a good video. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm gonna, it's yeah. really worth seeing. I'm and if you're a Chan fan, I wish I knew what organization do. it was. It's some like Chinese version of the their film board or yeah. something giving the him triads. an achievement award. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the villain in like ninety yeah, percent yes, of Jimmy Chan movies. Yes, the, the trads. Yeah, uh, yeah it was, it's fucking incredible, and, like, and I'm Anko. so glad they gave him that. The Academy actually gave him one this year too. He is he is as influential as his forebear, which is Buster Keaton. Yep. And yeah. he, he is just as influential, just as important. And I would say that so much of the reason why I love movies is because of Jackie Chan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That gets an Oscar. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Totally deserving. You should watch another video where it, I forget what show it is, but he's completely hammered. Yeah. And he like takes the mic to do karaoke. <laughs> and he's like, he, he apologized for it later because yeah. he like didn't even remember it. Yeah. But it was just Jackie Chan was partying one night at some <laughs> award show and just Took it the fuck over. <laughs> but it's like also adorable because he's 60 and hammered yeah. and just rocking out. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Good stuff. I love Jackie Chan. If anyone's allowed to do it, it's him. Yeah. yeah. I'm a real Chan man. All right. Uh, you ready to close this out? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Let's be done with So the, the Oscars are what? The 26th? February yes. 26th? Right. I'm yes. sure there's going to be plenty of coverage. Um, oh, yeah. You will. You can read about it on Cinadelphia.com. Sure yep. can. Um, I'm sure we'll be covering for probably Farsighted. find it on FarsightedBlog.com as well. Yeah, we'll be publishing our predictions the week before uh, this coming week. Yeah, so Excellent. whenever this goes live, sometime in that week, we'll have our final yeah, predictions up. Perfect. I was planning on putting up predictions this weekend. I don't want to step on toes. No. That okay? Cool. I'm it. moving yeah. this weekend, so that's an easy list. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's written. <laughs> <laughs> But, pretty uh, good, pretty yeah. good. Uh, so you can find me. Well, you can find the show on uh, on the internet. Uh, you can uh, rate and subscribe on iTunes. We'd love to hear from you. We've been getting more and more from you guys lately, and it's been great. You can email us at I like two movie. It's the number two at gmail.com, facebook.com, and twitter.com slash I like two movie. You can find us all over Tumblr as well. Uh, you can find me online at Philadelphia. It's with an F. I'm on Twitter and Letterboxd and a bunch of places that way. You can find my writing on farsightedblog.com. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, Cinadelphia.com, at Dan Scully on every possible platform imaginable, except for the .com. It's some guy who works on Broadway. <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> so much more talented than me and, and successful and all that. Uh, on Twitter, on Letterboxd, Dan Scully, all that stuff, Cinadelphia.com. Go for uh, it. You can find me at Cinadelphia.com and on Instagram and Letterboxd at JP Malcolm. Hell yeah. You gramming? Yeah. You gramming? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gramming. Uh, you can find Cynadelphia on Twitter at Cynadelphia. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Silver Whatever, and I have the same handle on Letterboxd as well. 
I want to make sure people are getting this. It's silver whatever. Oh, yeah. I always feel like I hear you say silver or whatever, and I'm like, no one ever follows him. Definitely not. They don't know what he's saying. <laughs> yeah. They're like, is it silver? Sil-? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's silver whatever. And uh, if you see a picture of Batman drinking coffee, you're in the right place. That is <laughs> such a good avatar. Yes. You can never get rid of that. No. Never Great. get rid of it. All right, let's wrap this thing up. My name is Garrett Smith, and I like to movie movie. My name is Dan Scully, and I like to movie movie. My name is Joe Malcolm, and I like to movie movie. My name is Ryan Silverstein, and I also like to movie movie. And we all know that you like to movie movie because we, we like, like to, to movie. movie.